Pain oh, Killer yeah. Already, episode 287, with our guest, the fabulous and much requested Boogie. Boogie. Hi, I'm back. Yay! Yes, he is. I'm always excited to have Boogie on. Yeah, I'm really excited to be on. So glad to have you. Uh, so, so glad to be back. It's been about what six months. We do this like every six months. It seems like, right? We, we gotta take our sponsors, Boogie. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I forgot to pay you, Blue so Apron. I thought <laughs> pay for the privilege. Big thanks to Blue Apron, Neondies, Trunk Club, Headspace, Casper, and uh, and all the all the PK sponsors. We're gonna be talking about them more later on in the show. We'll have a couple of mid roll ads. We'll talk about them. Get into all that. But yeah, we're so happy to have Boogie with us. You are one of my favorite guests that comes on the show, Boogie, because you've always got interesting views on things. And uh, I, I like that, uh, you know, at first every it was always about your weight. I was like, ah, I don't want to hear about his weight. And there were people right, like, yeah. oh, well, what else is there? But I like peeling the onion that is Boogie. Oh, yeah, it gets, it gets real stingy the further you processes. peel. We were just talking before the show um, about, uh, like, I, I, was talk I was saying, look, if my house is haunted, I'm going to be out there with a, a thing of gasoline, 100 pounds of tannerite. I'm going to leave it a pile of rubble. And it's going to be like, well, haunt this now, you fucking goat. And Taylor right. was like, oh, so you believe in ghosts? And I was like, no. I think that 99.9999% of the time, no fucking ghosts. There might have been one ghost or two ghosts ever. But I'm not willing to shut the door completely on that. And they, of course, all laughed at me. And then, Boogie, you spoke up. What did you say, know? Boogie? Can you repeat it for the show? If you want, I will tell you the story about the time I met my mother's ghost. Making you know me said, look yeah, we'll much start out less with that. Insane. We want to start it off upbeat, yes. get people okay. in a good mood. Okay. Uh, we right. started with Kyle being a crazy person that believed in <laughs> ghosts, and now by comparison... Not even believe in them. I believe in the possibility that maybe... I, I'm not willing to close the door and say, no, there are no ghosts, there never were, there never will be, no ghosts ever, ever, ever. It's bullshit, 100%. I can't say that. Yeah, but you could say, like, yeah, but there's, like, no evidence for ghosts. So there until there's thing. evidence, they're... You know, let's well, there's just a lot. assume it's not real. Well, look, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's sort of ingrained in, in the mythos of so many cultures. You know, everybody, yeah, there's, there, the, there are legends about it, stories of about it. Of, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I believe is most likely. But there's that little grain of sand that might be that, you know, there were some, some Aztecian ghosts or something that haunted. Ah, uh, Aztecian. Yeah, they were always into that human sacrifice mm -hmm. and eat hearts and stuff. Maybe that, you know... You know, there's, the the, there's that whole still. Day of the Dead thing, you know, that they're I, doing on there still. I can't wait to get to the story about Boogie's mom. But I yeah. feel like we can't disprove any of that Pastafarian stuff either, right? You know, that, that, that God in his tentacle madness has placed all these archaeological, uh, fact-based, carbon-dating stuff throughout the planet in an effort to throw us off. They draw a link between pirates Scooby -Doo villain Dude, I, and I hate global warming. The, the Pastafarian <laughs> thing. I love it. It's just a way for people to kind of be douchey and arrogant about them being smarter than you, when really it's like if you were trying to convince someone who is religious to drop it and like show them by evidence. The best way to do it isn't to mockingly compare what they believe in to pasta in the sky. It's like that's just showing that you're trying to be a cunt a little bit, just a little bit. That's my favorite and, part. And what you should <laughs> yeah, be doing if you actually want to change people's mind is be a little more compassionate and understand where oh, they're coming from. No, you know, my, my favorite part about the Pastafarian thing is that I enjoy all my like-minded cunts. <laughs> like, is that I, what they call themselves? <laughs> they call themselves Pastafarians, I think. Right? And so you call them cunts. There's something to do with... Uh, yes. I and call, you, you self-identify as a cunt. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I don't call them cunts. I call us cunts. There's a, it's a slight difference. I always it's know that I'm on PKA when reviewers use the word cunt 
40 times before the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm That's sorry, you know. Mom. Let's just ease people in to this whole new upsetting layer of your life we're about to delve into. Because it seems like every time we have you on, it's like, oh, oh yeah. fucking boogies on here. Let's jolly and cheer. Well, that's well, fun. And you're like, oh, that reminds me of the time I lost six dogs in, in a weekend. Like, <laughs> that's oh, damn. But that's what I'm good at, man. Like, that's the, you, they say you talk about what you know. You write about what you know. You create what you know. And this is what I know. So this is what I talk about, you know. Death I mean, don't get me sadness. wrong. Last six years of my life has been fucking amazing. But, you know, I had 35 years before that, and those 35 years make it the bulk of my life. And so most of my stories come from that. You can, I can tell you about the time that my wife blew me in a beautiful hotel in New York City, you know, and that story exists too, but it's not oh, nearly as interesting. We'll, as, we'll have to get to that one. No, you've captured my interest, Boogie. I told that one last week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I want to hear about the ghost. I, yeah, let's get to the ghost. So, so my mom passed in 2009. And, uh, you know, I went to be by her side as she passed, and I held her hand even as she passed, you know. And I'll tell you one of the things, I, there's a whole story about that, too. And maybe we'll save that for the next PKA. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, I was holding her hand, and they, they took off the machines, and they gave her some morphine to make sure she passed comfortably, you know. And, um, like, she was already in an induced coma. And it's so funny because I could kind of tell that she was not there anymore. Like, she was alive one second and not this, the next. But it was such, like, a minor thing. Like, it, it, you know, I expected, like, bells and whistles and for her soul to float up to the sky because that's what you think is going to happen. But, no, she's her body is technically alive, objectively alive, and then it's objectively dead. The heart has stopped beating. The brain has stopped functioning, and now she's gone. And I sat there with her about 20 or 30 minutes after they said she was dead and just waited for something to happen. Nothing ever did. It was not magical. It wasn't spiritual. It wasn't anything. It was just, you know, meat. It was meat, you know. My mother was in there for one second, and then the next second it was just a pile of meat. And there's very, very little difference, so uh, as depressing as that is. But um, six months later or so, I, I, I'm sitting at home. This is about three months later. And it's um, my first Christmas alone with, you know, without my mother in my life. And I me and her had always been very close. Even though it was a shitty relationship, it was a close relationship. And I would go home and visit her every year for Christmas. I didn't have anywhere to go, and I'm sitting there playing World of Warcraft. And I feel this hand on my right shoulder. And I immediately recognized the feeling it's exactly the way my mom's hand felt as I was holding her hand as she died it's exactly the way that it felt and so I immediately turned my head and nothing was there and I stood up and I looked around and my mother was a chain smoker and I could smell smoke in the apartment nobody in my apartment smokes and I said mom hello nothing I look around I look through the two doors I kind of walk into the living room nothing so I turn back around, I sat down on my stool, and I start typing into Guild Chat what just happened, and then I feel the hand a second time on my right shoulder, and my brain says, don't turn around. Like, obviously you can't see her, obviously you can't interact with her, she's really there, say whatever you gotta say. And so I said, Mom, I love you. And then I didn't feel the hand anymore, and then she was gone. Now, I have since spoken with the therapist about this, and the therapist says, honestly, I don't know, and whatever you wanna believe is what you should believe. But I personally think, and I think the therapist also leaned towards, I was in a very grief-driven state. I definitely did not get as much closure as I needed. I probably never will. And my mind had maybe generated that experience or something to that effect to where it was believable. I mean, you know, you, you think about it. Your body makes you feel weird shit all the time, right? You shiver, you, you jerk, you, you know, you're falling asleep, you feel like you're falling. Your body generates all kinds of weird shit all the time. My brain was in a position to attribute the weird shit that I was currently feeling to that situation. So I don't know that... 
at, like when you felt that hand, or was it more it, of like you immediately felt? Like, it, oh, I, I immediately recognized it as my mother, and I immediately was comforted by it. It was not scary or freaky at all. And, That's and what I don't understand about these ghost stories. Is like, like I love the people in my life that I love, but as soon as they're dead. It's like, I want nothing to do with you because I don't think that that's the good version of you coming back. The good one is somewhere else. I feel like it's just... Get out of here, something. Mom! I don't want anything to do with you anymore. I'm the opposite. I would, would love... That floats away. I, I... All sad. Okay, it is within like my nature to just... Impersonating to just shit all over Boogie's experience, but I don't want that. I would love to have it. I would... And I don't want to tarnish it or whatever. Like, I... like. Awesome, Boogie. I'm glad that happened yeah. for you. I, mean, I, would, I, 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 would... I don't truly believe it was my mother, so you don't have to worry. Be skeptical. I don't truly believe that's what it was. I still believe I generated it in my brain. But so, yeah, my parents, it. my, my parents are still alive, but I would, if, if they were hypothetically dead and I could have even what you had again, yeah. I bet I would really value that. And it was, I mean, it was nice. And whether it be my mother actually reaching out of the grave to say, hey, look, I fucked up a lot, sorry. Or if it was just her trying to help me get through Christmas, or if it was my own brain just tricking me to try to help me get through that period of that time of grief, whatever it was, I, it was very oh, comforting. Okay. And I very like, much appreciated it. If, it was if very my nice. grandmother, if Ninny, that came back and was like grabbing my shoulder and stuff, like I couldn't deal with that. Like, get out of here. You go back to where you, they no. sent you, wherever that demon? is. Demon? Yeah, demon. Get out of here, Ninny. Get yeah, creeping see, up on me. That's my thought process. Is you had your time. I would think it was scary more than comforting because I would immediately jump to like this, this. You know, they would know not to come back and fuck with me because they would know I wouldn't like this. Like there's something mm. sneaky going on. My, yeah. I, I visited my, my grandmother as she was dying, and I was hearing Boogie's story. My grandmother's wasn't anything like that. Like so, um, she was in the ICU, and you like weren't allowed to come visit people in this section like whatever level of care she was at needed to be like infection free and like you couldn't just go see people okay. and uh, i went to visit her and you know they're i'm like yeah you know how do, how do i get to like the icu and they're like no no you can't go back there and i'm like oh i'm here to see and i gave her name and they're like oh well yes you can go see her and i'm like dude like you get special mm -hmm. privileges when they're dying, you know. They yeah. give you the hookup. They let you go anywhere and and watch like, them die. At this point, you could shit all over. Her. Like she's not getting yeah. sick. Not <laughs> sick just, this is grief shit. <laughs> you can deal with it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so in I don't bother washing your hands. In spite wow. of the fact that that like you know you're not supposed to go to this part with her, you were allowed to go to this part. You know, I, I told said it was my grandmother, and I went to see her, and then suddenly, and I liked her. She had a pool. That's where I first learned to swim. And, and she used to always make, like, snacks and stuff for us. And, and she was um, – I know my, my father had a, a part of conflict, but I still don't know what that was about. All I know is that she always seemed to open her house to us and seemed to enjoy having us around. That was, like, the, the vibe that I got from her. So that was my impression of her. And I went there, and there she was dying. And I'm kind of like, like, now what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. She's just laying there. I, I talked to her. I think I told her I loved her. And she didn't do anything back. She didn't tell me she loved me or anything. She just sat there dying or laid there. And uh, She was, like, incoherent then. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was completely unconscious. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she wasn't spitefully ignoring Oh, see, you. that's better. See, <laughs> my yeah. grandmother was laying there dying. <laughs> I'm not wasting my last words on you. <laughs> oh, no. My... my grandmother was, like, laying there dying, and she's all yellow and jaundiced from her liver shutting down and, like, 
she's not there all the time, but the, you know, I go in there and she, she see, she's like, Oh, Kyle, I love you. You're my number one grandson. And like just mm. gasping for air and just, we're both crying. It was rough, but she was there and just like no. dying. They, they told like me like, Hey, if you want to see her while she's still alive, today's the day to go see her. And, uh, and I went and I feel like I didn't spend enough time there. It was maybe 15, 20 minutes, but there was also nothing to like do. Like I, I she's not conscious. Like I, I held her hand. She was still warm. Like I checked, like there, there are almost no signs of life. And like you said, she was unconscious and, uh, I'm just like, like, you know, like, I, I feel like I should say a thing. And, and I, I just, and when I left, there wasn't really the closure. Like I wanted this kind of like goodbye wrap up. Was it just you two in there at the time? Yeah. And, um, I felt like, like I, don't, like, I was supposed to do or say something more than I did. It was just like, there she is. Yeah. She's dying. It's going to be sometime between now and, like, three days from now. And, like, what do you do exactly? Did to... she know you were, like, did she have the wherewithal to even no. know you were there? Absolutely not. No, no, no. She just was. So then, question, do you, are you happy you went? Or is it something you wish you could go back and have a different memory as the last one of her? The first. I'm happy I went. I, I feel like if I hadn't gone, it would have been out of some like selfish laziness, uh, not prioritizing her, something like that. Um, you know, I, I have all those. It, it, people can feel differently in, in terms of last memory. But for me, I still have all those other memories. Like they didn't go anywhere. I just have one more where I came to see her in the hospital at the end. Yeah, that That's what it is for me. So, <sighs> hey, welcome to really Painkiller. I, I will say... I will say that I feel like, because um, I saw my father off, you know, I saw him a few days, well, a few weeks actually before he passed, and then I saw my mom, uh, the, I was with her the day she passed. I think it's very important, if anybody out there is ever considering, I mean, you know, it's, it's sad to talk about this kind of stuff, but I think it's good to give advice in this situation. If you ever have that opportunity to get that closure with somebody you care about, it's very important. And even if you can't do anything for them, and it doesn't feel like it would do anything for you. In the end, it does a lot for you to know that you did the right thing. You, you, you did your best. And it'll really help you put it together. And I'll tell you that I had a, my best friend of 30-some years. Um, she, you know, I, a girl that I, I, I dated in high school. We, we knew each other since we were three years old. She passed uh, a year ago and three days almost to the, to the date. Uh, a year and three days ago. Um, and, you know, I asked her, I said, you know, I saw her about a year before she passed and you know I was like do you want me to come and visit and she's like well I'm not really myself with my, my brain you know she had cancer in her brain she's like I'm not really myself and I don't really want you to see me this way and I, selfishly I didn't really want to see her that way I want to keep the other memories and now that that time has passed and she's been gone a while I really wish I had seen her one last time I really so if you ever have that opportunity you really should do that it's the right thing to do and it's not just the right thing to do for them it's the right thing to do for you I don't know. I, I don't think I would have wanted to see my grandmother if she was in a really diminished capacity where she didn't know who I was. Right. Like, well, we how just, young were you, too? That's a big thing, I bet. Uh, just a couple years ago. Like, maybe oh, yeah. three years ago. Some, three, three years ago. Yeah, but like. if you're under, like, 17, I give you a pass for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that can, especially if it's really bad, you know? I yeah, think that if I too. were, like, really, like, demented, like, suffering from dementia, really out of it and only had, like, little glimpses of, I don't know, clarity lucidity if i said yeah lucidity like if i said to someone like yeah i don't want you to come see me anymore like i don't want you to see me like that and they came back when i was having a moment of lucidity i think i'd 
probably be a little bit upset because I would feel like I was being cheated almost out of my legacy of like, oh, you know, I remember Uncle Taylor, like, oh, he was so funny and fun to be around instead of like, oh, God, just see him laying there. Like, all those bones that? Like, soup. I just feel like that would be the worst thing in the world to have like a moment of lucidity where you tell everyone, please don't come visit me anymore. I don't want you to see me like this. And then you have another one as they're all watching you die. And you're like, oh, you fuckers. Like, oh, now this is going to be on the fucking fridge. A picture of me frail and dying instead of the one where I was playing badminton with a beer or something. No, like, but then, like, then you show them the YouTube videos. I'll show you the YouTube videos of you, like, pissing in yourself and, like, like, oh, I was going to That's your legacy. That's your fucking legacy. chatting with grandma. Like in favor like more. Uh, I feel like yeah. there's an, an, a deleted or unlisted video of me snuggling Taylor when he's drunk. Does, does that ring a bell at and, and PAX? Snuggling? What do they do to you? Or what did we do? Wasn't there some snoring? I, I don't remember. You got Maybe snoring? There, oh, a gold glove. No. Do I have it no. mixed up? Yeah, I remember I you know. asked me to take it down, and I did. I don't remember what that it was That might have been of. the one snuggling. <laughs> or not so much we as, as you. No, you were definitely involved. I mean... Who was the uh, big spoon? That's probably me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you think time, I curled I into him? The big spoon is the cuddler. You know, he's the one like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to spoon you guys, but let me be honest, it'll be ladling if I'm doing it. Uh. <laughs> uh, Hope's birthday is tomorrow. She turned 17. Ah, oh, nice. Time to drive. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I, hey, I, hey, uh, stop rushing her. Stop rushing her. <laughs> Damn it. One step at a time. We just started crossing highways last year on foot. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, on the driving thing that's on the docket for this summer, like she's supposed to be driving coming out of this summer. She has a couple things that she wants to do that require driving. Her mother and I have started pushing back on some activity. Like she'll be like, hey, you know, I want to go visit my friends tonight or something. And we'll be like, we're packing tonight. Like, I don't have time to, like, and by the way, it's always, like, double for us, right? I like drive her anywhere. Like, if, Not she, a single if a friend is half an hour away, then for her, that's half an hour. For us, it's two hour-long hour round trips, oh, yeah. you know? Like, that's a lot to ask, and that's a... That's like a normal distance for here. Her friend, her friends aren't three minutes from here. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. But, you need to shut down as far as driving her around. I had a buddy shut in high school, Tyler, who, as he was like nine months older than me, mm -hmm. still in my grade. But as soon as I turned sixteen, I got my license, and he still didn't have it. Didn't even get the permit. And his parents played it to like the second he turned sixteen, and was like, "Hey, can you drive me so and so or here or there?" It was like, "No." No, we can't. We won't. So you can find a ride or you can go get your license. The only place I will drive you is the DMV. And he put it off to the point that, like, all of us as his friends, when we were like, you know, oh, we're going out here or there. Oh, can you swing up by and pick me up? Like, after a while, like, it was friend guilt of, like, dude, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, why am I picking you up, shuttling you around? Go get your goddamn license. And, and he did. That's what Hope needs. A little bit of incentive. I'm a bit of a too soft to do what you're talking about but it's definitely creeping in more and more like there'll be it, it dude and the thing is i didn't get support like i'm i'll lay down the hammer and uh chiz who lived with us for a while in the in the guest house will know like i'll be like hey this is like do this do this and everyone's like why are you bringing that up huh that's a, that's a tender point like they all pile on me and and they'll i'm such a pussy they have me like go back up and apologize <laughs> for bringing up driving and I do it because I'm a fucking, oh. oh, it's 
fucking horrible. I, I what hate do you it. say? No, take us through it. She she asks you to drive her somewhere it, no. as a seventeen year old with no license, and then you say no, and then tell me how the conversation of a it's not quite like that. It's like, hey, Dad, I want to do like this thing that requires some level of trust and responsibility, and I'll be like, really? Because you don't even drive yet, and it's all like. How dare you bring up the the like <laughs> ele- like oh my god you know you like what a jerk you are we're not talking about driving here you drag that up out of no you always drag that up out of no as nowhere. if the reason she's not driving is like an ailment or a disability as if she's like oh, I can't uh, believe you went there I don't want to pick because of my laziness <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's not laziness it's not laziness, not laziness. she it's has a she's bad. uncomfortable driving. That, it's a thing. It's like like she's got a kind of fear over it that she needs to overcome. Well, she and, better get comfortable because that's an <laughs> integral part of life. Yeah, I I had a friend. Let's call him Morty. Um, and my friend Morty, he refused to learn how to drive, and he kind of had his mother wrapped around his uh, his single mother wrapped around his little finger, mm-hmm. to the point like there was times when he was in college, he would call his mother and just yell at her for not coming to clean <laughs> his apartment and stuff. Um, but dude. he did not drive. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't like the idea of the responsibility of having to be behind the wheel of a car. He didn't want to run the risk of hurting himself or hurting other people. And it just made him very nervous. And he did have a bit of a mild anxiety disorder, which is reasonable. But, I mean, then again, so do I. And I'm going to drive my whole fucking whoa, life. So whoa, I gotta say, Why don't you get your license, Morty? Your <laughs> right, right, right. right. And uh, so uh, eventually, you know, we became friends. And I got into the role of picking this dude up and taking him places and uh, so I, what I suggest to do to, to, to your daughter is exactly what I think I will do to my child, which is exactly what I did to him. Eventually, I started charging him mileage. You know, like, look, you know, you've got money. I know you've got money. You, you, you pay for gas. I'm, I'm literally, I'm an Uber driver from 20 years before there was Uber. Sorry, Morty, but you're going to have to pay, you know. And uh, so that's what I would do. I think, I think, you know, if I'm giving my daughter an allowance, I'm, I might even just become a certified Uber driver. And then, and then just every time I'm driving, I'm like, right. oh, thank you, ma'am. There's a free water bottle in the back. Did Morty uh, end up getting his license? Uh, yes, actually. So it worked. He ended up meeting a girl and uh, getting married, and that the, like that really whipped him into shape. He's like, I need to get my shit together if I'm going to. Good lord! To, like know, he was like, married. You can drive when people stop kowtowing to you, and, right. and like. Uh, yeah, but Morty. You know it seems like uh, Morty's fear of driving. Anyway. I, but yeah, I, I, I don't feel like it's fair. Pretty damn quick. As this, soon as he had to start chipping in. This right. guy, uh, you know, got married and that got him to drive. You know, oh, hope's not seventeen till tomorrow. It, like it, I don't think it's an <laughs> accurate comparison. No, she's no. only three hundred and sixty-four days late. Right. Well, yeah. well yeah. he wasn't eighteen when he got married. Oh no, he was like no, he was like twenty three. I yeah, think yeah, when yeah. he met that girl so and decided bad. to get his shit together. And, and and like first of all, I knew that I could handle being behind the wheel. I was like, of course I can. First of all, I'm sixteen years old, so I could pro- I, I believed I could fly a rocket ship, and I probably could have. <laughs> God damn it. So <laughs> but I, I, I didn't give a shit about myself in the car. I was like, yeah, I got places to go. If I if I crash, that's what that's life. That's me living life. Crashing your car on the way to somewhere to to live is what life is. That's how you die, and that's that's a good death as far as like modern modern human beings uh, go. Yeah, but so I'm sixteen. And, driving and as far around. as the rest of those people out there and me, like I don't know if I should be behind the wheel of this three thousand pound 250 horsepower killing machine i didn't think like that I, fuck those other people i don't want to hit them or anything i'm not clearing sidewalks and like backing up without looking but like i'm not thinking about them and like what i might accidentally do to them 
I'm just like, trying to. It's hard for us to, to sympathize because I, I was like you. You know, I was driving before I had a license illegally yeah. on the daily. Like every day, I was yeah. just trying. I had a ball that I convinced my parents was my 21-year-old friend. Oh, yeah, we're going out with Joey. Joey was the name of an inflatable ball. And uh, we just kept him in the back seat and said, no, no, Joey's our, like, partner or something like that. Because in New Jersey, you had to have, like, a 21-year-old. Yeah, you got to be accompanied mm -hmm. by an adult. What? Yeah, yeah. You made the, You were like... I had an imaginary Tom friend. Hank passed away. Yes. You got Wilson back there. He's 21. <laughs> yeah. You had to be accompanied by an adult in New Jersey? For a permit. Because he's 15. Oh, well, I was here. at Jersey. You learn to drive. You get your license at 17. So I was okay. 16. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm 16 years old. I don't have a license yet, but I have an imaginary friend. You could call him Wilson if it works better. And uh, and I would just drive everywhere all the time. And he, like I would just I was a terrible person. And that's how I, I handled it. I was the opposite of hope. You know, I was convinced that not only like like that I could do no wrong. I am so skilled at this. I've got weeks of experience that, you know, that I'll be able to dodge any problem or, you know, like it's, I just assure myself. Uh, but, but, but just think of it this way, like when Hope's kids, when it's their turn to drive, the definition of driving will be plugging a, an address into the Google Maps of their Tesla, you know? Like how great is that gonna be? And there's gonna be a period, there's gonna be a whole generation coming out right after Hope, uh, you know, Hope's generation, that's gonna be like, so you actually would get behind the wheel of a fucking 3,000-pound death trap, and you would control it with your hands and then drive around uh, other people who are also not driving with fucking hands, and it would be doing 75 miles an hour, and all it took was one person to kill like 50 people, one fuck up, one person to look at their phone. Yes, that's exactly what it was yeah. like. Dude, you, you know, know what it's going to be cool in the future is, you know how you watch something like... Uh, not Daisy, whatever, World War Z, and it's like Brad Pitt is the lone badass who can, like, work the machine he needs to escape. Like, in the future, like, 60 years from now, like, all the cars are just going to shut down, and it's going to be one guy who's, you know, <laughs> 70 at the time with his family, like, get in. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking it to manual. Do you remember how? Yeah. And he's the only one driving, and nobody else remembers. He's the like, only one who knows how to drive thing. a stick. Nobody, <laughs> it's not even a stick, just like a, a 1997 Honda oh, Accord that he hops in and drives. So that's it. Like, I like that better. I'd like to see like a Twilight Zone where they're all just stranded on some like like there's no water there in the desert, but there's a truck there with a stick, and then everybody's just used to driving Teslas that you just press a button or, or like tell them to take you somewhere, and then they just all sit there running out dehydrating because they can't drive a stick. Have you? Everyone's here seen the CPG gray video. Humans need not apply. We've all seen that. I no? Know. Well. A, a quick rundown. What's it about? A quick rundown. He talks about how robots, or robots, robots, I don't know. Okay. You guys are in my head. All assholes. And uh, anyway, they, uh, he talks about how ro robots are replacing humans. And everyone thinks that their job is so complicated and unique and creative that it can't be replaced. And he's like, oh, by the way, this background music was written by a robot. And... Um, uh, and he just goes on and talks about it and in different stages too, you know, like, but one of the big ones is driving. Driving is some huge percentage of jobs in the country, you know, like 
you, you might be thinking tractor trailers like I did at first, but it's like tractor trailers, forklift, construction machineries. Like there, there's all kinds of tasks that are essentially different varieties taxis. of taxis. Yeah, tons. Ta so taxis and tractor trailers are like the first thing I think of. But then when you realize like how many construction sites are you passing where those guys job is essentially driving heavy machinery? And then, you know, how many warehouses do we not even look inside of that is essentially driving forklifts, you know, moving things around in there. And, uh, all that stuff is going to get automated. And while tractor trailers probably won't be tomorrow, you know, because there's a lot of people around in public safety and you know, acceptance, forklifts could be tomorrow. Forklifts actually were yesterday, you know. It's already like that in, in yeah. the Amazon warehouse, isn't it? It's like a bunch of pretty big, like, Roombas picking stuff yep. up and moving it around. Yeah. And this is, this is I, I, didn't, I did not see that particular video, but I have seen videos talking about this before. And I got to tell you, one of the things that really scares me about living in America right now is we're so anti-social programs. Not anti-socialist, which is a different thing, but anti-social programs. We don't want people to have access to affordable, cheap health care. We don't want people to have a guaranteed income. We don't want people to have, you know, people who can't work. We don't want them to have anything. Fuck them. I work. Fuck them. Let them starve. Well, the, a lot of people saying that right now don't realize that they're out of a fucking job in 40 years with robotics. Their children will never work because there won't be enough fucking jobs because there's going to be robust taking care of a lot of the stuff. Well, the good news is the quality of life is going to be going up. And all of these countries that provide health care and a guaranteed minimum income around the world, those people are going to be just fucking fine. Uh, but we, we're going to have mass fucking employment just like they will. And instead of spending their time spending their guaranteed fucking uh, 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 guaranteed uh, income and spending their time going to the doctor when they get sick, Americans are going to be in the fucking gutter. I worry about that all the time, dude. I worry about that all the time. You make it sound like there's a big money faucet we can turn on and just get access to all of that, those. Free, you're like, why won't I'm, they open I, up I, the money faucet? And the Europeans I thought, have one. But, uh, right. That's, I mean, but here's what I'm saying is if, if it's possible to figure out, and it may not be, but if it is possible to figure out, we really need to get on that shit. I've got the answer. What is that? It, it, we figured it out long, long ago, humans did, and we just don't do it anymore. It's, the answer is we need to conquer some other peoples. All right, there are people. There's all no one left to conquer. Oh, please. We, okay. We can, there's like, plenty of non-Americans. There's at least a <laughs> billion people out there who we could conquer real easily. They're not even okay? American. What no, are you going to do? Even, okay, <laughs> look, if, if you don't want to provide an, a, a, way, a means of living to the people already in your country, yeah. what are you going to do with the people you now take over? Well, you oh, no, no, no. Well, watch them starve, too? Them. That doesn't make any fucking sense. You enslave them, you take the resources, <laughs> and you, you, know, you lease out their beachfront property. That's what you do. Those well, are then, the, the well, three then why not just my plan. Why, why I not feel just like Lex Luthor would approve of this plan. <laughs> no, why not just apply your plan? He's really a good guy. I want Let's to hear apply you. your plan to Americans then. Instead of taking over another country, let's just enslave the poor here. Like what? That's, no, that's no, your, no, no, no. No, you don't do that to Americans. We conscript the poor here to fight the poor there. Win-win. <laughs> See, the, like, I like, like the idea of if they could say, hey, it's not going to cost anyone anything, it's all going to be fair, and everybody gets a living wage, and everybody gets all these wonderful things, then everybody would be in favor of it. Nobody's think against about it, it by virtue of the fact that you think, like, no, fuck them, I don't want them getting just, anything. It's just we're it's always hearing about the how, like, enough money, and it's not, and it's not I wanna, fair on a base level. No, to hang on. I want to clarify my view on this. Homeless I, people are veterans, right? If three-quarters of these homeless people are veterans, perfect fighting force. You send them to, to Mexico, some South American country, all the homeless, a con, uh, conscript homeless army. I, I don't know why we're not looking into this more. Look, I don't know if you're playing devil's advocate or if you're just dead inside, but either way, I, I like it. 
Right? Someone <laughs> has to think through this shit. And I'm not willing little to think that way. So I'm glad that you're willing to, you know? So just so, I've been saying, you know, all Americans are, are you no, know, Canada, you can be on our team because we like you guys. And you've always been cool. And England, I remember the Iraq war when everyone knew we were wrong. You did, we did, the rest of the world did. And you were still our friend. I don't forget. You can be on our team too. But the rest Honestly, of the world, you're I'm fucked. Not, I'm not impressed by European countries when they're like, oh, yeah, you guys do a bunch of shit, uh, but we still, we're still on your side, I guess. It's like, no, the only fucking reason that you're able to spend so much money on social programs is because you don't have to spend fuck all on the military because we've right. subsidized the entire Western world's military. Right. And like, I definitely understand that, just to be very clear. Like, I may sound like a fucking left-wing fucking cuck. I get that. I'm not. I promise you. Okay, I, I understand the You don't the want the Ruskies to wash it. across the European landscape. You understand right, right. that we need missiles. I understand that well, the reason America heavy may never be able to have these things is because yeah. we have to defend the fucking world. Or, I, I mean, depending on which side you're on, I'm like, if, you, if you're reading Algeria, we're just attacking the entire world all the time. But that's, that's also another, okay, too. That's um, what we do. An interesting thing about the military, because you always hear that stat of, like, the U.S. spends you know, more money on their military than the next three or the next five man and it's like yeah like if you take the time to look at why that is it's because like 50 percent of that is because we provide va benefits we pay our soldiers better like china has way more soldiers than us they just don't make fuck all because they're chinese soldiers so obviously they can have way more people for cheap the reason we could spend so much on military is mainly benefits and salary that's the difference. Is we pay what you're saying is we bought a lot of upgrades for our guys. Where our we guys have the grenades. They got the flamethrower upgrade. We put the PPS, uh, PPSH upgrades on our conscripts. We're rocking commander upgrades on our tanks. We got the tulip rockets on our Shermans. We spend the money. We put, we put yes. the time. Yep. And, and we I, don't just send them in like the Russians and let our conscripts die. We send them back for retreat. You know, we mm -hmm. retreat them. We build them back Every up. Time. Learn, yeah. Back to your field hospital, whatever. And here's what I think I'm saying by this. I'm not necessarily saying... That vote Bernie because I don't think that's a good solution whatsoever. No, but here's what I, but you can't. Here's what I am right. Obviously, but here's what I am saying. I am saying that if you're listening right now and you don't know what to major in in college, you're about 16, 17 years old, or maybe your first year of school. Robotics is the fucking answer. If you if you're not very smart but you're mechanically inclined, get used to repairing robots. And if you're smart and mechanically inclined, then get used to fucking uh, uh, designing them. Well, Whichever it goes one, back to if you're dumb, don't, don't worry, we'll conscript you. Right. And eventually, <laughs> robots will be building and repairing the other robots, stuff. and you'll also be out of a job, but this will buy you an extra 20 years. How long before we have the Terminators, and we don't even need those homeless uh, veterans anymore? Oh, God. Uh, Soon, I hope. Dream. See, that's Soon. what I'm looking at. We keep talking about, oh, yeah, automation, automation. Well, it seems like in America, where our wages are so high, it's more likely that our will be the quickest on the robot gun, right? Because why would India... <clears throat> manufactured the best and brightest robot in the world when you got to pay a guy like one rupee a year or something to dig ditches, right? But over here, when you maybe got to pay a, dig a ditch digger $15 an hour, we got the best ditch digging robot in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that happens with, with, with like soldier robots. I want to see Terminators. I was such a huge fan of Terminator as a kid, and I don't like, after Terminator 2, I really don't like those movies, but the first two, I really like them. I'm a big fan of it. I like the music even, the theme song, the whole thing. I like Schwarzenegger. I want to see some Terminators. And the way that, the way that it always works is that science in, ends up imitating art. So these guys already have the picture of a Terminator in their head that are going to be building Terminators. And so I'll just take it a step further. I think the Founding Fathers intended for us to have access to Terminators as sentries at each door. <laughs> of course. Shall not be infringed. 
<laughs> I my think Terminator for my cold dead hand. Some I, cuck out there is gonna say there weren't even Terminators when that was written. <laughs> ah. I think I think though, based on the wording, don't doesn't your Terminator have to look like a bear and not Arnold Schwarzenegger? So you have the right to bear arms. Is that correct? Well, we can put bear arms on the Terminators. Okay, good. <laughs> okay with that. I think it their... would be a copyright issue that you couldn't just have an Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Like, a little bit of creativity would be needed. You couldn't right. just... Yeah, copy. well, that's what the bear arms are for. That's what they I, were thinking all I'm along. okay if it's just metal. I don't need the skin or anything. I just want it yeah. to kill. Well, they well, have to have bear great. arms. I gotta say that we kind of live in the Terminator universe because drones do most of our killings now. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's not, like, there's a 0% chance an American is going to get killed in, like, 90% of the strikes we do right now. I mean, just some fucking guy walks outside of his house and then he's alive one second and he's not and it's just some fucking kid in an air-conditioned tent fucking 300 like miles away or maybe even, even in fucking florida just it, that's there. how it is he goes gonna, home he goes to, he goes to fucking applebee's afterwards man he's having the best time of his fucking life it's like an arcade game he's just there pew 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 it's that's fucking exactly awesome he's 20 years old yeah. and he's amazing at the job because he's been honing his skills on call of duty since he was 11 right yeah what a wonderful world we live in. I mean, you when, know, I mean, it won't be so great when our enemies have that technology. But right now, we only have that technology, and it's awesome. I think well, that I, most uh, of our enemies, enemies get anywhere get there, near though. there, we're going to have something to say about it. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like, we're not like, going to let them, like, sneak up all the way until they're equal to us, and we're like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, my God, Afghanistan. Where'd you come from up here on the pinnacle of technology <laughs> in the world? Like, no, you it's going to be like, hey, do you see that they're starting to not use AK-47s from the late 60s anymore? Yeah, let's put an end to this. Like, But that doesn't no. work like that. Like, what happens is, like, Russia gets there, and you're like, well, yeah, Russia's always been kind of a peer this way. And then Russia starts selling them to Afghanistan. Right. And or Hillary Clinton sells them. Because that's yeah, the thing that she, that's likes what she likes to do. Likes to do. Yeah, she'll it, sell, yeah. I don't think I'm up to date on this. Does she sell arms? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of those email leaks that have been pointed out where she sold a lot of arms to a lot of people that she may not should have sold them to. But I don't know. I haven't personally read them. I'm reading Reddit slash R slash all, and the top of the list the Donald. to be the Donald, right? And so, like, <laughs> the Donald's like, Hillary Clinton sold fucking nuclear weapons to Hitler or whatever. I don't know. And Dude. Then, like, I'm like, maybe some of that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't fucking know. The Stop Trump it. spam? stuff is also getting a lot a big push yeah it's fun the what? it's fun yeah, so there's get, another like, subreddit up there and there's, be okay they're they're not catching up to the donald quite yet but there's another subreddit called stop trump spam and they'll take trump quotes you know like the like almost inspirational posters or something and be like yeah my daughter's hot if i wasn't married i'd go with her i, I misquoted yeah. him but there's something about that and um and you know th that'll get to the front page or like something Wait. So they're that upset about Trump stuff that they're posting more stuff about Trump? It doesn't make him look good, though. Yeah. No. I, will a, say, I will say that I see that they changed the Reddit algorithm when the Trump stuff started getting to the top of all. But four months ago, five months ago, when the top of all was nothing but fucking Sanders posts, they didn't do a goddamn thing. But that's none of my business, okay? All right, fine, whatever. It's up to you, like, Reddit. Kermit you do with whatever you want. I'm just saying that when Trump was... At the top of the list, you shit the bed, but when it's all Sanders, 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 no one gave a fuck. Yeah. So. That's and true. I didn't not that I'm pro-Trump. I'm not. I, this election, I'm pro. I'm fucking done. I'm pro. I will never vote again. I'm fucking. My heart has been destroyed by this election. I don't Boogie. give a shit what happens anymore. That's so what, what I'm pro. So what is Reddit doing? They, they're oh, sick. let me explain. So. The Bernie Sanders stuff got voted at the top all the time, but in fairness, it wasn't so crooked. It just got really highly voted. Now, right. the, the Donald subreddit, 
they sticky posts. Like, you know, maybe you'll post something that shows Donald Trump in a great view or Hillary in a negative one. And then the mods will sticky it. And it'll help everyone know, like, this is our upvote brigade. 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 But wait, isn't that the point of sticking something? Because, and, and maybe it's not the... Maybe if you go back to when the rules were written, maybe that's not exactly what they said it was for, but that's how that is used in every subreddit. I know the subreddits that I go on, the things that are sticky are the, are, this is our message. This, this most exemplifies this subreddit for right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, this new thing is the hottest new thing. Let's focus on this because this new inf- information just leaked. This talking head just said this, this inspirational thing. This other politician just stepped in shit. Everybody, look now. This is what we need to focus on. Maybe. To like me, sticky, sticky has always been like either the rules or like on PKA, a link to this podcast will be the sticky. Oh, come on. On PKA, it's it. First of all, I haven't been there in like three months or something like that. But it was always like whatever the coolest thing was. I think they, they would sticky some. They stickied uh, FBS boot camp before. That's, you know, they, 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 they promote, if you want to promote something that, that's really a big thing in the community. I'm sure you know more about it than me, Woody, but, I mean, the one that I spend the most time on, the hockey one, mm-hmm. like, the only thing that's ever stickied up there is like, hey, you know, let's talk about, you know, post-game thread of Pittsburgh versus San Jose, or whatever. Or it's, oh, hey, huge trade of between these two. Like, it's just kind of now, like a another, trending topic, being like, the, this is the biggest... New but you gotta keep it in is. Mind, but on though, the Donald subreddit, it was really done to attract the upvotes and the the point of it. And everyone was kind of on same team. Like, let's raid our all. Uh, for people who don't know, Reddit our all is like a, it's everything. You don't have to subscribe to it. And and the Donald subreddit kind of made a point of raiding our all. So what the the rule they changed was, they made it so that unless the mod created the post. It can't be sticky or it can't be on our all or something close to that. Like it, you could only do it. So like we had an issue, like we might have to mod the PKA bot, bot, but right. The PKA bot that like automatically posts this thing, like, well, we'll just give it some limited mod powers. But so is this clearly done to fuck with the Trump Reddit? Yes. They said they said that it was done, uh, that this was something they, they wanted to do previously because they wanted the variety of slash R slash all to not just be the top five most upvoted subreddits but the whole point of our all originally was to show the most upvoted fucking things so like i now we've now we want it to be uh the most upvoted things that we happen to agree with now and i don't fuck, yeah, fuck so you. really it was it was all hunky-dory until something they didn't like got up there and then it was yeah. like and it's uh, been like that time I, and time again problem. on reddit remember when we had fat people hate and it was just a, it was just oh we can't have this oh if, hilarious if reddit is supposed to be this big uh media aggregate site where like free thought is king right like right. second to maybe 4chan to where you're able to like rape babies and and, and shit mm-hmm. on niggers like it they just they, they want to make it as like awful as possible to drive away new people from coming to their little secret land that's what 4chan's but about. like that like but, basic basically like reddit has, the users are the ones that wanted to be the bastion of free speech the the people who own it and the people who run it want to make money and the bastion of free speech doesn't make money um, whitewashed bullshit makes money. That's what sponsors will buy into. Sponsors so, are going to buy in the fucking art slash the Donald. Do you remember you know, Coontown? Let, right, exactly. They're not going to put ads on fucking Coontown. They're not going to fucking do that in a second. But they and do. Remember, that's the funny. I don't remember that one. Who would put ads on that? I can imagine, so, but the so, point, what is Poon, Coontown? Did they just, Coontown ma- did they just would, make fun would, of black people? They didn't make fun yeah. of black people. They posted statistics about black people. 
I mean, there was also like comics. I mean, there's it was there pretty lot, blazing was about pretty brazen. But they like they took a very <laughs> statistical, <laughs> logistical approach to their racism. It was still yeah. racist, but they're like, hey, here's some stacks that either through actual conf actual statistics or maybe just confirmation bias proves the point that I've always believed, which is screw these fucking people. You know, that's not and what I, mean, I thought that was. I thought it was just something of people like <laughs> posting pictures of themselves in like blackface and or oh, something. No. No, it, it was a uh, it was an anti-black people subreddit. They would find There's, statistics that made black people look bad. Yeah, they post a lot of Leroy comics like the, too, like the, the 4chan the meme. Black crime on white people versus white on black. Like those are so skewed. To, you know, you're just like it's eye opening. Little, little stats like that. Um, you know, um, uh, a lot of the things, a lot of different arrest statistics, a lot of different kind, the kinds of crimes that are committed. Well, where were these areas. stats coming from? Was it like you know? Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. Some of them were very legitimate like stats. FBI, a lot of it's right. true, um, but but then you you put it in there on you know they, they're not holding back. They're not saying, well, hey, I'm not trying to put forward a racist idea here or anything. But it seems when you add up the numbers that right. something's not quite right. They didn't say that. They were like, look at this, and then the next thing would be like a really exaggerated cartoon of like a black person with the big lips and like the bug eyes and stuff. Right, like right. like it was over the top racism. The There's... same way that fat people hate or what was it called? Was it fat That's what it was. It was fat people hate, right? <laughs> I forgot it was F fat people hate. That, that's right in your yeah. face, huh? There's a... You love that one. Oh, I, I forgot. Oh, no. So fat good. people hate was always pretty good for a laugh. I mean, it kind of ruined my Reddit experience because obviously... I don't. I are. I don't like my. my you yeah. you were like, featured I, prominently on one of them. Is that the one? It oh, was? all the yeah, fat people hate all the time. You were on the sidebar oh, once. Right. Uh, yeah. So like, what, the reason it ruined that. my Reddit experience is. I, I know that I'm fat and I don't like one of the reasons I read Reddit is an escape and so I don't like being reminded how much people hate me for being fat and how much I hate myself for being fat. I don't like to think about it. And so Reddit was my escape for that. But then it stopped being my escape for that because the third post on all would be a picture of me and so somebody telling me to kill myself, you know. And like, hey, this fat fuck, I wonder how soon he'll die. I bet this week, fat fuck. And I'll be like, oh, that kind of makes me feel a little bad about myself because it's about me. Yeah. But even then, I don't feel like they should have taken it away from Reddit. If that's what people... I, like, I, like, I'm like a special fucking snowflake, and I'm so delusional that I don't know that a large number of people hate me exclusively because I'm fat, and that no personality trait that I'm going to have is going to supersede that. The fact that I'm a fat is the entirety of what I am to those people, and they hate me because of it. And I've met these people, I've talked to these people, I've interacted with these people. I'm not so delusional that I need Reddit to not reflect that reality for me. I don't know why people do. You, you can know? always block that subreddit too. Like it's it's really easy. Right, which is what I eventually did. I just blocked it on my software after a while, and I'm like, oh, well, this is super easy. It always Probably. seems like the reason stuff like that gets shut down is never the group or the like subsection that's getting made fun of. It's always some virtue signaling, hand wringing person who's not even in that group who has to step in and be like, I, everyone, I am the pillar of morality here, and this is unacceptable. And it's just a bunch of people like that who it's like what the fuck you're taking offense on behalf of other people isn't that pretty condescending right. and i'll tell you one of the things that really fucking bothers me and i know you guys are going to agree with this look i'm a white male and i was born a white male and i know that you because dick. i was born a white male i have a handful of privileges that have definitely helped me here and there i get that okay but i and i, I accept it about myself <laughs> but that i'm not going to fucking beat myself up about it no. uh, the same way some uh, someone was born an inner city black female 
can't control the way she was fucking born. I can't control that I was born a white male. I'm not going to fucking apologize for it. I'm not going to fucking apologize for being me. I, I'm not sorry. I don't hate myself. I am what I am. I can never change that. I like who I am. I, and I do feel for people who don't have those privileges, and I want to extend the privileges I have to those people. But I'm never going to be the guy who gets on a fucking, you know, tirade on t uh, Twitter. It's like, oh, the fucking the terrible truth of being non-white, non-black. Curse my white skin. Curse my penis. <laughs> never going to oh, fucking do that. You I'm know? a big fan of my penis. Doesn't yeah, that I make like your stomach hurt when you <laughs> see glad those groveling like pussies <laughs> on Twitter? Like, you'll see someone tweet something just ridiculous, like some feminist, and then under them is just a big group of groveling, pathetic losers. Like, like oh, you're you, totally sister. right. Uh, you should kill all the white guys. I I'll volunteer to be first. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, oh, you're gross. Nobody likes you. Even right, this like, woman, if she saw you in real life, would be like, no, sorry, I'm into those, dudes. And you're those aren't beta handy. males. Those are, those are Charlie males. They're, they're, they're a whole other level Sit, uh, below. When they're, when they're the males. ones... <laughs> yeah, they're like self-loathing males who are who are like going after like the man-hating women because like because they feel like that's a position that they can kind of default into like subservient, apologistic, like hey, they, think hey, they will like that. I'm not like the others. Yeah, right. because they, but they it's, don't. it's that type of guy. <laughs> no. It's right. that no, type they, of they guy. They resent them for it, which they is do. so great. <laughs> and it's that type of guy who goes to women and he says, "Hey, I'm not like the other guys. You know those guys that all the women want to fuck and and actually want to date. I'm, I'm not the like them at all. I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm more like a chick." And she's just like, "Well, I kind of want to get fucked at some point, yeah. so you're not gonna work, like you know, like you know all those guys who are clever and are gonna be entertaining and fun right. with you and take you places. They're not doers me. and achievers. Not me. I'm be groveling the whole like, time. Yeah, I'm not me. I mean, it, for TV shows that we watch together. Although I, mean, I am ten it, prestige." <laughs> If I see a white male <laughs> tweeting something like, you know, it kind of sucks to be a woman right now, and I think they need a bit of a hand up, I'll say, you know, that's cool. I'm gonna like that. I'm gonna like that tweet a little bit because oh, no. it does kind of suck to be a woman sometimes. No, and maybe you do need a slight hand. I, I'm willing to. What I, sucks about being? That's a woman. my personal belief. I wish. I wish I was a woman. I would kill it. I would. Everything is at, in, at, in your. Just, oh, th thank you for well, all the you, three do, easy things. Do you, thank do you, you for everything use, being easy. Do you want me to use a, a personal for uh, an example? I would love. Okay. I have gone into all, probably a, a thousand. I have probably gone into a thousand um, gas stations in my lifetime. Maybe ten thousand gas stations mm -hmm. in my lifetime. Um, my my wife twice while I was with her has had her tits or ass grabbed by men who thought that's just how you interact with women. Twice in my presence, I've watched it happen here in northwest Arkansas, of all places. I have watched men grab my wife's ass and tits like it was supposed to happen. A third case right, that I wasn't on. there, the a guy was, just got in the car with her. Like, there, there's certain, there's, uh, no, no woman will ever do that to me, mostly because I'm ugly as shit. I'm not attractive like my wife. But, okay, look, I believe you. I believe that those things happen to you, and they yeah. are shocking. Though. I, I, the fact that it, it is shocking demonstrates it was, well, that it happens happened remarkably because That's rare. never happened before, ever. First of all, your wife should have a gun. My girlfriend has a gun. She's pulled it on multiple men. So anybody gets fresh with her, she pulls it out and fucking points the My gun at My wife doesn't need a gun. She has me. She clearly needs you a have gun. gun. Would be <laughs> molested left and right. She's like, oh, don't worry. I, I, I took care of it. I took care of it, dude. Don't worry. I took care of it. You got to stop it before it happens. Out. How did you take care of it? Well, I, they take one look at me. And I tell them I'm with her, and they fucking get the point. It's not that difficult. Okay. You know? I mean, but even that is fucked up. Even that, oh, she's with me, dude. Oh, I guess I can't molest your property. I've never know. seen that happen. Like, well, I can tell you, I've no, personally no, no. seen it happen. Hold on. You want another great example with my wife? I'm playing two-headed magic, two-headed giant magic with my wife. 
and we're just playing at the top table, and we're fucking, I mean, we're playing the top team at a top table, and this guy walks up to us, and he's like, but it sure is difficult to play both hands. And I'm like, why? And he goes, well, your wife certainly doesn't know what she's doing. She beats me in Magic nine times out of fucking ten. We have a chart in our living room. I'll go get it right now that shows you how many times she's beaten me in the last fucking month. Okay? But she I can't understand. play because she has a fucking vagina. And so I, I had to run like, into a little like, bit of like, is that, is that what he's saying? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> right. Just as but often just saying, as that happens, people will bend over the... backwards to try and bring more into whatever community it right, is. Right, but like, I'm just so saying it's... that it sucks that that happens to her, and it sucks that yeah. it happens also because she's a female. So if a guy says it sucks to be a woman sometimes, I'm going to say that's reasonable. But I wait, see what that. about the other side of it that Taylor was bringing up? You know, what about how many times they get free food or free drinks, right? Just because guys hand out stuff to girls. What about all the, like, okay, so Hope is looking at schools and careers and stuff like that. Well, I mean, obviously that's well, true. Hold on, like, let me finish. There, yeah. There's a million, like, STEM scholarships and STEM hand-ups and handouts trying to get girls to do this STEM stuff. And, and if I can... And they don't want to, and they're not going to. Would, if, if this were true, it would be the only oppressed minority in history that have a longer average lifespan, graduated from education at all levels at a higher rate, uh, received more money from the government, more social that you're programs... You're putting words into my mouth. You're not no, saying, no, I was just saying okay, that that's the, the reality, that you can talk about Magic the Gathering, but the reality is, if we're trying to oppress them, we're doing a really bad job because we're <laughs> we're dying sooner and we're getting less money for our taxes. We don't have as many social programs. We graduate college less. We die more in violent accidents more often. And you know, we're still context, picking up the check. It does God seem it. like it's always one-sided. Like it's you know, always my girlfriend like, told me she she was like, "I've never had a guy who didn't pay for all my bills." I was like, "Are you serious? All your bills?" I was like, "There's no need for me to be paying your fucking bills? car insurance." Yeah, she's like, she's like, "I've never had a boyfriend who didn't pay for all of my bills." I was like, you mean like birth control and clothing and food and like those kind of oh. bills, like shampoo and shit? She's like, no, like my car insurance and like anything I want to buy and like my credit card trash. bills. Yeah, what? yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, my credit card bill's too much this month. I, I'm not used to having to pay these myself. And I'm like, that's the life of a pretty girl. And I would be a very pretty girl. So I would like to be a girl. I would much rather be one. Uh, my education would be cheaper. It would come more easily. Gra I would get better <laughs> grades for the same amount of work. I would uh, just leave the government programs can, alone. It, they they rain from the sky. Can I brag about my wife for just a second here? Because I love doing that. Don't start now. Um, so here's here, <laughs> no, here's the story. Uh, last night, my wife, for those of you who don't know this, uh, we're doing very, very well, very well on YouTube. We're doing very, very well on Twitch. We're doing very, very well with like my sponsors, like you know, Loot Crate, stuff like that. So I, my wife was working for uh, the Walmart home office for what is very little money for the amount of work she was putting in. And uh, I, I ended up getting way, way sicker in this last year. So I'm having a lot more need for stuff around the house. We were looking at hiring a nurse and hiring a nurse. It was way more expensive than having my wife take time off to help work with me and to help me with the business and help me around the house with the physical stuff that I need help with now. And uh, so we made the educated decision to get her a year off of work. And um, so last night, she was bawling her eyes out. And I'm like, what's the matter? She goes, I really feel like I'm not contributing enough. And I'm like, honey, you've cooked every meal in the last six months. You, you, you've, you've helped me take a bath. You've helped me get in out of bed when I'm in too much pain to do it. You, you, you've helped me tend the wounds on my diabetic feet. You've driven me to the doctor's office 20, 30 times this year. What are you not doing? She's like, I, I feel like I'm not contributing financially, and it, it's really bothering me. Because this is a woman who right up to the, uh, the very first date we had, right up to the day we got married, demanded she pay her part every step of the way and uh, even right now the fact that she's not paying her part 
and it, it bothers her greatly. And I had to sit there and console her. And, and Kendra's just like, I really think maybe I should go back to work so that I can bring money in. I'm like, honey, we're doing fine. We can afford this, and I need your help. You are contributing, but I, that's yeah, the, one of the reasons I love her. She's just contributing in a different but equally valuable way. There. Right, right. But it's yeah. it's so difficult for her because she's <laughs> such a forward-thinking I guess a feminist would be the word I would have used, but I wouldn't use that word anymore. But a forward-thinking person working towards equality, not necessarily yeah. feminism, <laughs> which is not always <laughs> equated with uh, equality. But she's like someone who truly doesn't really think of male and female. She thinks of her and me, and we're partners, and she wants to do as much as I'm doing she's and to contribute a, as much as I am. She's got to get it, man. Cause like, like, so I don't see you when the camera's not rolling. Right. But from what I hear of it... Yeah. You would not be nearly as successful without this support system. No, exactly. And that's what I t try to tell her every single day. Like, you look at before I met her, I took nothing serious. I didn't take my health serious. I don't take it as serious as I should now, but I didn't take my health serious. I didn't take my life serious. I didn't even put, buy new fucking clothes. I didn't. I, I, my chair, my computer chair, was a, uh, an old cooler I flipped upside down after ripping the lid off. And you like had my, money at this point? I had very little money, but oh, I didn't okay. spend it because I, I didn't give a shit. You know, I might, I might have had like $5,000 in the bank, $7,000 in the bank. Yeah. Why, why am I going to waste that on a chair? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'll be dead anyway. You know, it's good for is buying buffet dinners because I want to fucking outrageous. die. You know? Because like I would think that's that so comfort, sad. like for me, I would think that like first would come the food, but then would come comfort and entertainment. Like like those would be really close second. I so had I two. Think, like, Put I had me in a two chair, get me delicious food, give me nice entertainment, and I'm satiated. Yeah. I, I was satiated with garbage because I had grown up without really much of anything. So my wife comes into my life, and I'm like, you know, number one, I want this apartment to be nicer for her so we get a new apartment. I'm, I want our car to be nicer, so I'm going to get us a nicer car. I, I want to look nicer for her, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to be healthier for her, so I want to lose weight. I want to work harder so that we can have the things that we need. And without her, I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't give a shit. Without her, I still wouldn't give a shit. See, she's like literally... making the mistake of thinking, because you're playing like first line center right now. You know, you're right. an all-star. You're great. But mm -hmm. she's looking at that and being, I want to be a first line center. And you're right. like, no, I need a left winger who can right. score. That's right. what I need. I don't need another center. Another center would be a waste. We need some offensive speed on this team or we're never going to win a cup. And our window's closing because mm -hmm. your contract's <laughs> up and you're going to get traded soon. Like, but, uh, you know. But I'll tell you, I'll see you. some of the parallels. <laughs> I, I started just talking about hockey at the end, so, I, so that was it. But no, like she shouldn't want to be in your same position. You want to be right. in complementary. Boogie, you, you saving know? up tons of cash right now? Oh yeah, we don't. I spend nothing. I don't fucking spend a That's thing. That's good. Yeah, I've, I actually house did something off? weird. If you guys notice, uh, no houses. We're actually paying it off slowly, um, and we have our reasons for doing that. But um, I actually did something I haven't done in a long time. I went shopping for clothes. Mm -hmm. I had four shirts and four pairs of pants, and I wore them every day for the last three years. And my wife would say, let's go, let's go buy you some clothes. I'd be like, no, fuck that. And one day I realized I literally only own four shirts. So uh, last week <laughs> when my wife was out of town and I, was, I, I realized I would either have to do laundry or order new shirts, I ordered 10 new shirts. And this is one of them, and it's ugly as wow. shit, but I like it. No, it's not bad. Tripling um, your wardrobe size. Is your wife educated on your finances? Oh yeah, she 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 pretty much helps manage them. I mean, she's realistically she's pretty much CEO of, of Boogie Incorporated. Okay. So, yeah. Just checking. Are oh, you yeah. going to uh, just kind of switching gears here? But are you gonna uh, or do you have any plans to upgrade your PC with the new graphics cards? Yes, I keep waiting to buy the 1080 because I don't know why. I just won't bring myself to do it. It is an incremental upgrade because I got the 980 Ti in here already. 
you know, uh, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty important upgrade. I mean, it's still a pretty good hit. I saw the 980 Ti on sale uh, day before yesterday for three hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, uh, and it was a, uh, it was an, uh, it was a third party card, so it had fans and, and cooling and stuff. Um, I'm gonna get the Asus Strix. It is Asus, right? Or is it Asus? I don't know. I think it's Asus. Right. Well, I'm getting the Asus Strix 1080 uh, card. Um, I was debating on getting two of them for a while, but I think I've set, because of the monitors that I'm using, I'm, I've got a 4K 60 hertz monitor, and I've got a, uh, I'm going to buy the, uh, the Asus ROG Swift, <laughs> I'm looking at it now, uh, the 34-inch curved monitor, the 100 hertz one. Um, so I'll be able to play 1440 and 100 hertz, and then like at the click of a button, switch to 4K at 60 hertz, depending on the game. Um, and I think I got my setup together. It like, might not this... do what you want. How so? So I've had this situation where like my middle monitor can go at like, I forget what it was, 100 hertz. Oh, I'm not or... going to run them simultaneously. Oh, so you just switch to other monitors. Yeah, my thought process is that, that one card will run 4K at 60 frames and one card will also run um, 1440p at 100 uh, hertz. So, and we're not talking about 1440p as people think of it. It's a 34-inch ultra-widescreen 1440p. Yeah. Um, um, so, so my idea is that I'll have the, the, the mounted sort of one high and then one low on the desk. And if the game would be better in 4K at 60, I'll do that. I think Doom would be. Um, oh, yeah. But if the game would be better in ultra-wide 1440 at 100 hertz, and I think that, uh, I don't know, Fallout would be, um, then I'll do that. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, so, but, and it'll also, if you're maybe not gaming, it'll probably run them all at once. Oh, it totally will, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I could, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a, that middle monitor you're talking about, which is 1440, but ultra widescreen, 34 inches. I have that. It's not 100 hertz. It, it's an older model, but I, I have something similar to that. And uh, it's really nice. I, I don't know. I just use, that's the one I live on. And then over here, I'll have like Skype, you know, where like I, maybe I just, I want it visible, but not in my way, and I'll drag it over if I'm using it. It's it, it's great. I love screen real estate. For me, though, yeah. after three, I think it kind of wears out. I want to I run through my like a bad neighborhood now. Like I don't want to be anywhere near it unless I absolutely have to, because it always fucks up. The audio never works. Like, knock on wood, because this time it actually did take off without a hitch. Hopefully, it doesn't. Yeah. Go back. Hey, to the I want to uh, I want to run through my little uh, my my PC parts picker thing here really quick for the audience at large. And if any of you can see where, so I guess my concern now, because I'm pretty set on these parts, but if there is some optimization that I'm not taking advantage of, for example, if the particular motherboard that I already have selected would work much better with a specific kind of RAM or a, or a specific brand of RAM, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about here. If, if, the, if the particular uh, solid state drive I've got would couple better with some other parts that I have, that's what I'm looking for. But right now I'm using, I'm going to get the i7-6700K, um, I'm using the Corsair hey, H1. Yeah. Do you have a link? Maybe I could show yeah, it to them while you talk about it. Yeah. Let me do that. Kyle's been very, very into building a PC recently, Boogie. He's, we started playing RTS games, and he, I guess he just needs the highest quality now. Yeah, well, I, I uh, this PC was pretty much half-built by the guys over there at Intel because they sent me the RAM, the motherboard, uh, that was all part of that deal with the, to promote the 6700K and their uh, their their new SSD, and uh, it sounds very similar to the one he's putting together. So sounds like we got at least the same chip. Yeah, um, I went with the the the, uh, the motherboard is one thing that's a little different because I, I wanted wireless and to get onboard wireless, I had to pay about a hundred dollars extra for the for the Asus Maximus 8 Formula ATX motherboard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was looking at the Carbon or something, which is like $200. Um, this one's $100 more. So I don't know if I'm really getting anything out of it other than the onboard wireless. And it's red, which is what I'm going with. If you can't tell, I'm going red and black with this whole thing. Um, so what kind of case are you going for? Are you going for a silent case? Because I went with I'm the fractal. I'm very pleased I did. Yeah, let me... Uh, the case is a, uh, it's the, what is it, the Cool Air 540, the red one? See, for me, I, I all I wanted was utility. I just want I used to still use my Yeti mic, um, USB Yeti mic, and the quality for it is not that great. It's very sensitive, so it picks up a lot of fan noise, and even with this fractal, it does pick up a bit. Um, but I get more, I get more interference from the air conditioner than I do my case now. I think but. this is going to be really quiet because with the, between the water cooler and, and that, that card is supposed to be, those fans are, are, are you know, they're, the, the cooling fans on the GPU are responding to the GPU's temperatures, so sometimes they're just not spinning if it does if it's not under load. Um, but I think this is going to be really fun. Are you not fun. doing the liquid nitrogen thing anymore? Um, um, so it's liquid cool. It's a closed system, but it's water. Um, I was never going to do nitrogen. That's that's some that's like that competition thing where they right, yeah. they're pouring it. They're, that's like. That's like when they had those like car jumping contests. Like it's not it's not gonna work on the street. It's more about how high can we make a car jump? That's what's going on there. But that's yeah, another great thing analogy. that Asus participates in. Yeah, and I, I I am still kind of considering doing my own water cooling system. I, I watched a few videos. It's definitely within my um, capabilities to do it. I've done things that are harder than that before. I started um, you know plumbing and shit. It's not complicated. What, yeah. What is it? You, I was multitasking. What is my it own, that you can do? Make doing my own water cooling system instead oh. of a closed system. Doing one that requires maintenance. Uh, you know, do my own loop with you know the clear hoses and finding all the own. parts was annoying. Like I, it's I thought a one-stop about doing... thing now. Maybe it's better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, you really had to figure out every elbow that you planned on using, and that aspect of it was unattractive to me. I would imagine so. Yeah. Now it comes with a big kit of hoses and all these connectors and the the heat sink plate or whatever and all that junk. Um, the, the reason I really don't want to do it is because the, the video I watched and the instructions that I've watched were, the, it was kind of like the hacker's guide to doing this, not like a computer hacker, but like a life hack kind of way. Right. Um, and it was like, like ways to avoid the issues that you, the normal uh, pitfalls, like, you know, put, put, a, put a little bit, put two drops of uh, soap in there and the bubbles will, uh, will, you know, come off of the tubing and stuff like that. And uh, what was the thing? Oh, they were saying like when you're proofing the system uh, the first couple of days, like, you can't really power the PC on and play. You, you're, you're still kind of making sure this thing isn't going to spring a leak. And I'm about to spend $3,000 on a big toy. I want to play with that motherfucker <laughs> immediately, right? Can you imagine assembling my $3,000 toy after, I don't know, a few hours of putting it together and powering it on and being like, all right, next week, this is going to be fun. <laughs> like turning the light out. Like, I, I wish it. you'd live stream the assembly of it. Like I did. Oh, yeah. It didn't go smoothly. But I will record for all this shit they gave live. me. There was enough useful advice in there to, to make it worthwhile too. Like I, I live streamed my my second to last PC build and then this last one I did a video and I think I prefer doing a video, but I was required to do a video because it's all of the Intel parts or whatever you know and they wanted mm-hmm. it as part of the unboxing and then showing off the parts or whatever. Oh my I, god, you paid uh, Plant Whore for Intel or something. I mean, you know, I'm trying to be off- eight thoughts here. Help me right. out. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> if they're gonna offer me the best chip in the world. And they're going to offer me the best hard drive in the world, and they're going to do it for free. They're going to give me the motherboard and the RAM to go with it. What chip? And all I have to do is film myself 
opening the box and putting my PC together? Guess what? The answer is yes, because that's common sense. You tell me there isn't a person in the world out there that'll do it. I didn't have to say I liked it. I didn't have to suck any dicks. I didn't have to get on an airplane and fly out to fucking Vegas and stand up on a stage and go, all right, suck and tell assholes. I wouldn't, you know, all I had to do was put the Just for machine. what it's worth, I would do it. it awesome. And I would yeah. say I would like it and I would suck one dick at most. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I, this year, 2016, uh -huh. has been sponsor-free for me, with the exception of Loot Crate, because Loot Crate performs so well with me. I know a lot of people love to hate on Loot Crate, but at the same time, a lot of people really enjoy the crates, and some people just want to buy something that I, I'm sponsoring, so because I do so well with them, and then I have the, the Patreon, which doesn't perform that great, but does well enough, you know, I have turned down pretty much every video and game-related uh, it, you know, review or uh, review copy or whatever else that I've gotten. You know, if it, if it paid, I was just like, no, you can send me a code and I'll review it fairly or whatever. But you know, I'm not going to sign any paperwork. I'm not going to fly anywhere. I'm not going to do anything. And it's been really nice, actually. I, I'm really enjoying to do it. There's some games that I want to get my hands on early this year, and if the only way I can do it is if they'll pay me, then I guess I'll take their money. But uh, with the exception of those you. hand, right? <laughs> I guess with the, ex with the exception of those games, I'm not. You know, yeah, like I if there's some. I like, hey, come a, play our shitty mobile game. Nah, I don't really a want A year to. ago, you felt like you were on the back half of the bell curve. I remember you were on Painkiller already, and you were saying that. You're like, yeah, my views are sub... Either your subgrowth or your views weren't what they were at some other time. Right, right, right. And, uh, and you were really open about this notion that, like, yeah, you know, I think I saw my peak, and I'm still happy, but right. that's not... It, I guess you you have a a boob like bell curve, huh? Right, right. It's, it's, it's funny we're we're curving up in the upper direction again. I earned twenty six thousand subs one day this week. I don't know what happened. Um, uh, that's and, a glitch. Did you check today? Is that losing? what that was? Yeah, yeah okay, I got good. four thousand subs that day, and um, I was like, clearly my vlogs are catching on. <laughs> <laughs> People are see, seeing I'm, the brilliance of sweeping barn floors at last. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at my social blade, and I'm growing about on average. 29, probably 2,900 subs a day. Um, I'm getting about between 250 to 500,000 views a day. And so this is pretty, I mean, I think the channel's peak is, is at its peak performance actually right now, believe it or not, uh, of the entire time I've been doing this. And I'm pretty happy about it. And I think what has happened is I started segmenting the gameplay stuff to the gaming channel and made my main channel more about me and stuff mm -hmm. I like and stuff that I want to talk about. And I did dabble a little bit with what was going on on YouTube and stuff that affects the community. I think I overstepped a little bit into the drama area, which I didn't really want to do. Um, and I've taken a step that back from that. That comes with a lot of negativity. And, right. And then taking the step back from that has actually served me better, it looks like, you know. And uh, I don't know. My audience seems to be very engaged right now. And they seem mm -hmm. to be very much liking the content that I'm producing. And I've lost a few people who are like, oh, Francis isn't as funny now that you're talking about shit like Facebook. I want you to scream about video games. And I'm like, well, he still does that occasionally it's just got to be a biggie you know i don't want to force it anymore and now that i've stopped forcing it as much and create content that's a little higher quality that's a little truer to life and i'm making this variety of good content that doesn't necessarily revolve around a topic but around revolves around me i think people are getting more engaged with that and i don't I, whatever it is i don't know what the fuck i'm doing right but something's going on right and i'm just I'm just doing whatever feels right and whatever I love to do and whatever feels good to do that day and people are responding to it. I'm so happy, you I'm, know, because that's, that's all we ever want to do, right? You want to make the content that you want to make and if people turn out to like it, that's great. If they don't, at least you're being true to yourself. That, that's where, so I'm not getting a ton of views, right? Um, that's just whatever. I've changed the, I don't know if you've looked, but I've been making vlogs lately and yeah. uh, 
uh, it's a big change. A lot of people that subscribe to me didn't subscribe for vlogs. And if you go back, like, before I started doing it near daily, every time I uploaded a video, I'd start losing, like, 150 subs an hour. You know, mm -hmm. people would just be like, this isn't what I'm here for. I'm gone. And uh, when I started uploading daily, I was losing a lot of subs. Mm -hmm. And I still am except that I'm gaining even more than I'm losing. Like if, right. you, if you look at the channel and you don't see the analytics that I do, you right. think like, oh look, Woody's growing like 100 subs a day. No, like you don't understand. I'm losing like 400 a day and gaining like 500 a day. Right. These numbers are estimates, but, um, and it's really encouraging to me. It's like, all right, so while it looks like I'm kind of flatlining or nothing exciting is happening, I'm actually <coughs> finding people who enjoy the new stuff. And I like making the new stuff, and it's like I, I finding airmen fans. Like, <laughs> this boogie, do you know about what Woody's been doing over in his channel and his fly? Unfortunately, I've been watching as much YouTube yeah, as I'd like, so I did not. I'm not aware. Yeah, I'm yeah, not no judging. worries. We, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we we all fall behind on on all that shit. It's hard to keep up with everybody in a gigantic. Well, community. Woody is well, becoming an an airman. An a airman. I like aviator. airman. Airman. Oh, let's go with airman. I don't think airman. anyone thinks lawn chair right. aviators is funny as. <laughs> He's <laughs> already an aviator. He can be the airman. Uh, so here's the deal. I've got into paramotoring. Do you have any idea what this is? No, that sounds amazing. So it's nope. pretty. We'll call it a parachute. Well, or, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a parachute or a paraglider that hangs over your head. And on like a backpack, you wear an engine with a fan on it. I'm right. looking at Google, the Google image search right now, and I just want to call you a fucking idiot and scream at you to stop <laughs> right now. So this looks suicidally fucking stupid, Woody. Doesn't it look like what the Wright brothers came out with right before they got it right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they like they brought that to the, the people over at Boeing, and they were like, "Oh, are you serious? We invested in you two fuckers, and you bring us this? No, get back to the drawing board. We're not strapping a fan to people's backs and sending them to So like, no. <laughs> so for like sketch. Maybe six weeks now, two months now, something like that. I've been like learning to fly and I go out there and, and the first, it's all about ground skills. You might think if you were just guessing that it's about flying it well, that takes, that's, that takes no training. It's super easy. It's all about getting up and getting down. That's where I'm spending all my time right now. And uh, tomorrow actually, so, so Marco, my instructor calls me today and he's like, Woody, you want to go tomorrow and Saturday? And I'm like, yes, I'm in. Let's do this. You know, I'll just reschedule or whatever. Thursday nights are so late for me. Like, I often work till 3, and I got to get up at 5. But I don't give a fuck because I'm pushing forward on this thing. And uh, um, You haven't stopped. No, <laughs> I just go. So I'm in. And he calls me a little later, and he's like, Woody, maybe we should cancel tomorrow. The air is a little bit spicy, right? He's saying it's too windy. And another issue aside from just wind is variable wind. Like, if it comes out of the north one minute and the south another, that's tricky to deal with and um uh he's like it's a little bit spicy and i'm like you know you always say that and i always do fine and this is what he said woody that was kiting this is flying i'm like ooh, <laughs> i might fly tomorrow morning so you might die tomorrow morning ah, yeah. i'll be fine <laughs> you're actually gonna go still your instructor yeah. told you oh he's going you shouldn't yeah. go tomorrow and you said no i know better and he said well you're the guy with the flying machine well i gave you twelve thousand dollars so <laughs> suck a dick i'll see you at five <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i offered to come earlier thinking that 
So we're starting at 8.30. And I thought he wanted to start at 8.30 knowing that I have a three-hour drive to get there. But he's like, no, you can't come earlier. There's still dew on the ground, etc." He's like, Woody, I've been doing this for a long time. I know better. And it's just like, settle down, baby. You know, like, I'm not fighting you. I'm just offering to come earlier. He really started pulling the I know what I'm doing, you don't business. But, um, and he... Yeah, he, how uh, dare he? <laughs> <laughs> he, he? I mean, he was like... He said, like, look, if the wind's too high and it's wrong, then we can't do it. And I appreciate that about him. You know, he hasn't let me kill myself yet. He keeps, like, because I was ready to fly day one. I just thought I would be great at it. Um, I'm, I'm wired stupidly. I'm going to be honest. If I were at your house and you were like, yeah, just do it, I'd totally put that thing on and start running and just fly. Like, like, like if, if someone gave me one and turned me loose, I would attempt to do it. I, you, and I, I, you if, know if I what? that, I in no way mean to belittle all the training that you have gone through or anything. I would probably die, but I'm just t- telling you that's what I do. It I'd might do. change your mind a little I'd bit because, like, it's really loud. <laughs> There's a fan like blowing all around. I weighed the backpack. I weighed it because I was curious. Yeah, I'm seventy-five curious. pounds. Oh, baby, yeah. six yeah. stone. And you could add like ten more in gas. Like, it's not even full. All right, now I don't even know if I want any part of this. That's a big load. My flamethrower is like. What is it fully fueled? Oh, I never weighed it fueled up, but three gallons of fuel is 24 pounds. Um, I need to be like, honest. It's actually 74. I, I rounded to five. I don't think my, my flamethrower definitely doesn't weigh as much as that. And it is a, Yeah. I mean, I can jog in it. It's 74 but, pounds and the gas is tank is like 20% full. Um, it's pretty comfortable. It's, it's like a Cadillac almost. I feel like there are I would other, imagine it. There, how many is it? So there's definitely like a shoulder strap. There's a, a shoulder is, is strap. Yeah, I'll go over it. There's a shoulder strap, and then there's a chest strap to stop them from sliding off. Yeah. And then there's two leg straps, and then there's another leg strap that's looser that, like, comes up the middle and, buck- like, a, a seatbelt waist strap that also goes between your legs. So there's, like, double on the legs, right. shoulder and across. Well, I'm definitely capable of doing it physically. That yeah. was the, I, I, was, I, was, I was being a little iffy about that at first, but 75 pounds is a lot to, to, to run with, but I could jog but with wait, it. But wait, there's more. How fast can it go? Like when you're in the air, fastest speed, how fast can it go? I don't know. I guess. Complete. I, go, go ahead. There's 40. Okay. 40 55. would be right if you're talking about like a max speed, like a temporary speed where you're going downhill and like, like, like maybe you're in a spiral or something. It'll do like 40. If you're tra- Everyone knows the human body can't survive for 40 miles an hour <laughs> of any given time. Only a fool, a fool errand to attempt that. But if you're if you're like traveling somewhere going level, then you Archimedes. Then you're talking about like twenty two, twenty five. It depends on the wing. So uh, uh, anyway, I might fly tomorrow morning. Uh, oh, I wanted to say one of the difficulties in it is it's a seventy five pound backpack is hard to run with. But now you have a backpack that's blowing you around and kind of pushing you off balance. I would imagine that helps, though. I'm I'm discounting anything you say about that making it harder. I, I imagine that at first it's like, oh god, this stupid back, and then you're like, wow, and it's like, oh fuck yeah, turbo mode. Like, I, I think you might be right, and, and I'll get to that. My experience what, so real far. Quick, what is the maximum speed when the thing fucking fell fails and you fall out of the sky? That's the speed I would fucking be worried miles about. Whatever uh, terminal velocity terminal is. 150 <laughs> yeah, yeah. miles for a human body anyway. But right. see, that's the beauty of this thing. But wait, it's I want to say. That, so there's a throttle that looks almost like a handbrake on a bicycle. And um, the full travel of it is an inch. So, Kyle, you've got the brake in both hands. 
You've got like an inch of travel in this thing and you're running with 75 pounds in your back. So you're like bouncing around, trying to do this thing, trying to keep the wing, looking everywhere at the same time. Meanwhile, if you move the throttle even a centimeter, it's pushing you around. Like it's making you want to fall over. And this is hard to do while running and kiting and all this other stuff at the same time. So I'm kind of new at it. Uh, I'm hoping that tomorrow I feel good about it. I started like, go on. I was joking with Chiz. I was like, what if I? What if in secret I had gotten one of these things and I beat him to the flying, <laughs> like, like <laughs> just a mess with him? <laughs> you can. I, I could have flown already. There's no doubt about it. Like I, I think on day one, it's like this. Like I want to. I, I look at myself and say, well, what? It, like, could I do that next thing? Whatever the next step is, bunny hops, flying, etc. And I think absolutely with a forty percent success rate, I can do it right now. But forty percent success is not good when you're talking about flying shit. No, you're gonna you're gonna want a hundred. Yeah, you're gonna want to get closer to a hundred. Never get there, really. So yeah, so you know, like I'm always like, dude, look, I just did the thing you wanted me to do, right? You know, let's do the next one. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you get that one really down pat, so you do it right every time, and then we'll go to the next one. My instructor's always holding me back, preventing me from killing myself. That's a good thing. He's probably looking out for himself though, because he's probably like, yeah, we've got a hundred percent no fatality rating here. You go down, all of a sudden he's like, yeah. 87% non-fatality rating. <laughs> there was just that one asshole on YouTube. You saw, we all saw the video, you know. Oh, there's another thing. So my daughter's back. <laughs> I am bringing her with me. I am going to have a film crew document my first flights. Oh, so she's not flying before she can drive because that would be the ultimate hypocrite move. <laughs> I have another thing you guys haven't seen yet. Uh, another contraption. Another oh, flying man. machine. From the this new world. This will help me derive water from my <laughs> urine. <laughs> what do you have now? <laughs> Put it down and say I am the law. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! Seriously, that right. is Judge Dread. It's fucking. It's not a Judge Dread thing. It, this is flying helmet, but it totally looks like Judge Dread, right? It does. He needs some it's red accents. Got a real that Judge Har- Dread RoboCop. That, that like what's his name? Urban or Tom or what's whatever his name is. That, it's pretty cool. So the ear muffs are like noise canceling, like 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 you might wear for shooting guns or something. But on top of that, they have like the anti-noise technology that like a Bose headset might have. And on top of that, they plug so you in... you can't hear yourself screaming as you plummet to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and they plug into a radio so you can like talk to other people. I, I just think, it, if he puts this helmet back on, let me, let me show you. Let me just go ahead and say, that right. yes, there are nerds who are into like RPGs and fucking Mountain Dew and shit, right? Like there's nerds who are into that stuff, but... Look at what a fucking nerd he looks like in that helmet, man. I'm telling you. Nobody looks good in helmets. He's a fucking skydiving nerd. He looks like he's cosplaying someone who should have just spent their United miles to get wherever they need to go. This ain't nerd, baby. (laughs) I'm ready to kill someone. Like, I want to wedgie him, actually, to be honest with you. That's how nerdy he looks to me. It's hysterical. He's got, like, a ridge in the middle. Yeah. I'm feeling a totally different thing. I think that's the coolest part. It looks so futuristic. It's it so shiny. Cool. It's so shiny, and he, it looks a lot. It looks a lot like Judge Dredd. Uh, it's very cool. That's the coolest part. I wish, and I, I, I doubt it has it, but I wish it had a heads-up display, like lasered on the inside. And when you looked, oh, uh, it, it like reacted, so it was changing. You know, I so looked into like, that a everything lot, and I like think the, Iron Man. the thing is, there are um, goggles for skiers and snow snowboarders that have a HUD in them. And that might be like the next iteration. Too. 
I, I looked into Google Glass as well because I'd love to have like not, a GPS and that kind of thing. They, oh, wow. they make augmented reality glasses now that are a little bit they're they're a bit bulky. They're but they're not as bulky as the Google Glasses, which are kind of sleek anyway. I mm-hmm. guess Kitty's got a, a dev pair or some whatever you call it. Um, but I, I saw some augmented reality glasses the other day that just had basic shit and uh, maybe something like. But what I would love is like the you know like a fighter pilot has so that. If I look straight down, you know, I can see through the floor of the plane and all that stuff. Like, something super futuristic, but that's cool as shit. I really like that. I knew you I like were getting... the juxtaposition of that super crazy, like, jet fighter pilot helmet and yeah. the fact that you're going to be going 35 miles an hour getting past <laughs> by small birds. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like we got a sparrow coming up on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, hope Let's hope that doesn't fly right through our parachute. And it did. We're going down! Sparrow again! Just a zoom out of Hope holding it. It's just a... <laughs> that's all that it is. It's actually a paramotor hel- helmet. Like, it's not like... I yeah. grabbed some fighter pilot oh, I thing. It was. It's a cool helmet. It's oh, a, cool a fighter helmet. pilot helmet would be outstanding. I looked at them in helicopter helmets and stuff. Like I was, I, I, I looked all over at the different varieties, <laughs> and um, they were more. Like, how much do you think it was? You know, it's expensive, so just guess. So I'm guessing. I, I like, now are we talking about a fighter pilot helmet or a ch- or like a helicopter pilot? Helicopter pilot's helmet. Helicopter pilot's helmet. I'm gonna guess twelve hundred bucks. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a cool, a cool thousand. Cool yeah, a, a thousand? No, I don't think you'd find anything there. At twelve hundred, you might find the cheapest of the like Chinese Jesus. knockoff. Yeah, and then if you want like a nice headset, like something that has noise canceling or something, double that to three grand. Damn. Yeah, the helicopter. Of course, the same is true with computers, though, yeah. right? Well, like, like the more I look at this gaming PC stuff, it's it's expensive shit. Yeah, I was looking Will at it, it and I was keep you alive better, or is it all the like helicopter? Features? features i think it was features yeah there were some things that were nice like you know how that has that um like tinted thing uh they had two you know like a clear one then you slide that up and you put down the other one um there may have been better noise canceling in the mic or something i, I don't know uh, a fighter pilot someone's probably like 80 grand or something like that at least that's probably what we're paying <laughs> yeah if it's for the government I, there are yeah. more i think there's like i just i was just reading like the f-35 helmet cost on, on King of the Hill, they were there was a thing where Bill's <clears throat> Bill's an army barber and his barber chair is eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> Four hundred thousand. Oh. The the new F thirty five, which I think is our newest plane. I'm not super. Yeah, that's our, the embarrassing one. Four hundred thousand dollar helmets. That's, that's obscene. I, yes. You could and, get forty paramotors for that for the cost oh, of the helmet. Oh, now that's a much more effective fighting force. Imagine <laughs> forty. This is like conscript flying into battle with <laughs> like AR-15s and you know there's conscript you know fan, uh, spam now in in, in uh, what is it Call of Honor what the hell game do you play metal uh, Call of um, Company of Heroes Company, Company of, of Heroes. Heroes that's what I'm going for Coh um, there would be like paramotor spam like you could generate them really quick but they just die when they get to battle I would I imagine they're you know all flying need... black sails too black sails <laughs> you know how like they the uh, ISIS and whoever like steal Humvees from us because yep. they need better shit. What we need to do is tactically lose a bunch of paramotors with, like, U.S. military banners on it. And it says, like, you know, 1st Paramotor Division. And so they're going to see that and be like, ha, these fucking Americans don't know we found their paramotor division. (laughs) And then they'll meet us in battle going 30 miles an hour. Or I guess the surviving amount of them who didn't die in the practice runs. Everybody, here they come. 
<laughs> It'll be like Duck Hunter. Bang, 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 bang. Like camouflage plays. on. You're duck line. There'll be a dog laughing at you if one of the paramotors doesn't drop. <laughs> I do not think they will meet us in battle with these. Like, <laughs> I would. Uh... They're using traditional plates. Yeah, see, that's cool about you getting this thing and, and getting this skill is now this is a thing that you could offer to some potential sponsor who wanted a video made, right? Not, you know, not only the filming that you could do from it, but I don't know, maybe you land at their paintball event or you land at their airsoft event or whatever, whatever you're going to or doing. Like, Woody lands now. <laughs> like, like, that's how he gets there. Like, well, you need a, an Uber? Where are you going? No, I'll be landing around noon. It's, it's, I, I like it. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's a skill that you've got now. It's a great doomsday skill, though, like Chiz and I were saying the other night, I would just shoot you down if you tried to leave us. Um, <laughs> yes. I, was, I was like, you know, it, 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 imagine there's a, like a, a, a nightmare scenario, like government fails or, and the Chinese are coming or the zombies are coming, you know, whatever. And Woody's just like, we're all just like dis in despair. We're, we've, we've lost all hope. And Woody's just like, later, guys. I was like, he'd really show us then. And then I was like, course i'd shoot him down chips like me too <laughs> honestly like, we, yeah nothing against any of you try to get back in that thing and take it for ourselves you're not leaving yeah. me behind <laughs> nothing against any of you but if any of you we were in a dire situation and you hopped in that wheelie bird thing and tried to escape <laughs> i'm fucking killing you because that's bullshit you're not escaping at 15 miles an hour as we have a 20 minute goodbye conversation drift please don't the throw it out me <laughs> no, i'm not doing I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. Uh, I've got a full tank of gas. I can't carry you. You just well, hop you on. You still a... got your camera. <laughs> I brought There's a. No um, I bought a gimbal. Someone has to document this. <laughs> it's not here, but I bought a gimbal so my I can have like steady cam GoPro footage on my helmet. Um, See then. Okay, well, I think you'll be able to tandem at least one of us up to safety. For sure, me, I only weigh 182 pounds. Yeah, I, I mean, technically I could. Um, it only makes I'm sense. I'm currently not good enough I, to I do it. I know weigh 200, and I know, weigh, I know Chiz weighs much more. And he's taking me. Let's just get that out there now. I called shotgun in the zombie apocalypse tandem paramotor ride. You and I would be, oh, I would need a bigger Fuck wing. Fuck all you people. I'm going to get on and it and crush it. I'm like, strap two more to me, come on! <laughs> I imagine Boogie's paramotor would be like those uh, those high-end GPUs that have three fans. It's <laughs> 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 really spooled up. That would be the greatest thing. He could have like a trike or something with three parallel paramotors and a giant 40 meter square, square meter wing. Just uh, that'd be fun. Oh, God, Boogie coming in like whatever the fuck that bad guy's with name is in Sonic. Who flies in? Oh, Mr. Like, Robotic? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Robotic, yeah. Just like that. You got boogie money. You can have custom made shit done, nah. baby. I'm telling you, man. We have, we have to do it one day. Yeah, I would. Hey. I would never jump on a tandem with can anyone. I, can I change the topic for just one second? Yeah. So I know you're building a fucking killer rig. What do you? What do you? What are you playing? What the fuck are you playing with on that? So right. So what I'm going to play is I'm definitely going to play Witcher. Uh, I definitely. Want oh to yeah. To Star Wars uh, Battlefront. Um. I'm probably going to play some of the games that I don't play now because they are so beautiful. And are we playing? Optimize them. Are we playing Overwatch around here? Is this something we're doing? How are you not playing that fucking game? We've been playing. Um, I'm not games. into that style of game. And if I were, I'd be more excited about Quake coming out. And then okay, Quake. I'm I'm excited for Quake too. But 70 hours I put into the beta of Overwatch, 40 hours I now have in live. 
I've streamed it every night since it comes out. I fuck, I love that game. It's like it's my bread and butter. I thought we finally had a game in common. I was so is that excited. The game where it See, has, that's where you play different characters and everybody has a special ability. It's the sexist yeah, game, yeah. the one that looks at women's butts. <laughs> oh um, yeah. No, more like seriously. So if yeah, I'm just thinking, remember if you go back to like 2010, right? Having a YouTube channel that was just devoted to Call of Duty was actually a pretty good idea. They like took over YouTube for a bit, kind of. Right. Do you think Overwatch is in that spot right now? Yes, absolutely. There are channels that have blown up because of Overwatch, and they'll, they'll produce Overwatch for the next six months. And, of course, the bubble will burst, and a lot of those channels are smart enough to change it when the new game is out. I, I know a friend who was into GTA when GTA was the, all the rage, and there was an area where you could have just a dedicated GTA channel. So that's what 90% of his videos were. And now he's doing Overwatch, and his views are higher, as high as they've ever been hmm. because he's just staying with whatever the latest game is, is that you can do cool, freaky shit with. And so he was doing cool, freaky shit with GTA. Now he's doing cool, freaky shit in in uh, in uh, Overwatch. And I mean, there's so much weird shit you can do in a custom game and just set up. And um, like, there's a series that I've been watching every day. Go look this up. It's the uh, uh, Overwatch MythBusters, and they just show you mm. like different weird shit that the engine does because it's a it's a homemade engine built from the ground up. So there's all these like weird quirks in it, and they find all kinds of. Do you remember the MythBusters? Yeah, I like Which, that. And Halo, too. I knew yeah. that game so well. Almost every COD myth, I was like, that's a myth? Everyone knows, you know, what uh, happens when you throw a grenade against a flag or, or Over something. Overwatch does this mode. Um, they do weekly brawls. And this weekly brawls has been, has been uh, like a nickname by my playgroup as the Call of Duty mode. Because it's all Soldier 76. And it's like all pretty much like uh, headshots matter, and it's it feels exactly like you're playing Call of Duty. Uh, you can't really use his ultimate because his ultimate resets when you die, and it, it's, it charges very very slowly. So it's just pretty much you and an automatic rifle and your little hill pot, and and then your sprint button, and that's it. And it feels like Call of Duty to me, like it feels like old school Call of Duty. I haven't played very much of like you know some of the middle and stuff. I played the last one and the one before it a little bit, the, but it's all the wall jumps and shit like that. But it feels like <clears> old school Call of Duty. It's super cool. Um, you if you're ever gonna PC? play it, play that one mode. Yeah, I can't on play. I can't play multiplayer first-person shooters on a with a mouse and keyboard. I'm just not nearly good enough. I have to be on console or with a. I just can't do it. See, so. It's funny. I used to make fun of people saying that mouse and keyboard is the better way to play. But I realized eventually it's the better way to play for me. I have seen people using a controller, probably yourself included, that can do things that I can't do on mouse and keyboard. You know, so I mean, I, I really... I don't know about I, that. I, it's just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not as keen with the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. keyboard. I and played, that, that really precise accuracy and quick accuracy that you need, that, that, that twitch, oh, lock on target and kill. I, right. When I see, like we played CSGO and it's just, I'm light years behind. So much that it's not even worth trying to get good at it. Um, yeah. Lately, we've been playing RTS. We've been, I've been playing a lot of um, Company of Heroes, which is a World War II RTS. You know, strategy oh man, game. I haven't played an RTS in a long time. You I really wonder it. where the fuck Warcraft Four is. You're playing Company of Heroes. Company yeah, Company of Heroes, of Heroes 2. Two. And then we yeah. played uh, Age of Mythology before that quite a bit. Oh man, Age, Age of, of Mythology is quite old, but Company of Heroes yeah. Two is newish, right? Well, yeah, it's like came out last fall. Um, and I see Halo Wars is coming out. Or Halo Wars Two. Uh, that's yep. that's an RTS. It's a Halo RTS. That looked like it was fun. I don't know. Did you see the trailer for that, uh, Taylor? No, I didn't. It's got like a human commander, like an old, like fifty-five-year-old, you know, gray-haired, like square-jawed military vet, and he's just saw. He you keep cutting to him like walking like really solemnly toward the center of the battlefield, and then they also cut to like a brute, you know, from ha the Halo universe with his warhammer doing the same. 
and they're constantly like calling in like forces. Like one of them will bring in like um, like elites with those lightning, with those uh, like magic the swords, the energy yeah. sword. And then you know the human commanders calling in like ODST troops coming from the sky. So it's a Halo RTS. Um, I'll give that a go. Yeah, me too. I think that's, that's now issue. isn't that also coming to PC via the Windows 10 Store? Is that one of the uh, Play Anywhere games where I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Both Xbox, ways. in a way to try to save the brand a little bit, they are uh, publishing a lot of their exclusives on the Windows 10 Store because it doesn't matter to them where they sell it. They sell it on Xbox, sell it on Windows 10. They make just as much money because they own the Windows 10 Store, you know. And yeah, so yeah, it looks like, uh, like even though the Windows 10 game <laughs> ports right now are atrociously bad. Uh, I think eventually they'll work the kinks out, and hopefully they'll be they'll be decent. And the fact that you can literally play it on your Xbox for a while, then come over and play it on your PC and use the same save file in the cloud is fucking incredible. Yeah, like, I've got uh, I got Doom recently for console, and I'm going to end up buying it again for PC because that's one that apparently is real. Uh, the the 1080 graphics card apparently is very optimized for that mm -hmm. game. It, 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 they, what they game? keep talking about how, uh, Doom, the oh. the new Doom. Um, and they keep talking about how amazing that is, you know, if you're in 4K and 60 frames, and, and I'm really looking forward to doing that. I think That's... that when you get this computer, you will like it so much that your conversion to PC snob will happen. Like, you'll Oh, be... it'll have to, right? When I got a $3,000 PC. Like, not just, just that. I think you'll see else, it. you'll have to pretend, or you'll feel like a fool for spending that much money. <laughs> I, I think you'll start... Too, right? If I didn't see the difference... Like, yeah. I'm not a mouse and keyboard first. Like, I'm not <laughs> so good funny. at first-person shooter mouse and keyboard, but I spent so much time moving around in Minecraft, I'm, like, competent, you know? Like, I'm not lost. I'm certainly not looking at the ceiling or floor or anything crazy like yeah. that. You, you'll quickly get to my level and pass it if you get into this. Yeah, what I, what I need to train myself to do is to, is to learn my, my, my hotkeys faster. Like, like mm -hmm. I cheat a lot and make my own hotkeys to stay familiar with what I'm familiar what with. What mouse that, do you use? Uh, the Rat 7. Hmm. I have. It's, like, it's really heavy. Like I have really this one with these hotkeys on it. It's useful for Minecraft because you can change I, a thing in your inventory. I have that one too. I like it. Um, yeah, I just. Is that the Death Adder or something? Uh, no, it's. Um, no, I, I actually have the Death Adder. Oh, oh, it's the, right here. the Maga or something. It's for yeah. like. Uh, yes, yeah, the Naga. It's got all the hotkeys on the side. Yeah. Got the Whiplash seventy. And I've got. <laughs> it's not a gaming mouse. It's fucking wireless. <laughs> you you <Yes>. peasant. <laughs> No, it's, it's the a, job it's done. A, it's a $16 mouse from Target. And <laughs> I grabbed as an impulse buy because I realized I forgot my other mouse at work and I still wanted to play Company of Heroes too. But yeah. well, it's about time for me to tell everyone about Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set out for, to uh, they set out to so they set the highest standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less, uh, less than $10 per meal, in fact. Blue Apron delivers seasonal uh, recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. It's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, -step, uh, easy-to-follow recipe card, Pre-portioned ingredients uh, that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less, something like that. And it's flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based on your preference. I didn't know that. Choose delivery options to fit your needs. Uh, there's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Check out this week's menu and get your first two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com painkiller. 
You will love how good it feels to, and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash painkiller. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. We had, yeah, These are the people that send you, like, the uh, entire, uh, like, meal, everything you need to cook it, like, right down to the spices and the whole nine yards. Yeah, I looked at this before. I think me and my wife have looked at this very recently. And uh, I think I'll probably end up signing under, uh, up under you guys just to try it out because no. this is this is awesome. Like just to be able to to get this yeah. all together, and uh, it's convenient for the wife, and she loves cooking new stuff. No bullshit. We've do. had actually a really high, like a really a great experience with them. Like they it comes packaged. They give you just what you do with the right amount of ingredients. Like you said, spices, the garlic, the herbs, or whatever. They come separately packaged. Even um, mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, like everything you need, and then they have instructions that are so simple. I could follow them, and I have twice, and. People, if you don't know, like, I don't really go beyond cereal very often, but I can follow these instructions. And, um, yeah, anyway, it's uh, uh, oh, uh, here's a secret tip I'm for Blue Apron. Now, I don't know for sure, but I've noticed a trend that it lets you check what you don't like. So, if you're like a vegetarian, when you're doing it, you can just check the vegetarian box and it'll never give you meat. Or mm -hmm. if you don't like fish, you can uncheck fish and you just get poultry and, you know, See, that's actually I something think, I was going to ask you about. My wife is allergic to seafood. So I wanted yes. to know if we could like make sure we never got seafood. Yeah, that fits right in. You uncheck fish, mm -hmm. and I think I'm going to go back and do this because I've noticed that my favorite meals every single time have been beef, chicken, or lamb. So I'm going to yep. uncheck everything that isn't beef, chicken, and lamb and hopefully like triple up on those meals. Yep, you can pick the specific meal you want, I think. That's what Chiz was telling me because I was like, I really want the Salisbury steak again. I really liked that. It was like lamb Salisbury steak. I, I liked it a lot. Um, mm. and, and he's like, oh, you pick what you want. So I'm, I think I'm going to go back in and do yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know you could pick what you want. Did you find – because we're getting three meals a week. Like did you find that you were like eating your favorite one first and then the next favorite one and then by the last one you're like, this is good, but it's no spicy general sow's chicken. Like, Because I think I would yeah, just go back a... and pick that same meal over and over and over because it's great. Yeah, I, I need to do that because there's been a couple of them that I just didn't like because they're just not my thing. thing. I didn't like the udon noodles or whatever they were. I just wasn't into that, but I've yeah. really liked That's not all them, the though. That's just the food. You know? yeah. so this has got to be good for you fucking wimps if you're especially if you're having to cook it yourself you're actually learning how to cook a little bit uh, you know you do yep. yeah i don't really oh, want to learn how to cook but i have um because i didn't have any other vlog content it's a very <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like 7 p.m you realize you have no fucking footage and you're like honey let's cook the blue apron shit will you help me and yeah. <laughs> i'm not even hungry just shut up and make the fucking <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell you man i i do not envy you vlogging like 24 hours like once a day is that how often you're doing it i do it five days a week and in my mind i i love that so what happened like two days a week i just don't do anything vlog worthy and i watch other people's vlogs and i'm like that is a filler right this guy did nothing but i'm making stuff up don't try and think of who i'm talking about but like this guy did nothing but go to starbucks eat out twice and vlog close-ups of his fucking drinks or whatever like yeah. that was a filler day this guy didn't have a vlog worthy day and if you catch me on like my monday video there's a very good chance you're more than a day behind like something cool happened on friday and it just you know hung all the way over so by cutting out my worst two days a week i feel like it it helps a ton i think it's really good yeah so are smart. you gonna if you got nothing to vlog about are you just gonna be like okay today's we're not doing it today i'm gonna you know you guys can understand i didn't do anything worthy of watching there's a couple Sorry. techniques first of all i get to cut out two a week um, so that helps. I can have days that aren't vlog worthy. And then I watch other people and I'm like, all right, like Casey Neistat, he'll do one of two things. He'll do like a Q and a video, which I did this week. 
and he did he'll do a project he'll be like all right you know my i keep pressing this button on my camera so i'm going to glue a piece of wood to it so i don't accidentally press this button and um it's like oh that might have been a way not to make a vlog today you know because he's doing a project instead of like you know following himself all day long and uh um you know so like i i, I look at what other vloggers do because like you can't film every day of your life all the time right yeah Wait, like, wasn't it isn't it boyfriend versus girlfriend i think it's who they are mm -hmm, on youtube mm -hmm. they just like they had to stop because they said it was ruining their lives ruining the relationship is the pressure to they be on camera all the time i think they did break up right or maybe they're trying to work it out and maybe get back together or something i don't one's know in la one's in new york right okay well i guess yeah that does it but i think like you know the pressure to to make youtube is is enough and then like having people in your lives even to the limited extent that we do can be i mean that could be a lot of pressure you know and you also have to deal with the crazies you know I, there's some guy uploading a video talking about raping my wife this week you know it's just it's scary shit dealing with these what is it with your wife i, I, <laughs> I don't really know man i don't know a lot of attention i don't know but uh, i mean he threatened to kill me too but i you mean that's make all a about it yeah uh, but right, but then like when you invite them into your life for like vlogging like that, boy, I mean that's just got to be a scary territory. But I'm sitting here looking at your channel right here, and I'm looking at some of these vlogs, and I'm so eager to like just fucking shut down Skype and watch you uh, learning to fly. This just looks fucking fascinating. I can't imagine well, what this footage is like that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. got so some. The next episode is going to be the one where he first goes into the air. So that'll be one you don't yeah. want to Yeah, you're seeing a I lot of me like kiting. You but have we... to be regular with vlogging. I am on a once every four years <laughs> vlogging <laughs> And so my next one is scheduled for 2018. So <laughs> I do the, the schedule is the key part. Now, every day I think is the ultimate, right? But I don't want to do that. Um, I, I come out with vlogs Monday through Friday, PKA on Saturday. And then the reason I don't do anything Sunday is so that PKA can like, double up on views. You know, like I don't want to bump it like, 12 hours later but um uh yeah so that schedule is like jenna marbles uploads every wednesday you know right. not every day maybe she'd do even better or worse who the hell knows but at least you know like every wednesday like oh it's time to look for a jenna marbles video i sit here and and i i try to drill this like vlog monday through friday pka saturday into everyone's head so they know when to find it but um yep. yeah it, and it makes it so your uploads look nice and in a certain <laughs> color i have so many people have commented on that like this ocd kind of thing like um here there was a comment about it it won't take me long uh yeah well basically when woody uploads it there's a bunch of blue squares and then pka is red and so yeah. it looks yeah, yep. it, I love. Yes, yeah, I was about to say, I love your thumbnailing right now. It's very, very good. You know what? As a guy who's killing it on YouTube right now, then and be brutal if you think. Do you love the thumbnails? I, I, I wonder do. if my, if the small pictures are too small, and they don't sell it like they could. I might, if I were to make a change, I would cut the day in the life of Woody portion. Mm -hmm. And cut that so that you can make your pictures and your title for the video a little uh, grabby, grabbier. And I like I ever hate to ever promote clickbait, but that wouldn't really be clickbait because you're talking about. I mean, it's it's not untrue. Right. But that would give your title a little more space and get it a little bigger. And then uh, 
and, and push the topic a little more. Because, I mean, obviously, once someone's seen your blue thumbnail once, they, they're going to know that's your vlogging series. And then every time they see a blue thumbnail with this particular editing technique, they're going to know it's Day in Life with Woody. This is what he does. His blue thumbnails that look like this are always Day in Life. So I would cut that so that you have more room for pictures and more room for the title. And I might even go with three pictures if you can fit it. I, so uh, I used to do I three think pictures. Yeah. My, my problem now is sometimes there's an interesting thing in the picture and it's like when I make it, the thumbnail right. looks fantastic because it's gigantic. And then right. when you see it in the context of YouTube, it, it's just, you know, freaking tiny pixels that don't sell the video. They're too right. small. What looks great in full screen looks terrible as a thumbnail. Like, um, if you look at some of your thumbnails here, too, like you've got the fire fuel and fixing the taco, number 61 here. There's no faces in that. And faces, uh, like, they perform better in thumbnails than anything else. You always want a face. If it's your face or somebody that you're interacting with at the end of the day, again, again day in life, what do you have this picture of somebody setting on looks like a, uh, well, it's, it's you setting on your, your vehicle, but like one with a picture of the flight thing or then another picture of a face. I think that's going to add to more clicks. But then again, who knows? Because, I mean, the numbers are pretty consistent across all of these, so. Yeah, I do try to do the face thing. Like, most of them have a face, but you're right, they don't all. Um, I like the way you do it because nothing, like, nothing makes me want to watch a vlog, or, well, I don't watch them anyway, for the <laughs> most part, but, like, anytime I see one where it's, like, a guy's face, like, oh, and it says, like, caught in a bear trap, exclamation right. point, question mark, <laughs> right. it's like, you piece of shit, like, nobody believes this, except for your weird cult of sycophants that for some reason watches your dumbass talk, but it, I hate that. I hate that kind of thumbnail. And it, it feels like so 2009, like, yep. like as though people don't, so, like, still fall for that. You don't think mine looks do? 2009? The, no, the, I was the saying. Bluish and, no, I was asking. No, I, you don't no, think I, so? I don't think so, no. I no, think I it looks think. pretty modern. I think I might I, follow your advice with cut off day in the life, make the text a little bit bigger so it's more readable, and make the pictures bigger. Because right now I feel like sometimes there's, okay, do you see the one on the left, four down? There's me, like, flying in a field or something like that. Um, yeah. You can't see what that is. Not in thumbnail. I'm sure it looked great on my monitor, but when it's tiny, it, it looks like it's just grass or something. Right, that's exactly it. it um, you it, could it, just put a pair of tits in there, you know, the old <laughs> DeFranco approach. <laughs> I do oh, that yeah. on, P on Pinko how already. Is, if I we love talk Philip DeFranco. Let me be very clear. I fucking love you. Yeah, no, we right. all do. Yeah. But how in the fuck is he, like, the one guy on the internet that doesn't get shit for the, that type of thumbnailing. I don't, it drives me crazy. I think he's the only one who's, who's never stopped doing it. Right. <laughs> There's a certain value in that. Like, you know, if I were to put boobs in there, and I do actually for PKA, so it, in Painkiller already, if we talk about some like, I don't know, rapist teacher and her 13 year old boy, there's a picture of her boobs in there. Like, like oh dude, we talked about the girl. You no, know, I think like, that's fair, that's very fair. Yeah, well they're never, false advertising well they're rarely false advertising but if the title mentions anything that can be associated with a pretty girl there's a pretty girl that like matches it in the thumbnail yeah i mean there's a reason for it it draws people in like yeah it's just, um yeah well anyway thank you for indulging thumbnail talk i think i might take you up on that uh i think i might take your advice on that well let me know how it performs let me know what it does yeah so um, back to fucking video games how about that how about yeah, E3 this week? What did you guys did you guys get into E3? Yeah, I saw it was I, on Twitter. I, I didn't check it out. Well, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what I was talking I love about. You, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw the new E3 God of War. for me is like 
Yeah, E3 for me is like fucking Christmas because number one, <laughs> my views are always very, very good, and I do get like uh, the advertisements that appear before and after are very, very profitable. So I, I really like to get some good E3 content covering what was going on. So I change my sleep schedule around. I'm like taking melatonin at like as early as 1 a.m., which like is like crazy. Final exams thing. for crash right, course, right? right? Their and views like, I, just I get go there. <laughs> I get my fucking like, like I get my live tw- or my Twitter account going, and I'm live tweeting the most snarky shit about all the stupid fucking shit they're doing. And like when when Ubisoft this year they did this like um, this they, uh, just dance number right and they have like clowns and a dude dressed as a giraffe and a dude dressed as a panda and there's like fucking clowns like with their tits hanging out and shit and it's like crazy fucking dance number and then Aisha uh, Tyler takes the stage and then all of the clowns gather around her and the giraffes and the pandas and she goes we just like to take a moment to sincerely remember the victims of the Orlando shooter. And, like, the clown is just smiling because, like, I don't know why they she's just smiling. Right? And, like, and, like there's this doofy giraffe going, Ur, Ur. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's the cringiest fucking moment of E3. But, but no one will... Sad. <laughs> but I, like, tweeted out, I'm like, holy shit, this is disrespectful. And everybody get mad at me for pointing out how fucking disrespectful it is. And then you look at all the E3 gag reels and nobody will talk about it. Because they don't like, they don't want to do anything to harm any, like add any bad thoughts to the Orlando thing, and I get that, and so oh, I haven't on. talked about it much either. I like kept it out of my Francis video or whatever, but I just fuck me, dude. Like I, my asshole cringed so hard, <laughs> it turned inside out, and I shit up my mouth. It was that. <laughs> I, I, you're, the, you're the only. Person okay, that checks I, out. I you're the only person, Boogie, I follow on Twitter that still like post gaming stuff like all the yeah. other gamer people have fought, faded away from that and i liked yeah. just looking at your slew of tweets and it was like almost reading someone who's really passionate about cricket talk about it but me looking at it like <laughs> i have no fucking idea and you were just tweeting stuff that i could tell was funny but i didn't know the references of like oh yeah death slayer like trying to make doom again in 2006 am i right and it's like uh, you you probably got him pretty good there <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet they're gonna think twice about that one. I'm gonna do a little bit of googling and see if I can't figure it out. Yeah, I like that. But uh, I, see, a bunch I, of uh, stuff that I watched one trailer called Death Stranding. Death Standing. Oh Death yeah, Stranding. with uh, Norman Reedus and shit. It's that Kojima really Productions. Cool. It's the same it guy the same. who did uh, the playable Walking trailer. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And uh, it looks like everybody was wanting him to do the spiritual successor to uh, you know. Um, uh, a PT, and it doesn't. I don't know if this is going to be that, but it looks fucked up enough to where I don't care because it looks, it looks just awesome. like there's Norman Reedus and his Norman fetus coming out of his belly and shit, <laughs> just like absorbs it. And there's like dead fish everywhere, and then like spirits. This I don't know. What do you mean <laughs> spiritual Norman successor fetus, to PT? What's PT? well, like okay, so he, P- PT? PT was that demo that they put um, that's they tied to Silent Hills, right? And so it was like supposed to be a completely standalone demo to show what he could make the PlayStation 4 do when it comes to the next Silent Hill game. And of course, it ended. I forget. Playable trailer. Playable trailer. That's exactly what it was, yeah. Um, so you played through it, and it was, I mean, there's 30 minutes of gameplay there, this playable trailer. And at the end of it, it shows Norman Reedus, and everybody's like, fuck yeah, this is going to happen. And then Konami decided to just shit the bed and become the worst company ever. Kojima Fucking separates Konami. with it. And then it's, of course, Sony just throws money at Kojima. And they're just like, whatever you want to do, here's all the money you need to do it. Just make us a game, please. And uh, that, that, that's what he's making for them. And apparently Norman Reedus was jazzed to work with the guy. Um, because like these have been like personal photos of him and Norman Reedus just fucking hanging out. I guess they're best friends now or something. 
Um, <laughs> and so this is the game that he was going to make. But everybody wanted to be a, 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 like a spiritual successor to Silent Hill and be similar to that series. And and I, I, I mean, obviously it can't be. I think Konami's, at the very least, they're so desperate for money that they're you know relying on pachinko machines because they don't want to invest money to make a new game. So I think they'd sue them if it was too close to, to that series of games. Silent Hill, Silent Hills, I don't even know how you, what the name of those games are, but uh, this does look creepy and fucked up, and I expect it to be as amazing as anything Kojima could ever make. So should be Did pretty you play cool. the Xbox. playable trailer? Do what? Did you I had, play it? I did, and I un, uh, un, very stupidly deleted it from my PlayStation 4, so I don't have it on there anymore, oh. and you can't re-download it from the store. But I did. I actually uploaded the gameplay of me putting, playing through it and everything, and it was fucking terrifying. It was completely so scary. I only wish I could play that demo again in VR. Are you guys into VR at all? Yeah, that's why I'm getting the PC. Kyle, oh, yeah, I don't think any of us are experienced in it, but Kyle has a deep interest in it. I have my uh, Oculus Rift here on the left of me, and I have my Vive on the right of me. And if you have any questions, feel free. YouTube money! Yeah. Do you ever get um, car sick, like motion sickness? I have not gotten sick with PSVR when I tried it. I have not gotten sick with my Vive at all. I have gotten sick with my Rift. Um, my Gear VR, my, my, my Oculus Gear, you know, the one that connects to your phone, I get sick with it very rarely. Um, I played the game that comes with the Rift pre-order, which is Lucky's Tale, and it made me very nauseous because it has zero forward and back head tracking. So it's like this platformer game, uh. and you play it with an Xbox controller, and so like at one point in the third level, there's these coins, uh, invisible coins, like they're not invisible, but they're like see-through coins, so there's a, a trail of coins that goes towards my face. And clearly, you're supposed to jump towards your face where they're with Lucky and then have them land on a platform. So what's the natural instinct is to lean back to see if you can see that platform because it feels like you're just looking over a 3D world, right? And so you lean back, and it doesn't have backwards head tracking or it doesn't have very much. So I lean back as far as I could, and when my f the world around me didn't move, my perspective didn't move with my head, I was like, oh, my word fucking done. And it set the thing down, and I'll never beat that game because of that. Yeah, yeah. So, Are you able to make content with VR games? Uh, like, how do you mean, like, to be able to... Well, I mean, like, I think if you just record it and upload it, you'd have oh, two yeah. screens, um, right? I had... It was very easy to do with the Vive. The Vive was very, just... I, I didn't even have to do anything. It automatically booted up what I was seeing inside the game, and then I just plugged it into XSplit. I use XSplit, not OBS. Fuck you. It's yell at me all you want out there, people, but... I used that, I plugged it in the XSplit and it recorded it no problem. I tried with the Rift and I could never figure out how to get sound into what was on the screen. And so I tried three or four times and I'm like, Are people I, I, seeing like double images? No, they will see one image because it'll put out one uh, image on your, on the, the little preview window. So it'll, it'll look just like as if you were playing the basic game. And then the only time you'll get double images is here. But that's one of the reasons these things are so fucking power intensive. What would because be they're like generating that image and then generating the two differential images based off of that image is the way I think it works, you know? Yeah, what, what would it be like if you were blind in one eye? I actually, it's, uh, I actually have an astigmatism in my left eye, and because of that, I have a very, very poor depth perception, and 3D movies are not very fun to watch. So I think I, I'm not blind in one eye. I'm legally blind in this eye, but um, I, I'm not fully blind in this eye, and I can still make out a good amount of things with my glasses on, um, and I actually don't have that much trouble using them. Okay. So I, I, I do, 
Because of the astigmatism, my brain has trained itself to rely on the information from one eye more often than it will from both eyes, or even it'll pick one eye to, and believe that information. Um, so sometimes when I'm using my Rift, maybe once an hour, I'll lose the 3D effect and have to close my eyes and then open them again to force my brain to recheck. Two-part question. So you wear glasses. Right. Do your glasses have like a distant zone where they are best? And, hmm. and how does that work with VR? Like, like I wear reading glasses. So obviously if I look across the room, it's garbage, right? You'd be better right. off without them. Right. Um, how does that work in the VR world? That would Do you be via trifocals if they had specific areas of the lens to look. For. Right, right, right. But, but even so, minor reading glasses, which means the whole lens is a reading glass, which is nice for reading. But you pretty much have to take them off if you like go to up and go to the bathroom or something. I yeah, would imagine different that, than uh, prescription. Glasses. Right, like, like like prescription glasses tend to try to give you a good median view so that you can see things close up and things far away. Reading glasses want to help you see things closer up better because obviously you're looking at something very close when you're reading. Mm -hmm. I actually wear a pair of reading glasses over my prescription glasses when I'm playing Magic these days because some Planeswalker text is so small I can't fucking read it otherwise. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my friends make fun of me uh, every once in a while when they see me wearing two pairs of glasses. But fuck you, it works and I can see. Yeah, um, suck my dick and I'm about to beat yeah. you in magic. What is the right. I always, I always the catch myself closing my left eye when I want to like really be sure I'm reading something correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think if you wore reading glasses in one of these devices, I think it would work pretty good, actually, to be frank. I will tell you that my glasses, which are not particularly large glasses, mm -hmm. I uh, have a lot of trouble fitting into the Rift. In fact, I've been using the Rift without them, but I haven't had that much trouble without them. Uh, I, w I um, wouldn't get the Rift, and, and, and like it seems like there's such a, a hate for the Rift now with, the, with them right. going around and buying up so much content and trying to make everything exclusive to them. Which that is what's so amazing is they've bought up all that content, yet there's only like 20 games in the store. Uh, for, for the Vive, there's already like 100-some things. Yeah, fuck so, them. I, I'm definitely so getting the Vive. I want to ask this though, so so I'm definitely interested in playing the games. The game that I saw that the the the, the massive Star Trek nerd in me wants to play, of course, is Bridge Commander. You are a com you're you're part of the bridge crew, and when you look around, the rest of the bridge crew is there, and it's like multiplayer. So that like oh you know I'm the tactical officer, and I've got a display over here, so I'm actually locking photon torpedoes on the Klingons. You're the captain. You're giving me orders, and you're in control of some stuff. But there's a guy flying the ship over there, moving us around. That seemed really cool, but what I and there's lots of games like that that are going to be a lot of fun, and that tech is going to advance really quickly. I know because I, I want to ask him this question. This is what, I, what I'm getting to. It's it's basically another monitor, right? It's a it's a third monitor that I'm getting when I get this vibe. Would you Pretty watch much. a movie in this thing? Would that ever happen? I have watched a lot of content, adult movies in my H my my gear. Um, and like, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky to be with a girl who doesn't really mind adult entertainment. She doesn't mind adult entertainment, even being involved in things that we do. So one of the very first things I did with my gear was enjoy some stuff while looking at some stuff. And, uh, I will tell you that you would not necessarily like there, there's a theater experience that you can do in the, the gear and also with the vibe, I mean, with all of them. And you could watch a movie that way. And if you want to watch a 3D movie that way, it's actually pretty cool. Um, when you're watching a regular movie that way, I think you're better off watching it on your television. Because, yeah, because uh, I've got nice know. sets. Right, I yeah, I think you're, you're probably better off watching it on your television. Though I have laid in bed and watched Netflix uh, and just laid on my back and watched Netflix. And that was actually oh, super cool, too. What um, an incredible but, innovation that is. I'm being serious. That's great, yeah, too. Yeah, it's actually yeah. really nice. 
But there's why nothing. Why is it so great? I don't, I don't Because understand. you can lay down like this, but you right. can have the screen right there. So it doesn't right. matter where you're lying. You can lie comfortably, but have the, a perfect viewing uh, screen for yourself. And the Oculus uh, Gears Theater app, um, and also the Netflix app, you can choose different locations to be inside of. So obviously they're going to put the screen here. So you can be in a movie theater, or you could be in a living room, or you could be on the moon, on, in like a living room on the moon. And that's kind of cool too. I can actually go to the theater. That's that's all right. I don't need that. But but I, I but like. Can you it. go to it on I the moon? I want to put myself in wildly inappropriate places. Like I'm the third row at Hitler's biggest rally, watching <laughs> It's Always Sunny for no reason. Like I, just wildly inappropriate things of where you could be. Well, that would be great. That's I would imagine idea. the Fuhrer is always going to be there if I have augmented reality. That's that's going to be a keystone of my VR experience. But yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about this. To me, this is a three thousand. Well. $3,500 toy that I'm getting and the things I obviously want to play the games I already love and they're maxed out settings and just right. experience it I want to experiment with the new cutting edge stuff that I, I don't even mess with because so you don't know this yet but you want to experience the porn because the yeah, porn is yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. insane I'm getting that holy getting shit that. dude I want the porn I, Tucker disagrees who? So, uh, Tucker I Jericho um, yeah if you don't know He's also kind of at the forefront of this VR stuff. He, um, right. he works with all the VR companies, so he gets all the gear for free. And um, he's, like, he's an expert on it. This is what I was going to interrupt with. Uh, he agrees that the, is it the Vive? Which one did he say was the great one? The Vive. Yeah, the Vive. He also agrees that's great. He says, though, that for the porn, he's like, it doesn't seem like some great real-life experience. He's like, it's like you're having sex with the 50-foot-tall woman. And there's no well. It depends on who shot the porn and the quality of it. I've seen I've seen porn from three different companies, and I forget the name of the company that did it the best. Uh, a lot of people are having trouble filming it because uh, if you if you do uh, if she's too close to the camera, it's awful, and the camera placement is very difficult to get. But if the girl's like down there doing her business with her mouth or whatever, that looks really realistic. Because she's riding you, yeah, can look like the fifty foot tall girl. So like. I was watching an interview with one of the girls who's shooting VR porn, and she's like, it's so awkward to shoot it because in order for us to get it right, you have to lean so far back for it to look right for the camera, and it's very difficult to have sex that way, but it does look right, you know, for, for whatever. And most of the time, if, most of the people did, that have shot the porn now do not realize. So the girl's like right up in your face, and it's literally, she looks gigantic. Mm. You know, it really depends on on what it is. That's I interesting. It, get blown by a giant woman. Right. <laughs> it sounds right. like the porn shoots. Like the, so I feel like the concept of making porn two years ago was pretty much like we're gonna have a wild time over here. Mm -hmm. You capture it as best you can, and we'll mm -hmm. do positions and stuff, which give the camera access to see the the, the up close gynecological details. But mostly, you, know, you just cat. Now it seems like they're actually performers more than they used to be. Like with VR. It, it's not even about the sex as much as it is making a video about the sex. An experience. Yeah. I yep. am such an idiot when I was thinking about this that I never, just thinking about it, I, I never thought about it in detail, I guess. Never thought about it always being in, like, POV. And so I always was thinking, like, why the fuck From the side. would I want to watch this on my oh. head and just be some creep <laughs> in there? Like, fuck no, that, the, why? The, and no, now the, I'm just... So you'd be, like, together. sitting I'm in the like, corner watching... Idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, why? I was just like, who's going to do this? What kind of fuck? I saw you thinking over there, that? too. I was like, I so, wonder what Taylor's thinking about. Some of the early videos were exactly that. And a lot of the porn is shot 180, oh, not fun? 360, right? And mm. not, only, not only was it filmed from a third perspective, 
but it was also them moving the camera around the way you would normal porn, except it was a 180 camera. Well, you want to talk about fucking seasick. Holy shit. There's nothing worse than seeing through somebody else's eyes watching two people fuck. Like, it's yeah. terrible. It's just so terrible. And why and, would the uh, fantasy be you creepily just right. existing in a room <laughs> I, with these I, people? I, I, I will say you, the weirdest experience that I had so far is I, I downloaded this video um, shot from a woman's perspective. And so, like, you look down oh. and the, you have perfect tits. And there's another girl going down on you and sucking on your boobs. And, and just like and all this, she gets up and rides you, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, this is, I do not know how to feel about any of this. <laughs> this is, this is I, good, but it's also real weird, man. I, I feel had, like my masculinity has been challenged today. And I, if I orgasm at this, am I a girl now? What, like, it felt fucked up. <laughs> I, I have had this thought process before. I'm like, if Jackie and I switched bodies, right? Like, would I let her fuck me? Like, that seems really gay. Right. But you know what? It's just the two of us. Let's, I'll let's tell you this, this if I ever go. woke up my yeah, wife's body, if I ever woke up my wife's body, let me tell you something, I'm going to have some wrinkled fucking fingers by the end of the first day. Right. <laughs> I'm going to need a you know skin what? graft to put new flesh on my fingers because I'm just going to be oh, flicking perfect. it. Oh my perfect God. time for an ad. You wear underwear every day. That's 365 days a year, rain or shine. You need it to be extraordinary without an insane price tag. MeUndies understands this and that's why they've created the world's first most, excuse me, they've created the world's most comfortable underwear. Luxury at half the retail price you'd find anywhere else. Uh, MeUndies is made from a very special fabric called Modal. It's twice as soft as cotton, and that's uh, twice as soft as whatever you're wearing right now. Most of us wear underwear every day, so why settle for low-quality, multi-pack underwear that's scratchy and lame? MeUndies has tons of colors and styles for both men and women, which means that you and your lady can finally have matching underwear. They release a new design every month, and on top of that, they even have free shipping to the United States and Canada. MeUndies has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free. That's right. They don't want your used underwear back, so you have nothing to lose here. The best part about all of this is that they're offering 20% off right now for your first order when you use me, uh, our URL, which is MeUndies.com PKA. So click the link in the description or go to MeUndies.com PKA to get 20% off your first order. And while I'm at it, let me tell you about Trunk Club. Trunk Club never gave me my, uh, my stuff, by the way. Just saying. There are two types of men out there. Guys who love shopping for their clothes, but, uh, excuse me. There are two types of men out there. Guys who love shopping for, for clothes, but are short on time, and those of us who hate it. Either way, take heart. Now you can get clothes that fit perfectly and look amazing without ever having to step into a store again. Thanks to Trunk Club. Make it easy to look, uh, they make it easy for you to look your best in clothes that fit you properly, handpicked by your own personal stylist with Trunk Club. Go to trunkclub.com slash PKA, uh, type in your measurements, share your likes and dislikes, and you get your very own personal stylist. They'll pick your clothes for you from uh, over 80 top brands, ship them right to your door. You keep what you like, send back what you don't. Trunk Club is not just another way to shop online. Your stylist takes the time to understand your unique look. And uh, if you live in Dallas, New York, L.A., Chicago, D.C., whatever, you can stop by one or whatever, excuse me, whether you live in Dallas, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago or Washington, D.C., you can stop by one of the Trunk Club uh, clubhouses to work with your stylist in person for free. Trunk Club is not a subscription service. You get your very own personal stylist. Shipping is always free and you have 10 days to try on the clothes risk free. Uh, you can make a statement with a, at your next big event uh, on the calendar with a look that's handpicked just for you uh, and for your style. Get started with Trunk Club today. Premium clothes, expert advice, no work, 
thanks to your very own personal stylist. They, they really want you to know about that stylist. At Trunk Club. Get started today at trunkclub.com slash PKA. That's trunkclub.com slash PKA. Trunk Club has sent me my stuff, and it is some of the highest quality clothes that I own. Yeah, it's not that yeah. they're like didn't get it to me it's that like the the code or whatever that shiz gave me for like I, you know our we get like a free we get like a little trial sample yeah yeah like, like she was like oh yeah there's no credit on that account now because because like she was we were, i was going back and forth with her and i was like look i here's what i want like i know what i want and uh and she was like oh well, there's no credit on the account and i was like well shit <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I talked to her, and, and she's like, oh, you're that podcast? Apparently, we, they've done very well with our advertising. So. Well, I should have dropped my name then. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll send her another email. I didn't know that we were, we were, we were famous. Yeah, the, the campaign is where like, the sales associate knew all about it. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they sell good stuff. So. And I, my stylist was cool, so I like that too. You know what? We haven't talked about the Orlando thing on PKA. No, we haven't. Um, yeah. I think it's bad that that happened. I, I do think too. That's still, we can all, you know, stand and defend. <laughs> um, I don't care what kind of flack I. In the words get, of Aisha Tyler, I'm against it. <laughs> in the words of that very weird-looking giraffe, I don't know. We saw. Who. I made a video. I made a video about it. I think you know. I mean, I. I but the point of the video wasn't necessarily like. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess you guys have dealt with this a lot too. So I've dealt with it a lot. You deal with crazy people doing this job, this entertainment thing, and you deal with people who make idle threats, and you make thing, you know. And a lot of people, this kind of got foreshadowed by the Orlando shooting, as it probably should be. But there was a young lady by the name of Christina Grimmy who was a YouTuber, a singer. She was on The Voice, and she was killed three days before by a crazed fan who I guess I heard. He knew the Subs family, right. right? He was so obsessed I, with her. Um, right. His thing was he had gotten, uh, this is a thing I read today, he, he had gotten hair plugs and LASIK. As, these were all things that he had done in an effort to be better for her. His goal was to marry this woman, and like he, had, he like fantasized about her and idealized her, and like she was his thing. And when she turned him down, I guess he shot her. Yeah. So I, I, think, you know, I think about the just the dangers of someone showing up at our front door with a shotgun every day. I worry about going to VidCon next week and knowing that some lunatic could walk in there and start firing up the place. Now Hank Green has spent six hundred thousand dollars on security, according to an email he sent me and everybody else uh, this last week to know making sure making sure that there's going to be metal detectors and clothed and uh, you know uh, uniformed and non-uniformed officers walking the the whole place and they're going to be watching and profiling people all weekend. So I know we're going to be safe, but again, you can't not think about those things. And then. Then I think I try to take myself out of my own mind and put myself into the mind of every LBGT member in the world and how they all feel that exact same way right now. And they're not doing a high profile, also a high paying job. They're just trying to be true to themselves. And I can't imagine what it'd have to be like to have to go to any club in the world right now or, or, or you know, even walk the streets and be afraid that one of these fucking lunatics are going to gun you down for simply the way that you express love. What what a fucking world we live in, man. I just can't imagine. And so, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, uh, lesbian or gay or transsexual people you have watching the show, but know that I've tried to put myself into your feet, into your shoes, and, and, and fuck, man, it's I can't imagine having to live like that. I'm so sorry you have to. You know, but if, if the people that died in Orlando, they died fucking warriors, you know? They died people who refused to be afraid. Except uh, for that one guy who held the door shut. 
Yeah, that fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> Dude, I have a different guy. take on it than Boogie. And I'm listening to you, and I'm like, yeah, who could disagree with that? I do. Because every time I see one of these, like, terrorist attacks, and, and, and this might come on across unpopular, I'm not terrorized at all. Like, not in the fucking slightest. Like, not, you know, if they take a plane down, I'm like, yeah, but I guess it's just a mathematical side to me that's like, I'm still not scared to fly. If they take Toddlers out a shopping mall... <laughs> If, if they take out you know, people in a shopping mall, I'm <clears throat> not afraid to go to a shopping mall. I'm there next day looking well, for right, sales right, right. because everyone else is afraid. If um, you know, if suddenly they like terrorists take out paramotorists, I'm like shit. Maybe I can, you know, like maybe the skies will be clear. I don't know. Whatever it is, yeah, I agree with you there. I'm not at uh, all terrorized by this stuff. No, it, I'm never terrorized <laughs> by it because if you if you take one step back, and this is separate from like what happened in Orlando. This is just terrorism in general. But but if you take a step back, like shit. You're you're paramotoring, Paramo people who paramotor are, are are like, God. I'd like to see the stats, you know, about the likelihood of you dying in a terror attack versus that fucking paramotor, right? <laughs> like, I mean, let's let's just be real here. Right. And the same is true for all of us. We all do things in our daily life that, for what it's worth, motorcycling more dangerous than paramotoring. Yeah. More chill, yeah. more per people capita. are killed in the United States every year by toddlers than are killed yeah. by terrorists. Into like intellectually, that might be different that. this year though. It's been a rough year. Intellectually, everybody knows, like, you know, when something shitty happens and a terrorist attacks, like, you know, by numbers, it's not going to happen to you. What makes it upsetting to people is that it's not like dying in a paramotor crash where it's, you know, you made a choice that put you up there and then something went wrong and you died. It's someone jumped in and ended your life for something. And even like, I don't know, it's kind of like when you're when you're 16 or something. And I was driving around recklessly. Like, in my head, it's like, I'm not going to die. That happens to other people. Other people get in stupid accidents. Other people get shot. Other people have to deal with natural disasters. Not me. You know, it's kind of like that. Like, you don't get terrorized by it until, unless you're very easy to scare. Yeah. Or, I, I think uh, part of it for me is that because I don't have, like, live TV. Like, there's no CNN in my life, no Fox, no MSNBC, whatever. Same. So that, like, stream of, oh, my God, the horror. Like, people, like, I don't know if there's videos of guys, like, screaming. Or, like, it, none of that happens to me. You know, I just sort of read on Yahoo what happened and say, ah, that didn't scare me. But, you know, it happens with all kinds of stories. You know, celebrity deaths, whatever. Like, it's when there's no television. Well, that's just your lack of empathy, though. That's a whole thing. Yeah, maybe I'm a psycho. But, um, they're, like... Sociopath. <laughs> okay. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these things just don't hit home with me that much. And I think part of it is that there's no, like, anchor man on the edge of tears telling me the story. Yeah. I, 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 I feel the same way. And you know what? I don't know if we have is... I feel like back in the day, like... If Tom Brokaw broke down and told me something bad happened, it, I would get the feels a lot more than I don't even know who. Uh, like who was like Anderson Air come on it, and tell me and, now? Like Anderson Cooper did do a two-hour special in which he never mentioned mention the name of the person who did it, but read the name of every victim of that shooting, and he broke down it. in fucking tears to do it, man. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most moving things I've ever saw. But yeah, if I can so. say while I got the floor, let me go ahead and say Woody's got the right idea. You know, with these little chicken shit pieces of shit, fucking psychotic worthless garbage humans decide that they not only are too fucking worthless to live in this world but they want to take as many people out with them as they can you know they're they're fucking don't live in fear of these people that's what they want they want to make you miserable you know you are happy they want to make you unhappy because they are unhappy and they want to kill people who are happy and you know don't let them fucking rob you for a second 
of the joy that you find in this life. Don't let them think, make them think, uh, force you to think twice about who and what you are. Don't ever let these fuckers dictate uh, 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 an action that you have, a thought that you have. Uh, don't let them occupy a space in your brain or a space in your heart because there's nothing you can do about it. You're talking to a person who was a shut-in for seven years because he was afraid of the outside world. And I can tell you it was the worst seven years of my fucking life. It was a wasted seven years that I would never get back. You know, don't, don't for a second let these terrorizing lunatics, these pieces of shit, these garbage people make you afraid to be you. Live your life the best you can. Live it without fear. Otherwise, these fuckers win. And that's the last thing I'm willing to let them do. Terror. You know? yeah. And that goes... I, I, my God, it seems like it's a bad time to get political. But... I'm not completely opposed to the government reacting to this at all, but I definitely am opposed to any kind of knee-jerk taking advantage of public outrage or fear or whatever. Just take it's a breath. What happens. Yes, it is. But you know, my whole thing is let's take a breath. Let's take a breath, and if there's anything we need to do to chill on, like you know, to make this better. It should be the result of careful analysis and debate and not like, yeah. let's strike it's while clear. the iron's hot. The, the fact it's that it immediately the went were. to gun control instead of anything else that it could have been it is fucking ludicrous. That people yeah. act like the hardest part of that equation was getting him a gun. It wasn't indoctrinating him to think that because other people are different, he should murder them. That wasn't the hardest part. The hardest part was getting a gun. Like, that's totally outsourcing the root of the problem. Like, right. this was a venomous... That, person. The gun, that guy had been that guy had turned away from a gun store. The gun store reported this guy. The the the, the failing is with the government. The failing is with the people who are supposed to be enforcing the laws that are on the books. Yeah. Like like you know this guy was already under surveillance. You're not going to no law that's put into place is ever going to 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 fix a scenario like this where this guy was already under FBI investigation, okay? Like yeah. this is a Hillary Clinton le level of scrutiny. He was already under at this time. And yet they still didn't get to the bottom. They, did, they still didn't see it coming. So what kind of like, what kind of overreaching law is, is going to look into our hearts and souls and our emails and our text messages and be able to identify some random lone wolf out there who's been influenced by propaganda on the Internet or whatever better than the, than the situation we already had where he's under FBI investigation. He's being reported by people. He, ha he has a violent past. He's clearly someone who has access to... To weapons with a class g weapons license he's been under scrutiny but he's passed it you would never apply the amount of scrutiny that was applied to this individual because of his uh because of his ownership of those guns and because of his his job that he had to the to the every everyday citizen you would never apply that much scrutiny so it's a moot point point. and to add it he wasn't a lone wolf no he wasn't that's not Are you talking fact. about his wife it, or someone else at, at the very least all you can admit his wife knew about it his wife knew he was planning on murdering people and did nothing and yep. you can, I guess, say, oh, then she was the only one who knew. But if, if she Like, she knew, even drove then, him. She even yeah, fucking she drove, drove him to him case the place. And didn't he sell his house to his for sister $10. for $10? There like, were there's so many premeditated yes. people involved in this shit. There were a I, lot of people in yeah. his immediate vicinity and his community who knew about this and did nothing. So to I think discount it, it as a lone wolf thing is just... And I think it goes back to the hatefulness of that, uh, of that religion... Because I, I, maybe if he, maybe if they knew he was going to go shoot up, uh, I don't know, a playground, they would have came forward. But because he's casing a gay nightclub, they're like, I can't think of a group of people who need it more. Ten dollars sounds fair. Sure. I'm what do they say about saying things like the hatefulness of that religion? Because it, it. Why? I mean, is, yeah. is it not hateful? 
I will say, always hate it. I will say that the majority of the Neither people that practice that religion obviously <laughs> practice it peacefully. I will also say that that's true of, of the Christian religion as well. And I would say, based on the shootings we've had, the 118 shootings we've had, the 118 mass shootings we've had in the country so far this year, it seems to be pretty pretty on ratio for Christian shooters as it is Muslim shooters. I'm pretty sure a so, mass shooting is two people. Yeah, no, the, the whole, mass, no, the no, whole no, no, mass shooting thing, I looked into the stats of that. They're saying that since Sandy Hook, there have been 998 mass shootings killing 1,100 people. That, if that's not manipulation, I don't know what is. It, it, I, I think they just really overstate the whole mass shooting thing. Well, they probably, they're they're but, including I mean, people in gang violence in South Chicago as mass shooting. If, if there's well, a that, I mean, why, why is that not included if you kill two people? Because I don't know why that wouldn't be included. It, it's just, I, I'm saying Because mass shooting to me means strangers. He gets shot, and there's a net no. two deaths. And to try and conflate that to someone premeditatedly going in and murdering people for their beliefs, sorry about that, that right. that's not the same thing. Like, yeah, right. Or even not for their beliefs. If you just decide that you're going to kill a lot of people today and you go to a school or a mall or whatever, that's exactly. a mass shooting. They used to right. call if, it going postal. Yeah, right? Yep. And, but if you decide that you're in a turf war over who sells drugs on this corner to a rival gang and you call that a mass shooting, then it's like... No, no, you're a criminal. You're a gangster. Like, like that's that, that's a tool of the trade. Like, like you're out there shooting people. Sometimes. Yeah, I just like that, you're not a madman who's unhinged and is trying mm -hmm. to like change the world or affect or like in or like like force his beliefs on everybody at the point of a gun. You're just trying to sell a little more crack, right. and this guy wants your corner. That's yeah. not a mass shooting. That's that's gun crime. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not a saying it's good. Crime. Like, I think you guys know that I lean pretty left, obviously. But yeah, I, these days, I, I guess I'm a little closer to the middle because the left moved the goalpost a long fucking time ago. Oh, yeah. And I will, let me just go ahead and say right here, right now, that I am not the kind of person that will ever condone or agree that, uh, you know, it's important to say that, Muslim, that, that, that Muslims are, are terrorists. I'll never say that, and I won't condone it, and I won't agree with it. What I will say is that this terrorist was a fucking Muslim. And why are we afraid to say that? Why are we afraid to say that this particular terrorist w practiced the Muslim faith and called 911 before he did it and, 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 yeah. and, and, and said that I'm doing this for ISIS and then yes. hang up the fucking phone? Why are we afraid to say that? That is factual. That is true. That's the fucking truth. And I'm never going to lean so far fucking left that I refute the facts. Yeah. And that's what happened on Reddit, man. I don't know if you guys caught wind of oh, that. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, first, the very first uh, 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 article that, that Our news. pointed towards uh, the, the, the Muslim faith of this particular person was censored and continued to be censored because they don't want that to be part of the narrative. But that's oh. the facts of it, dude. And I, I get that stupid people are then going to say that all Muslims are terrorists and you don't want them saying that. And you especially don't want them saying that because that can make the situation more worse because it's inflammatory. I get that. But to not acknowledge that this particular terrorist was Muslim and did it because he misconstrued his religion's teachings is lunacy. Just fucking lunacy, man. You know, that you know? one of those leaders for ISIS it has a PhD in, in, in religious studies. And like, I think he knows, whenever they say that, like, oh, this is not the religion of Islam, you know, I'm like, who knows better, them or us? Why are we, like, like, if it was anything else, you'd be like, hey, how dare you label what their religion is about? You don't know. But they're, like, coming out and be like, our religion is about crushing the infidel. Our religion is about taking over and enforcing Sharia law. That's what our religion, and we're like, no, it's not. You're not part yeah. of your own religion. We I know. I have this, it, Can you? this might be uh, ignorant to say, but bear with me. 
I have in my head the idea that like Muslims are pro-terrorism <laughs> is kind of like saying all cops are dirty. It's not that right. all cops yep. are dirty. It's that too many cops aren't necessarily full-fledged against the dirty. Right? It's just a couple that are dirty and a larger por- and a couple that are dirty, a lot that are, of course, totally clean, and a whole lot that just Look the aren't, other way. aren't opposed enough to the dirty. And with Muslims, of course, there's only a couple who are terrorists, right? And then there's a couple who are like crazy anti-terrorists, but a whole lot middle who are just like, you know, I'm not part of ISIS, but I see their point. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people. It's really there. telling when you see them answer those questionnaires about, well, do you think that homosexuality is immoral? Oh, yeah. Eighty eighty nine percent of us do in London. Yeah. Do you think it should be punishable by death? Well, only 70 percent of us do. You know, like, like every one of those questions where in your heart you're like the opposite. Like, well, how hard should you beat your wife? Well, as hard as you want, 80% say. You know, it's like, well, hang it's, on see, a minute. I, I totally agree with you there in that, like, when people say, oh, you know, Christians, which, first of all, to backtrack a bit, the hypocrisy of the left, if it were a Christian that did this, that murdered 50 gay people in Orlando, it would, there wouldn't have been even a split second where they were like, I don't know if we should release this, you know, it's going to, you know, piss off a bunch of Christians. No, there wouldn't have even been a thought about it. It would have fit within their agenda and they would have pushed it immediately. But this weird kind of, you know, oh, well, they're Muslims, so we got to kind of backtrack, make it about gun control. You know, now that Muslims have beat out gays on the hierarchy of victimhood, we have to somehow act that these gays are being hurt by gun control instead of a group that really thinks the way they live is deserving of death. And obviously this group I'm talking about isn't Muslims as a whole. It's the people who are doing this. But... It's I the think the problem here in the United States, like I think the the issue is is all the Muslims that people know are good, decent people who just want to live their lives, and they take that and they think, okay, so that means that that group of people in Iran, all the ones who aren't engaging in shenanigans and terrorism, they're all just like these individuals here, and if you look at the way Sharia law is implemented in those countries, you can see that that's patently not the case. They're still horrible to women in those countries, still horrible to other ethnic groups, other religious sects in those countries. And that's based on the religious text of, you know, you, you believe what we believe or you will be roundly punished. And to say that that's misconstruing their religion, it's not. Just it, The only difference is, like, if, a, if, if you punished a gay person for being gay as a Christian, technically you're following the Bible. The only difference is that Christianity went through an evolutionary stage where they kind of were like, all right. This is bananas. We're still we going to believe Testament. this, but we That's can't be doing yeah, the, New the New Testament, Testament happens. Like, 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 Islam like, hasn't gone through that transformational stage to bring the religion to like where it's like, okay, we can all do what we want. We're going to live like this, you know, as long as we're not keeping women down, not beating them, not punishing people for being raped. Like it, It's just a, a whole barrel of shit that no one wants to touch and pretend that it's a different problem entirely. It's a real and if you say religion. this at all, people will immediately misconstrue what you say to, to either racism or saying that you're saying that everyone's like that. And then you're back to the starting block because you can't argue against that because it's I an emotional... I think that all religions are, are bad. They're all bad. And they, and they all... Uh, and what, the, the net effect is that all religions affect mankind poorly. And I think that the Muslim religion is one of the absolute worst and most destructive of religions. I, I think a... a I think a lot of fucking I think religion can be practiced well and I think it can be practiced kindly and sanely and I, agree with you. I do mm-hmm. know people that mm-hmm. do that but that said unfortunately the power of religion allows 
bad people to use it as a shield to do bad things. And the Muslim religion, because of the text and the teachings, many, a lot of which uh, modern-day Muslims completely ignore the same way modern-day Christians ignore the, the book of Leviticus. This is not something we believe. We believe the other parts of this thing. Um, you know, th those parts of it allow very bad people to, to get uh, people to do things that they want for the, the, in the name of their religion, out of fear, out of control. They, they can fucking use it to murder people. They can use it to manipulate people. They can use it to, to garner ridiculous amounts of monies with these Christian fucking power churches, you know, these super churches. Yeah, but that's, it, now hang on a minute. <laughs> like, 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 I don't like to use, so that's a product of religion. But I don't think it's a. Uh, I, I think it's a. It's it's also a product of greed and, and modern society. That's less a, a, a downer on religion. I feel like the mega church. Like I think that's right. a lot of con men doing their own thing, and you can see that. Like oh, if yeah. they weren't conning people in a church, they'd be running a pyramid so, scheme or something else. They'd be a confidence man of some kind. Like right, but this. But then they'd this? have to pay taxes on that. They're currently tax free as long as they're a church. I have yeah, a that's why it plays three right minute video I want to watch that's relevant to this. Can, can we queue up at zero, please? Yeah. Is everybody ready? Yes, ready? I am. All right. Ready to go. Just center this on screen. Ready, set, play. If I learned one lesson from my time with the CIA, it is this. Everybody believes they are the good guy. Have you guys seen this already? No. Oh, good. I was an officer with the CIA clandestine service and worked undercover on counterterrorism and intelligence all around the world for almost 10 years. The conversation that's going on in the United States right now about ISIS and about the United States overseas is more oversimplified than ever. Ask most Americans whether ISIS poses an existential threat to this country, and they'll say yes. That's where the conversation stops. If you're walking down the street in Iraq or Syria and ask anybody why America dropped bombs, you get, they were waging war on Islam. And you walk in America and you ask, why were we attacked on 9-11? And you get, they hate us because we're free. Those are stories manufactured by a really small number of people on both sides who amass a great deal of power and wealth by convincing the rest of us to keep killing each other. I think the question we need to be asking as Americans examining our foreign policy is whether or not we're pouring kerosene on a candle. The only real way to disarm your enemy is to listen to him. If you hear them out, if you're brave enough to really listen to their story, against the Nazis. you can see that yeah, crushed them. more often and than every not, other you might have made some of the same choices. It wasn't the firebombing in years. Hamburg, no, no. And Al-Qaeda fighter no, made a difference during a debriefing. He said all these movies that America makes, like Independence Day and Hunger Games and Star Wars, they're all about a small, scrappy band of rebels who will do anything in their power with the limited resources available to them to expel an outside, technologically advanced invader. And what you don't realize, he said, is that to us, to the rest of the world, you are the Empire, and we are Luke and Han. You are the aliens, and we are Will Smith. But the truth is, when you talk to the people who are really fighting on the ground, on both sides, and ask them why they're there, they answer with hopes for their children, specific policies that they think are cruel or unfair. And, and the right to have a child sex slave. it may be easier to dismiss mm -hmm. your enemy as evil, 
hearing them out on policy concerns is actually an amazing thing because uh, as long as your enemy is a subhuman psychopath that's going to attack you no matter what you do, this never ends. But if your enemy is a policy, however complicated, that we can work with. Yeah, oh, totally right. See, when, when they say, I should be able to beat my wife, and she should be totally subservient to me, and I should be able to cut off my daughter's clit, and I should be able to do this, that, and the other, kill someone for apostasy, leaving the religion, we should say, tell me more. No, no that's that's. I don't want to hear more. I don't want to hear that's, more because... we. This is more like, why can't you just say, this is really bad? Yeah, we're doing bad. Like, there's bad stuff on both sides of the aisle, but to equate the two... You know, but at the same time, then you see like, yeah, you can see where they're coming from. Some like, of them. Some you can see some how them, someone yeah. could be manipulated into fighting. Absolutely. But but, Absolutely. but 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 when you hear about the atrocities and the evil and the greed that's really fueling ISIS, because that's what it's about. It's about money, power, and sex. Like it's it, these guys are they're conquerors. They're conquering territory, land. It's an old school kind of war that the United States hasn't fought for fucking generations. They are conquering and taking. Like they, they 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 want these human sex slaves. They're just they going want... through towns, raping women, killing children. Like we've all seen the videos. This of is them Genghis Khan They crucify up, people. They people burn them alive. They drown them. They line. I've watched them line people up and shoot them in the head. And I mean a dozen of them at the time. So there's blood soaking the ground. Um, I've watched them cut dozens of people's heads off. They sawing them off. Now this is propaganda, but it's their propaganda. It's what they want us to know about them. And it's not like all this stuff that we're talking about is there is coming from that one source. There's m dozens and dozens of news reports. We, we read it all the time about the Yazidi women, or I think that's how you pronounce it, which is a, a, a sect of Christianity that's, that's very small in that region of the world. And they're just captured, they're enslaved, they're raped, and if they don't do what they're told, they're murdered. It's funny, because I expected this video to make everyone kind of backtrack and say, you know what, yeah, I guess we should listen. After hearing you, I'm like, you know what? I've seen those videos, too. Like, they really do go into a town. They really do, like, enslave and rape and just kill anyone who might turn into a competitor or They're a problem the down the road. They're the bad guys Game of Yeah. And they really do, like, okay, like, every man who's of, like, fighting age who's not already on our team just gets shot in the back of the head. And I've seen it, and it's, it's like, I am an internet veteran yeah. of gore and horrible stuff. And I see like 18, 36 people where life is just completely removed from them That's with right. a bullet. So, bang, bang, yeah, bang, bang. Clearly to a lot of Muslims, ISIS is also the bad guy. Uh -huh. They're also the shitty, awful bad guy to right. a lot of them. <laughs> so right. to try this whole listen thing, like, yeah, that sounds really sweet when you put the music behind it and you have her gently talking to you as they selectively chose the most attractive former agent. A lot of collagen in there, not manipulative at all. Uh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I bought talk. a hook, line, and sinker. Oh, you just need to listen. No. That hasn't named one war where that has worked. And one let me, war let, where let you me win play, my list. It would have worked. World War One would have went up better if we if we'd all slowed down and listened. You know those guys that, were all yeah. cousins. I didn't know that till I read it on Reddit. Uh, let me play sorry. devil's advocate kings for of, just like, a minute. Rants. If that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let, let him go. There's a certain okay. I think I want to say this very correctly because I feel like I'm going to get quoted on it at some point. You're going to be life. misquoted. Carry right. on. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I I think. <laughs> I think there's a certain romantic ideal behind, you know, we could just talk to our enemy and that's going to be fine. 
But with the atrocities that we've already committed in the Middle East and the atrocities that they've committed towards us, I don't think talking's much of an option anymore. I think that if you leave those people who we have grievously harmed by their perspective uh, alone to themselves, they will still have generations and generations of animosity and they will fucking hate us because the moment we set boots on the ground over there, we touched holy ground and they are fucking furious about it. And you tell me for a second that if, if, uh, if an invading nation put boots on American soil, we'd forget about it in two generations, three generations, or we bomb them back the fucking ice ages. It's, it's human nature. I feel like we're after not, we gonna... nuke them, we let it slide. I we did with Japan. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah. like, am I still uh, mad at Japan? A little. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, hey, hey, Japan, I haven't forgotten all that. Like, like not 100%. Like, I've forgiven, but I haven't forgotten. Like, like if there's ever a little, you know, a little, if you ever go a little bit too far the other way, Japan, we could still turn right around on you. I especially feel for the Muslims there who Tokyo next time. don't. They're not complicit in these actions, these awful, you know, habits or whatever. They're not encouraging. They're not... They, they don't want this to happen. They, they're reasonable people. Those people, I really, really understand them being pissed and being like, God damn it. Like, I didn't even fucking do anything. Well, I wouldn't say I'm that. I'm actually just living. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about ISIS. I'm just talking oh. about normal Muslims over there who aren't complicit in those actions and who actively, the ones that are, that are getting fucking murdered, the ones who are standing up saying, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, oh, I can yeah, understand they, totally they, those they, families they, being like, And imagine yeah. the fucking people over there who disagree with the extremists because there's always going to be those people in that nation and they get family members drafted you know if this guy doesn't fight for us we will fucking murder him give us your resources give us your home give us fucking shelter that's Can been going on in him? africa for a generation you know just imagine sweeping in chopping hands off and and, yeah, and i'm a and i'm a bleeding heart man i am always going to be a bleeding heart my heart goes out of those people but this is such a complicated fucking I, the solution isn't hugs, guys. I mean, fanatics. Uh, you can't negotiate with fanatics. I don't think solutions is the solution is nuke it to glass either. I think it probably lies somewhere in the middle. But every time I say, I see somebody say, "Well, let's just hug them until it's better," yeah. man, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. They, they're not in a hugging mood. They're not in a hugging mood right now. <laughs> not after <in> <laughs> we've invaded their fucking nation for the last twenty years. They're not in a hugging mood anymore. Okay. And you can't reason and just listen to someone who literally believes that it is the word of god that is dictating their actions they're not going to listen to you over that if they truly yeah. believe that they've already been sold what they need to be sold to continue yeah, to do that. Like, you're that, not going to change that mind imagine that put yourself in those shoes and, and, and like I, from you know if, if, if i truly believe that i was a warrior of god and that there was a group of people out there who were my god's enemies like nothing would stop me or no 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 like you know, we—I I, wouldn't—I wouldn't cower at, at, a, at a, a, tar, a civilian target or, or using a plane or an explosive or a weapon of any kind. I'd do anything if, if that's what I truly believe that yeah. that I'm going to go be a holy warrior and my death will be glorious and then I'm going to an afterlife where the creator of the universe is going to be like, "Nice one, Kyle. Nicely you, done. You get the—you get that planet now in, in in the universe. Like, if I believe that, nothing's going to stop me, and I'm not yeah. listening to any negotiations from you." And if I can get one more thing off my chest while we're talking about this, by the way. Of course, E3 was this last weekend, and we had that shooting the day 
before E3 and all of these fucking publications and you know who you are. I'm going to call someone by name Polygon, Verge, you fuckers. Start connecting that violence with video game violence like Call of Duty and Battlefield what? 1 and they're saying things like E3 goes on as usual with all the violent video games and expressions of fucking violence, you know, and, and, and uh, the day after this fucking mass shooting. I, if I could reach through the internet and slap the authors of those fucking articles, I would have. And if I meet you in person, I recommend you walk the other way because I'm not real fucking happy about your yeah. decision. And I'll tell you, I won't ever touch you. I would never hurt another person, but I'll tell you how much I didn't fucking like it. And, and let me tell you something. The reason I play violent video games is because I've experienced a lot of violence in my life. I've fucking seen it. I've experienced it. I felt it. I play violent video games as an escape from this actually violent shithole we call a world, dude. And, and, and that fake violence imitates real life, okay? Art imitates life. Life doesn't imitate art very often. You know, that's why we enjoy that, because we're a violent species living in a violent world, and every once in a while, it feels good to forget about the fucking miserable shit that's happening in this place. Get in a car and run over some fucking hookers in GTA. It makes me feel a little bit better about this nightmare we live in, Dude, okay? You know, I play violent video games you know sometimes. What, real quick, and you know what's even worse about those publications is the fact that you fucking know that they didn't genuinely think that video games caused terrorism. That was a calculated smokescreen, which makes it infinitely more malicious to take yep. the attention off of a group that was just attacked it was a hate crime it like, wasn't a smokescreen to me it was just a clickbait it was like i can get people to right. go here yeah yeah i don't me, think they're trying to protect isis oh, I, oh, I think I, they're I just trying to promote I, themselves and I here's the thing hook line. i'll tell you i'll tell you those little fucking millennials working at some i mean there's a lot of good people working at some of those publications and i'm not talking about you but i hook i guarantee you some of these little millennials have hooked, believe that shit hook line and sinker well the data is wrong the research is wrong you know, Dude, I don't I, like video games. I play video violent games video games, but they don't mean violence to me at all. Like when not I play, when I, if I kill someone in Call of Duty, I am not playing some sort of simulated war game. Right, it does not that's connect. That's a bipedal oh, no. dartboard to me. That's not a human being. That's that's a target. That, it, it, the, yeah. the fact that it's yeah. a, a human character is just part of the theme that we're playing right now right. in this little fantasy. Right. That and and when, I, when I kill somebody with a knife in CSGO, it does not relate in any way with the time my mother actually stabbed me in my brain. They do not connect in any, any possible say, way. When we play Company of, uh, Company of Heroes, I, uh, I'm able to max out the settings on that game on, on my current PC, but although I'm playing a 1080p, and I zoom all the way in on my little models, my little guys, and the character models are so accurate that I'm like, shit. If I could have seen that his eyes were blue, I wouldn't have sent him in to fight those flamethrowers with just that Tommy gun. You know, I'd have upgraded him, given him a long gun. Like shit, that's a that's Pete. He's got a mustache, and you know, you yeah, see you can't do that. You're getting and... too close to the action. I like to let the peons go forth, and I zoom so, all the way yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not good at the game, but I only played fully. Meanwhile, by the way, just to say that the article, the the writer at the Verge is putting that little article up, and he's feeling so good about himself. I'm helping the world. I'm saving the world. Meanwhile, there's people at E3 where literally everybody at E3 wearing a, 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 a ribbon that day and, and taking moments out of their shows to recognize the tragedy and recognize these people. And are they I, saying anything negative? Are they shitting on anybody else's bed? No, they're literally just thinking about those victims. They're not thinking about how many clicks their website's going to get. They're not thinking about how much ad views they're going to get for their fucking articles. And they don't think that they're pushing their agenda. They're thinking, holy shit, this sucks. Human lives were lost. Let's recognize that. And who makes a, who, who's the better person there? Just, you know... Who's the better person? Me, because yeah. I didn't think about it at all. Which yeah. is, what, you, I, which is did, what the response to terrorism should be. 
Did you all read the second report about the uh, the guy who got arrested, who was apparently heading toward L.A. Pride with the guns yeah. and explosives? I, I never heard anything about more that. about yep, it. Yep, heard about that. And, you know, it, this may sound Rising a little messed Guantanamo up, but my, first, my thought process when I heard that, because I'd already seen the photograph of the cast and crew from its, or the cast from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at Pride, I was like, shit, they could have taken out It's Always Sunny. <laughs> and then it really oh, hit no. me hard. That's what, oh, that's Jesus. what I felt it. That's when it was real to me. When, yeah, when that I made it very Mac real. Charlie. Before it was just strangers on the internet, but when I knew that, it could that's, been that sounds like at first like kind of heartless, but at the same time, it's like you don't care about people you don't know. Like if, if I, I lost Danny DeVito, yeah, I would have yeah. a moment of silence. I, 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 you know, otherwise it's just names. You know, if there's like yeah. a car accident in like Guam or something, like yeah, that really sucks. But I don't care, like because I don't know them. Like I have nothing to do with them in my life, but. Could you yeah, find if, if the if the, it's always sunny crew died, I would be sadder because it's like, oh fuck. That so, ties into the Woody theory of the poorer they are, less the less you care about them. Oh, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, Danny DeVito, <laughs> holy fuck, not him. Some yeah, guy in Guam. <laughs> he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about it? Hey, I have a new topic. All right. So check this out. Um, there's a timestamp in there at 49 seconds. If you could pause there, I'm trying to save people time. But to pause. set it up, this guy. I'm sorry? 49? Yeah, it should take you there, I think. Um, so this, there's a house on fire, and this guy takes his drone to it, and he films the firemen doing their thing. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, ready, set, play. So for, for people just watching, uh, there it is, the drone. He's probably like 100 feet in the air, maybe, and the fireman <laughs> takes his hose. Oh, he's been spotted. And down goes the drone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, oh, I'm what an bullshit. asshole. Who? The, the, the firefighter a bit. Fire? Like, okay. The, the, the fire was yeah, those things are out. fucking expensive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was really torn on it. So the internet agreed that the drone pilot was a total dick. That he shouldn't have been interfering and in putting this fire out and stuff like that. And I'm like, interfering? I, I, to me, he looked like he was about 300 feet away. Unless he Just, was shooting flames from his fucking <laughs> uh, drone, restarting the fire every time they to tried me, to put To me, he in. wasn't interfering any more than like someone across the street filming a cop. Like, let's not pretend he was interfering. It, it, part of me is like, all right, I get he's kind of a douchebag. There's like a noise that comes from those drones that they could probably have heard. But it's the kind of footage I would have liked to have gotten. You know, like, I don't know. I just don't know what to think about it. Like, I want to be that douchebag drone guy getting footage of firefighters doing their job. But I also One, recognize how people might think he's a dick. To be fair, you know how you see those videos of, like, a guy getting his ass beat in public and you watch it and you're like, wow, what a douchebag kicking the shit out of that guy for no reason. And then you mm -hmm. see the whole video and there's a lot more that went into it. Like, <laughs> we're not seeing what sort of, you know, blue angel shenanigans this guy was doing in and out of their sunroom, you know, as it's ablaze beforehand. So there so wasn't he any. Being an there wasn't any. The beginning of that video is him taking off from the ground. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. He, all yeah. he really did was observe from like a couple hundred feet away and uh and it's they're noisy i don't know if you guys have heard a drone in that class it i think it was a phantom i'm not sure but loud. you can hear it you know it's like a lawnmower almost like it's was loud. this was this a practice fire or a real fire real fire oh, oh okay it, yeah, the story was told it, as if it were a real fire i think so okay if it's a real fire i thought it was a practice fire if it's a real fire yeah he's a fucker you think yeah a little bit i mean don't you don't want to do anything to distract those guys because they're risking their lives 
but it was over too, right? And it, it, and the guys are literally shooting the drone. I mean, with was it though? Because that guy, I mean, who knows what the structural damage is? This thing is still smoking. Who knows what the structural damage is? Is that house? That guy who's is currently still using a hose in there. I mean, do you, to is, shoot is the it drone? Over? Is it safe? Right? Come on, do man. It's over? Should... Do we know that it's safe? You know, he, he found some it was time safe to shoot a to drone. Target there. a drone instead of right, but that's, that actually exactly fire. makes my point that clearly this distracted those firefighters, at least that one firefighter, and getting distracted in that situation could mean their lives. So, I mean, to some extent, yeah, it's kind of kind of a dick move. I think I, both people here are being kind of dicks, obviously, but okay. I think it's kind of a dick move to. Uh, to fly over that thing at all and do it. I, I didn't think it was loud. I the only drone I've ever flown was very quiet. I don't quiet. think that firefighters oh. should get to act like professional golfers and need total <laughs> silence to do their job, you know? And right, I, I don't mean, think professional yeah. golfers should be able to do that. If they're really pros, <laughs> they should be able to deal with a little bit of heckling, a little bit of cheering. Maybe the I don't answer know, man, for both sides. Fucking job. That is a okay, dangerous I'm, I'm no, it's not. not comparing those two. <laughs> it's the but same. Maybe yeah. the answer for both sides is, for the firefighters, keep the drone a little further away. And for the drone, keep it out of hose distance. Or, you know, rule one of firefighting, keep your eye on the fry. You know, <laughs> don't be looking around at drones and futzing about with your little, you know, tiny tub of water that you still have left. Because it doesn't look like they had a ton. But, yeah, that, that I can, I do, if I'm being totally honest, it is pretty douchey to go fly. If for no other reason, not douchey to the guys who are putting the fire out but really douchey to the guy who's standing by while his house is burning. And some guy's like, I'm going to upload this and get some AdSense. And it's like, oh. Yeah, that's, ah, I just, it's funny because a lot of times I see like this anti-drone stuff and I agree. The only thing is I also want to be the dick with the controller in his hand. Like, yeah, you're flying it over other people's houses. You're such an ass. You're invading their privacy. Meanwhile, I've got 12 videos up <laughs> that do that. <laughs> and it's from far away. It's 400 feet in the air and whatever. Like, I'm not spying on neighbors or anything. I'm sort of showing shucks about what Google Maps might show. You well, know? none of the houses were ablaze. I have a video. You have a video oh. to watch? Yes. Oh, another video. What do we got? Oh, no. Paragliding crap. Oh, I love these. It's three minutes. Do you want to start from the f beginning? Yeah, let's start from the beginning. We don't have to watch it all. Let's you know, get a minute or two of this in. Do you want me to call it? Uh, sure. All right. Uh, queued up at zero, three, two, one, play. Oh, no. Oh, oh yikes. It's windy up there. Oh, it's windy. Oh, That's a no, lot of dude. cloud suck. No. That's reverse cloud suck. <laughs> That's reverse cloud suck. Cloud it blows blow. you down. My mom watches this video, you know. <laughs> You're going to scare her to you death. You should be aware of the risks involved, Woody. Woody does a loop-de-loop. -loop. Like... I can't listen to this music where the, it's exactly from the omen where they find out that Damien's the Antichrist. I'm, yeah. I'm going to turn the music way down. I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Um, they show it's the same crash like again and again and My again. My God. So, Stop breaking it up and writing things in the middle. Yeah. Just show us the guy falling. But I do like that it's from the first person. Apparently this person wrote this. He's like, I'm falling. This happens to me. That happens to me. Oh, it's that guy who wrote it? Well, now I know he lives. And it's yeah, he lives. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, he lives. But yeah. There's, there's another channel that's devoted to diagnosing 
what went wrong and how to fix it. And I watched, dude, like all these crashes, you know, they're like, well, at this point, you know, he, he exacerbated the problem. And like the, the glider was turning right and he was slipping and he pulled the right brake and made it that much worse. And then this happened and that happened. I would love to make a channel like that where I just look at people crashing and I'm like, oh, here's the problem. He should have bought a Delta ticket on Expedia instead <laughs> of strapping a Home Depot area cleaning fan to his back and jumping off a hill. That's the crux of the matter. But yeah, yeah. This, this is scary. This is There's scary a scary so uh, I have some comments on this. These are paragliders, not paramotors. And they tend to fly in much worse conditions because they're looking for, th like, in a condition where a paramotor pilot might say, you know what, it's a mess up there. I'm not interested. A paraglider would say, oh, there's tons of thermals and turbulence and stuff. I can catch my lift forever, right? So they fly in stuff that if you have your own power source, you would skip. Uh, they also have wings that are more prone to collapsing because they need to extract this crazy performance out of them. Whereas a paramotor pilot, like I aspire to be, is more just putting around low and slow. Yeah, I would prefer to do the low and slow putting around approach than what this guy was doing. Yeah. Because so. it, he didn't even do anything wrong, it looked yep. like. It looked like he was just there, and then suddenly Mother Earth was like, nope, no, you shouldn't be up here. And they just, quick little gust, and he's in deep trouble. This and I'll just—I'll just be frank. I'll, I'll physically—I'll never be able to do anything like that. But if I could, there's no fucking way. You people, yeah. <laughs> are crazy. you people are fucking crazy to do that shit. So the way I look at it is like, so you're only going to live once. Yeah, the, and that one the, life will be much shorter. That's okay with me though, because I'll never know it. So, yeah. so the re—the way I look at life is that the, the the moments in life that I really enjoyed, that I love are the exhilarating ones, the scary ones, the ones with lots of adrenaline in them. Th that's what I really do live for. Like, like I, I'm, I'm waiting for the next one of those, and until then, it's just me waiting, you know, and doing my normal thing and what it takes to, like, run a human body and keep that human body moving and pay taxes and, you know, keep Netflix rolling along and all that shit. But I'm really waiting on the next exhilarating moment. So, I don't know, this guy's got a backpack that makes exhilarating moments. I'm into it. They say that, um, that the human brain, like if your life is locked into a routine and you're doing the same shit all the time, your brain doesn't create memories. And it's only when you break that routine and do really weird and unique shit, seeing a new place, going to a new place, making love to somebody new, trying a new dangerous food, doing something dangerous and weird, that's when you create new memories and create... It actually extends your life by doing that kind of shit. And let me tell you something. Too, yeah. It could shorten it pretty fucking quick, too. So I'm okay with that, though. Like, 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 I don't know why everybody wants to live these big, long lives. First of all, when you die, you're just fucking dead. You don't know that you lived a short, meaningless life. You said life. you believed in ghosts two hours ago. I did <laughs> right, not yeah, say that. I said that person? I won't close the door. I won't even close the door on gargoyles. Just stop closing the door on things. Have so an you're open just hoping mind. that you're that one ghost who gets to come back. <laughs> no, I hope. Oh, I'd love to come back. I'd he was the ghost. Of... No, he was a ghost the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's right. Uh, oh, where'd Kyle go? He's going to grab a gun or something. Right, yeah. he's going to come back all with a flamethrower. We're like, all dead. I'm a ghost now. <laughs> like, yeah. burn himself or he has on his Ghostbusters suit that he wears for uh, flame retardant material. Which hey, how about, the new, how about the new Ghostbusters? I want to hear you guys yell about that. Go. Yeah, um, oh, my God. I couldn't hate it more. It is such bullshit. They I found didn't even like watch the trailer. Oh, there are four unlikable women as the new stars. Damn. And they screech and whatever. Um 
and, and you can see there's like supposed to be parallels between them and the original four guys. Right. And uh, they just take each one of them and make them worse in their own way. Like Winston, if you don't remember, was like the black guy. He didn't have any like special training or whatever, but became a valuable member of the team. The black woman equivalent is just this like screeching caricature of a worthless helper, like kind of scared all the time. It, I the new Ghostbusters is just I. I okay, so imagine imagine this cast. This I tweeted this out. I guess uh, March two thousand fifteen. Imagine if this was the cast. Okay, Tina Fey as your parallel to Bill Murray, uh, Amy Poehler as your parallel to Egon. Uh, Maya Rudolph as your uh, paragon, uh, parallel to, what's his name, Winston, right? Okay. I don't know. And uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza as your parallel to Bill, Bill Murray. What do uh, you think about that? Or not Bill that, Murray, but uh, um, fuck, who am I missing? Who's all, <laughs> sorry, my brain. I got so confused. But uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, and Aubrey Plaza. What if that was your female Ghostbusters it, name? It's not, I don't think it's about the cast as much. I think that. First of all, it's destined to fail because no matter how, even if it's fucking great, it won't hold up to the original Ghostbusters. I mean, let's just be frank. No matter what they did, a new Ghostbusters movie not starring the original yes. four was, is going to fail. That's just, but that's just, that's how it is. My hunch, and I haven't looked into it at all, but it seems like when they do these just identity swap movies, they really don't give you much substantive difference. They just hope right. that it will be carried by virtue of the fact it's like, hey, look at this. Instead of four dicks, we have four vaginas doing yeah. similar, less funny things, and they're not as likable, and uh, oh, we're not are we pandering hard that. enough to some Yeah, I, ma I, I made you get all the Gus Russes trade. I wanted to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I tell just, you another thing just, I don't like about art. So first of all, it's a classic. It shouldn't have been remade. Right. No point in remaking that. Let's make Saving Private Ryan and fucking... Um, uh, Schindler's List next year too. While we're at it. it, it was a fucking classic. It was a comedy classic, though. It wasn't a drama, and it wasn't an action movie about World War II. It was a comedy classic. Shouldn't have been remade. I don't mind at all that it's women. You could recast it however you want, but do it well. At least find the equivalent uh, actors of today. They didn't I, I do would, that. I and that loved. black woman is just a stereotype, a caricature of a black woman. And that's not what Ernie Els or whatever his name was. That's a golf uh, player. Winston. It's Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Okay. Ernie, Ernie Els <laughs> is the Ernie golf Ells. player. But Ernie Hudson played the black man in Ghostbusters, and he was your everyday kind of man. His purpose in that movie was our go-between from these other three eggheads and the audience. The, the rest of us are just regular folk who aren't parapsychologists. This is so that Egon can communicate his ideas to us while he explains them to Winston. That's why he's there. He's just a regular guy. He's like, this shit is weird. <laughs> this black woman, this new movie, is like, oh, lordy, lordy, whatever shit. She's just a caricature of a black person. She brings okay. nothing to the, to yeah. the movie. So imagine this. You, say, you have the same four girls, but... Here's the premise instead. Instead of it being a reboot, here's the premise. We, we open up with the original Ghostbusters, okay? Um, the three of them, and they're, they're, they all look older. They're all a little fatter. They're at that stage they were at the beginning of Ghostbusters 2 where most of the ghosts really aren't around anymore. There's no Ghostbusting left to do. They're living off of their savings. And the child of Bill Murray and um, Sigourney Weaver in the, the, the second movie, that kid has grown up, so he is, you know, trying to go to school, go to college, but he can't outlive the Ghostbusters legacy, right? So he uh, decides uh, that, you know, once the ghosts start appearing, there's a call, the parents, the fathers can't do it. So you have now that son of Bill Murray putting back together the agency, and the agency he puts together, he doesn't want to be a Ghostbusters, by but he's Pat, willing to right. run it. So he puts together this agency with the original 
these four girls that he hires. And then it's a brand new movie with a brand new plot, and they can be whoever the hell they want to be. They can write brand new characters, and then you still have the, the original cast in there. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to... You can even have Egon come back as a ghost. How incredible would that be to have this brief moment in which Egon's ghost CGI just appears Egon. for a few seconds, like a CGI Egon, because he's dead in our world, and he's dead in their world, too. And, like, they could have made this Gives beautiful homage. a little counseling, homage. some words of wisdom. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And it, it could have been this Don't beautiful homage to the franchise we loved. And we would have all loved that. But to remake it just shits on What it, I just know? said was funnier than that whole fucking movie they're making. It's going to be <laughs> shit. And it's going to fail, and all the feminists are going to be like, oh, it's because it's because of the, the cis males hating on... Well, did it's, it's did you see... Can we watch a video? Can you... Can you? Because can, uh, you put these in the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, could you put a Jimmy Kimmel podcast uh, 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 clip in there? Because if not, I'll just like talk that. about it. I'll, I don't know. It? I don't even even find it. But it's the Ghostbusters cast, and they they call everyone that doesn't like their movie forty year old neckbeards living with their parents, and they're angry because oh, I saw that they're yeah. like sexist and shitty. And like, wait a minute, I don't live with my parents. Yeah, right, neither do I, right? <laughs> you know, I am shit. 40, so I mean, you got that right, but but like uh, I, I couldn't believe that they're like why are you antagonizing me? Why would you antagonize me cuz I'm matter. eager to try to like the movie. I I I'm willing to see it, you know. I I I, I, I you know, but the now I'm not reason, once you start shitting on me. The only know, of course the only reason to. that you could not like them is if you're a uh, a misogynist or you're a racist or you're a homophobe or you're a mm. bigot. That's the only reason they can imagine why yeah. you wouldn't like what they were doing. It couldn't be that you just don't find it to be entertaining. You find it to be a ripoff. You find it to be explo exploitative. You find it mean, to be Meanwhile, I own fucking uh, Spy on DVD or I mean it's on Blu-ray. Yeah, yes, you know, that, movie, that, that movie, movie is funny. Right. That's a real funny movie. But uh the thing about it is like the reason they do that like preemptive sexist, racist, misogynist, whatever, is because they know on a certain level that the product, the content itself, cannot stand up to the original. It, it doesn't stand a chance, and none of those actresses are so stupid that they think it will. So they have to preempt it and, you know, fall, pull that victim card out of the wallet again, that well-worn and, you know, much-in-need-of-replacement victim card, and play that. So it's, aha, I knew you would hate it, so it's not as though the movie sucks. I called it. You know, you know I, love, I love doing PK for the simple reason that I get to hear some shit I don't hear from nobody else I know or talk to. You it's guys called some, Common Sense, Boogie. Right? Welcome aboard. And the other thing is I, you pull some stuff out of me that out of any other context other than talking to you guys, I would never fucking say. But you get the <laughs> shit out of my brain that I just like is all the way in the back and they're just like this gnarly, shitty, dark part of my brain, the, the fucking dungeon of torture and hair. I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking like those brownies. You know, whatever. I don't know. Whatever crazy shit you make me say that I don't even think I mean. The <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, do I gonna... mean that? Yeah. <laughs> Holy, what is wrong with me? We have a Howard Stern-like effect. Please, tell us more about your VR porn. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about that all the time, actually. I'm trying to get people into VR, and the best way to t get people into VR is tell them what a great jerk-off experience it is. You don't have to tell me. Believe I had right. such a weird <laughs> misapprehension about why, how that was going to be used for so long. Of course it's POV. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a real brain fart there. You know what you could do if you want to keep that head of your straight? A little headspace. Let's be honest. Most of your problems start with your mind. Fear, anger, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness. They begin in your head, but they can wreck your life. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can make a major difference in just 10 minutes a day. This change come th comes through guided meditation with the new Headspace app. Headspace is, is meditation made simple. 
It's guided meditation that you listen to whenever you want, wherever you want, right on your phone, computer, or tablet. Meditation is rooted in thousands of years of, of tradition with thousands of scientific studies that show its positive effects, like improving focus, relationship harmony, and decreasing anxiety and stress. Join over 5 million other users uh, getting some Headspace for free right now. Download the free Headspace app and begin their Take 10 program for 10 days of gui uh, guided meditation at headspace.com slash pka. The Headspace Take 10 program is, is a 100% free way to experience the benefits of, of meditation in your busy modern life. Train your mind for a healthier, less stressed life. Start your free trial today at headspace.com slash pka. That's headspace.com slash pka. Very yes. nice. Boogie. them out. Boogie, did you say you had to go and live stream now? Yes, sir. I got to go get ready for my live stream on twitch.tv slash boogie2988. I stream five nights a week. If you guys ever want to come and watch me yell over Overwatch gameplay, y'all to come watch me. I was going to ask what you're streaming. All right, yeah. very cool. Watch yep, yep. Overwatch and say it again slower, boogie2988. Uh, twitch.tv slash boogie2988. And that's uh, the same for my YouTube, which is boogie2988. I've got a gameplay channel, which I've been working on for about a year, and we've got about 250,000 subs now, and I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I've been doing some Overwatch gameplay in Hearthstone. That's Boogie Plays Games here on uh, YouTube, and it's just kind of an outlet because I've always wanted to do gameplay, but and I do a lot of gaming rants and gaming news and stuff over there as well. Just stuff that wouldn't fit on the main channel as well, and uh, that's pretty much all I'm doing these days. Just yeah. those three things. He's got great well, stuff. It's always a pleasure having you on. Like, Thanks for having me, man. I love it. I love talking to you guys. I will do it again in a few months, I guarantee. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you, guys. Bye. All right, this is a perfect time to transition to Game of Thrones talk because, as we all know, Boogie does not watch Game of Thrones. We spoke uh, during PKN about some of it, but where did we leave off? Because there was one part I remember that we were saving for PKN. I just don't recall. <clears throat> um, let's see. You know, I always get fuzzy with the with the previous episode. So we talked about the uh, the Hound and uh, all his doings. Uh, we talked about <clears throat> Cersei and the Mountain. We talked about Arya's plotline finally advancing, and, and you know her. Her. Thank God. We, we talked a lot about her um, coming to the realization that she's not going to be a, a faceless man or girl or whatever. That she's Arya Stark of Winterfell. Um, I don't remember what else was we there. We disagreed in that episode? on the Arya thing as to whether or not. All I think along, we came together. It, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like uh, at, at, at first, I I, I I saw it a different way, but it, but when I thought about it, it. The, the disagreement was whether or not Arya was always planning on turning away once she got her training and being Arya Stark of Winterfell. And at first I thought that, yes, that was the case. But the more I thought about it, no, she really was committed to this thing. She, she made her decision that she didn't want to be a faceless man when she realized that they were very morally ambiguous. That if someone hires them to kill a person, it could be the fairy godmother. You go poison the fairy godmother because mm -hmm. the, 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 the many-faced god has been promised. You you know, yeah, they're like, she paid name. the price, and you're like, wait, paid, like, up until then, paid the price always seemed like kind of a, you know, it's the right thing to do, you know? Like, it was, it was left a little tricky. You didn't know why these people were being killed, but my assumption had always been that they were bad. Yeah. Now you they realize. They've all been bad people. Looking back at seasons ago, when Jack and Hagar first comes across Arya, we're in that, uh, I guess they're in that Lannister camp. Mm -hmm. Where the original mountain was He's torturing in that people, prison then thing. it became a mobile Yeah, thing. that mobile prison. Oh, Looking okay. back, like at the time, you're like, "Man, this guy is fucking dope. He's awesome. He just killed that guard. He just killed that dude. Killed all these people for us so they could all escape." And looking back now, after seeing the kind of people he kills and for the reasons that he does it, it's kind of like, 
fuck, this guy's just kind of a mentally deranged murderer who brutally killed just random guards that happened to be standing around. Well, he was locked in a cage when we found him, and they were like, stay away from that one. (laughs) Yeah. And he was locked in there. Keep in mind, you don't really think about the show. and Hog. (laughs) Yes, he's literally (laughs) locked in there with these two beasts of men, like physically deformed, barely even fucking human. But here's this good-looking, handsome man with the long hair. What would a girl... A man grows thirsty, you know, <laughs> over there. And you're like, a wait girl a minute. looks like she's interested in high quality knives. <laughs> <laughs> three payments a month, a girl can have many knives. A girl I've has heard of lived. Amway. He's used Ginsu. Yes. <laughs> All right. No, but it makes sense now. This guy's a monster too. They're they're not great people, and the many faced god himself is a. Now, one thing I, I didn't get that God. she was getting as much training as you guys figured out. In my yeah. head, she was just washing dishes, sweeping floors, and cleaning bodies this whole time. And no. occasionally, this, hold yeah, on, well, let me like, finish my thought. And occasionally getting her butt kicked, because that's all they ever showed. If, if she's gathering tons of wonderful training, they never put it together. Like, they never showed this you was the hand-to-hand combat. This was the equivalent of Luke Skywalker going to, like, Dagobah and hanging out with Yoda for a few weeks and, like, standing on his head and lifting rocks and stuff. She, that's what she was doing there. There was a lot of, like, wax on, wax off, of course. That, that was just bullshit. Well, although in The Karate Kid, you know, yeah, it, was a, so it was a whole move. But there was a lot of, like, drudgery that, that I feel like was about getting her, her head right and her focus right. But then that whole time she was blind. I don't know how much time passed in real life, but I imagine it was three to five months, something like that, that she was blind and not only became a competent blind person, but a blind warrior who can almost beat the blonde chick. Now, of course, the blonde chick beat her terribly because she was blind. So what happened in that last scene, of course, she cuts the candle, it's lights out, and she kills the blonde chick. So that, that was her using the training that she had, she had acquired and, you know, the talent of that. that that's I the main... I think you might be right about the darkness thing. I know that... Um... Sercio also trained her, you know, without Sirio also trained her like blindfolded. So in my head, that was it. But you might be right about that. She wasn't blindfolded for six months. Like that's true. That's true. Live as a blind person. Like my understanding was like that blonde girl would have beat her pretty easily in any kind of fight. The only reason she was able to win is because she had her sword and because she more recently was blind. Like it probably was years and years and years ago that the blonde girl was blind. I just feel like they didn't show all this other training that we've made assumptions about. Like, well, they it, never do. They don't. They don't show training montages and stuff. Like we well, never get that. Like, they, like I mean, they, they sure showed her lots of training and improvement with the S dude, Sergio, Sergio, Syria, Syria. I'll never get it. Um, but yeah, with Sergio, they definitely showed how she was improving, how she was being trained, how you know that she went from beating to being like competent and better, and and he was really turning <laughs> her into something, right? In the the house of the many faced gods or whatever it is, um, yeah, they just like they never showed her doing anything useful. I thought that, all, that like like because being an she's being trained to be an assassin for one thing, so a lot of the things she's learning aren't necessarily karate moves or like kicks or like or things like that. How long did she spend getting beaten while she learned to be like the the most pathological liar ever, so that she can lie to this guy who can who's, mm-hmm. a, who's like a human lie detector while he smaps her with his stick. Remember when the girl comes in is like like smacking her around, making her play the game. They're always playing the game, and and, and she, they're like, she said something like, um, "I didn't know we were still playing." And he's like, "We're always playing the game." I don't remember in the book her getting trained either. 
Like, there's no mention of her ever getting any training. Ass-kicking, yes. And the ass-kickings, as I was watching them, always seemed like, I'm going to try to make you quit before I try to train you. You know, like, this is sort of the boot camp where we weed out all the bad people. And it's not necessarily... part of the training, though. You know? Like I, I get that. And boot camp wasn't a perfect I analogy because think... they do train there. But I, I, I feel like... <clears throat> Yeah, it was always like, I want you to quit, I want you to quit, I want you to quit, I want you to quit. And if she survives all these attempts to make her quit, then the training starts. It's, it's always how it played out in my head. You say off think, camera they're training her too. I think that it is heavily implied, and it is my 100% belief that, um, that they, are, they are telling the audience and that I believe that she's, she's a complete ninja at this point, right? She's, she's proficient in two or three martial arts. She's an assassin. She can she can uh, conceal her identity. She's a, a pathological liar. She lived as a man for a couple of years, convincingly. Um, she's killed dozens of people ruthlessly. Sometimes using skills, sometimes using hmm. sneakery, sometimes uh, you know gouging eyes out, cutting throats left and Arya right. Has not killed she dozens is of like a du I don't know. I remember her cutting guards' throats and like the boy she stabbed through the belly, like. How many has she killed at this point? Has it's she a killed a, a guy or two in the chicken scene? With <clears throat> Every now and then she'll just have to stab. Okay, maybe say? so. She killed the... High how many yeah, low doubles, high singles. Something she's either. taking credit for the hound. I mean, I, she... She, she could have killed him. Well, yeah. wait, now she's not really... as happy about that. You know, doesn't want to take credit for it as much, I yeah, don't think. Yeah, I like that. I like that about her character. empathetic and is like, fuck, like... I she really wanted to kill him, but God damn it, I would have died ten times over if it weren't for him in the end. And like, she admitted that she had already taken him off the list. I thought that was a cool scene when mm. she admits that she had taken now him the, off the list mentally. The other thing is it, the, the man with no name. I don't know if he's got another. Jack and Hagar. Yeah, thank you. Jack and Hagar. Um, it kind of seemed like he knew all along she probably wasn't going to stick with this, and he was kind of cool with it all along. Yeah, it, I, my, what I take from that, he never liked that blonde girl. She's been a tryhard from day one. All up his <laughs> ass, all up his ass, just always just washing the bodies a little too much or whatever, like getting too enthusiastic about the killing. I feel like he does the bidding of the many-faced God because he's a true believer, and the blonde does it because she's a mean, nasty person who likes killing, and he knew that. And he also knew that, that Arya is a good person, and he could feel that. So when she told him, I'm Arya Stott of Winterfell, and I'm going home, he's just like, yeah, that's yeah. just as good as you staying. All right. I got but that he vibe, too. I didn't say that, though. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to. As much. He said, now you are truly no one. Where it's like, ah, that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> at all. It's literally the opposite of I what thought he said that, building no, to. I thought he said, now you're truly no one. And she said, I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell. I thought that's oh, yeah, how it that's what that's what she says. But to But he clearly was trying to, like, he she basically walked behind the curtain that was him giving her a black belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She walked behind the curtain for the Wizard of Oz, and basically he, having been, you know, you know, the king is naked, the emperor has no clothes, turned and was like, aha, this was the final test. You got it. Like, no. Like, I, when he I said, now you are truly no one, I interpreted it as, I, I accept you. Yeah, you just beat that chick. Welcome Level to my two. club. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, they, like uh, this is the first test you've actually passed, and she's yeah. like, you know what? How hardcore is it that the face was just up there? Yeah, like, 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 like you know, you kind of gloss over that because you're trying to follow the story and like, oh, what's what comes next? And you, and you forget that there's a face up there, 
But Arya killed that blonde chick in that dark room, gathered herself after the beating, stabbing, and the falling down that huge flight of stairs, and then skinned her face. Is that <laughs> how then, that happens? Yeah. I always thought it was more mystical. No, she cut the bitch's face off and then carried it all the way across town, stuck it up there, and then sat around for an indeterminate amount of time for Jack and Hagar to just Taylor, find the blood trail. I don't know. No, I... I, oh, I was just talking about the, 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 the face cutting there. of the face off because I'm thinking like it would not be like if you've just came upon dead bodies where you're like, oh my god, my uncle just showed up faceless. It's like, oh, well, you can expect to see him again. There's a band of people who have been stealing faces for hundreds of years. Are you an idiot? Like, so it's got to be some kind of magic, I think. Hmm. No, nah, he cut the, totally cut that face off. That's a face they cut off and preserve and stick up there on that wall. There was blood. You could see the blood. There was blood. I, I, I still blood. thought it was mystical somehow. I'm not sure. If what it was mystical, happened? they wouldn't be washing those bodies down and getting them nice and clean. So, Oh, that's true. So the Cersei plot line, it progressed a little no, bit. Um, trial by combat is over. Clegane Bowl is probably off. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the that battle, was my spoiler. The, uh, the, the battle at, the, um, uh, at Winterfell is coming, I think, next episode. Here's the, I don't think these are spoilers. Um, next episode, I'm pretty sure you're getting the big battle at Winterfell. I bet it takes up three quarters of the episode, if not more. And it's an extra, extra long episode. One of the top, I think it's top six longest ever. Um, and so is the 10th episode. 10th episode, um, I think we get that character that we all three here know about. I think, now, I've I think, heard that that, I, we can say the, the code word, right? You, don't, you think that's a bad Yeah, I idea? think so. I think we can say that. I've heard that Stoneheart is not going to happen because the like people behind the show said it wasn't going to happen. That would be very disappointing. But yeah. of course they would lie about that too cuz they I mean last season they're like, "Oh, who knows if John's coming back?" Tee -hee. Like that is true. They would be I hid from information so much that I still didn't know. Uh, like like I made sure that I didn't know. Like like I knew that they were I bet there were pictures of Kit Harrington on <clears throat> set like 6 months before the fucking show came out. I hid from that stuff. I didn't know. The, the whole time he's laying there, I'm like 80% sure he's coming back. 80 you knew from sure. the books, though. Like, the context clues. Um, I haven't read that far. I, I yeah, he's actually only did, like, three and a half books. Like, it's easy to forget oh, that. No, four and a half, right? Is it four? Well, yeah, okay. Four. I'll that tell you be... what, though. The fifth one is, like, two books. It's like, It was so long. Yeah. And not that I can ever saw it. I'm, I'm like, but yeah, it's so like 50 long hours. in digital media, an extra several hundred kilobytes more. Dude, it, <laughs> so the books, like, the first one's, like, 37 hours, and you're like, wow, this is a long book. And then the next one is like 47 and then like it, by the end they're almost 60 hours long and you're like dude like that is so much more the shortest ones in the high 20s and the longest ones in the high 50s and it's like that's two books. Yeah. That's two books. It, you can it, always tell with authors where they think it's going to be a certain amount of length in their series and it's way more because it'll be like book 1 350 pages, book 2 500 pages, book 3 <laughs> 800 pages and it's like um, you're not I like us into pages. thinking this is a trilogy anymore. Like, <laughs> I like long books though. Like, 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 I want it to be 800 pages. If it's 500, I, I don't know too. if I'm getting anywhere. I want 800, 1200 pages. Okay, I don't so, know. So, Chiz linked me to this thing. It's a, uh, it's, it's a bit of a game you can play. Oh, um, okay. And, and so it's got, it's got a lot of the main characters and bastard bull or something. Um, and the, and, and, and the. The question is, who's going to die and who's going to live in the next episode? Who's going to survive uh, the next episode and who won't? I'm episode trying to nine? It. Yeah. I'm trying to find it here. Let's see. <sighs> hmm. I'm... Are you on Sporkle? You don't want to do this, Woody? 
Mm, no, I want to try yeah. it. Look, I think everyone likes it but me, so don't let me stop it. All right. Let's see here. What I feel like, like outside of the first couple characters, like I fuck all the names up. I'm like, you know, who's Sir Trombone again? Like, does, is he the white guy with the beard? I don't know. <laughs> uh, is it the old grizzled white guy? <laughs> yeah. uh, is it is it the sad looking woman? Right, uh, right. Yeah, please. You know, hire some fucking oh, get some more redheads or something. It's that it's that kid whose parent died. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, this uh, I can't fucking find this thing. Um yeah, the one that wears the armor. So, uh yeah, Kyle will find it, I'm sure. What was I gonna say? Um, what else happened in the in the last episode? So there was uh, that wasn't it was two episodes oh. ago where Sansa gathered her tiny army, right? Yes, that was when she went to Bear Island, I guess. Oh, you had Tyrion. Um, so Tyrion um, had that fun little talk with uh, Missandei and Grey oh, Worm. Daenerys returned. That was, was like the, the very end of the episode, and it was a pretty badass scene. Like, so most of the time I see Daenerys. Am I pronouncing the name right? Daenerys? Daenerys. Yeah. Daenerys. Most of the time I see Daenerys, I'm not in love with the scene. Something about her her as an actress like lacks a certain gravitas. I've been like a Daenerys hater for a long time, I think. But not this last one. Like the slave masters come back, they're bombarding the town, there's like fire popping up everywhere. They're having major problems. Um Tyrion and uh, Grey Worm have this conversation. Grey Worm's like, look, you are not giving the battle rules here. I am the soldier. You're talking got us in enough trouble already. You were going to pay attention to me. And he's like, all right, so what do you want to do? We're going to hole up in this pyramid thing and defend it because it's defensible. We're not going out there. They're going to kill us. And it's like, holy smokes. This town's getting overrun. They have major problems. They are totally screwed. This is a, a big deal. And Daenerys shows up. And she like, walk. first you hear this like, and and no one. I thought we were being bombed by the masters. I knew or immediately what it was. Did you? I didn't. Yeah. I heard the thumping, and I'm like, "Well, you know, all right, it's about to go down. They're about to have to defend this pyramid thing." And then Daenerys just like walks in, and in the background, you can see the dragon is headed towards the ships that are attacking, and it's just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, Daenerys has some flipping value again. First time in ages." And I think uh, it's hilarious about Daenerys is that. She gets to co-opt so much credit for those dragons doing all the work. So it would be like me if I got in the UFC and they put me up against Joe Lozon. But I got to bring my pet pit bull in the ring with me. <laughs> I, just, I just stand him. while this big pit bull kills Joe Lozon. And everyone's like, wow, Taylor's such a great fighter. Like He just, he just told that dog to kill him and he did like, it's, it's silly I shouldn't get credit for that the father of Pitbull the father of Pitbull the breaker, breaker of, of James the killer of Lozon yeah. middleweight champion <laughs> but that's really what I feel like it is it's like no one would care about this chick right, if she so didn't have drag when I looked at this list I of course didn't know all of these people so I refreshed myself a little 1-1 is the giant okay uh, Tormund Giantsbane is the red-haired guy, uh, uh, wildling guy. Uh, Small John Umber, I googled him and I, I looked at a picture of him. That might help you, but I still don't recall exactly what he's up to. 
What are these uh, questions? Like, are you going to ask who he, is... He just who's going to yes, no on who dies. Will yeah. the character die? So yes means... Kind of it backwards. Yes means he dies. The question is, will the character die? So, uh, shit. All right, so let me, let, me, let me take a stab at this. So Brienne of Tarth, I think that she will survive the next episode. So that's a no. Uh, I think Davos Seaworth will die in the next episode. That's a yes. Um, Edison Tollett, let me look him up real quick because I don't know who that is. Edison Tollett. Uh, I'm going to say Brienne lives next episode. I'm going to say Davis lives next episode. I'm going to say oh, Edison. Edison uh, who's Edison? I have no idea. Edison is now the Lord Commander. He's Jon Snow's buddy that he put in command before he left. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll live, probably. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we should go. Ghost okay. is on borrowed time because he's the last one of those dogs, and they don't seem to be doing too well. Mm. Um, I say he Carol lives. Carl Stark, he's going to die. Who's that? Um, he is the guy who... Uh, Sansa and John went up to him and were like, uh, mm. you know, we need troops or whatever. No, or no that wasn't even the that car was the Glovers. That was the Glovers. The car they Starks are the, the ones who stuff. handed over um, uh, Rickon to oh. Ramsey. Oh, are you sure it was the car Starks? I thought it was a different family. There's, there's like four. That's four. my issue with this list. It's that was like, the car Do you think uh, soldier number two is going to die? And I'm like, ah. let's, let's just Google this guy, Harold Carstock. I'm positive. He's the one who handed off Rickon to Ramsey, because he goes. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it he's that gonna die. Of the guy he's who a real, gave. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah, I say he dies because, I, and that, maybe that's wishful thinking. Jon Snow uh, lives. Littlefinger lives. Uh, Lyanna Mormont. Lyanna Mormont. I think that's the little girl. She lives. Um, Melisandre. Um, uh, we haven't seen her in a hot second. She might have already died of old age. I say that she might. <laughs> She might give her life to save someone because we all know that that's possible in this uh, in this universe. So I'm going to say that uh, she dies. Um, Podrick Podrick's got to live. I'd feel shitty if Podrick died. Is Damn. this next? Is this just next episode we're talking about? Yes, just in the next episode. Yeah, uh, Ramsey. I I guess Ramsey's going down in the next episode. I'm going to say he's mm-hmm. done. Uh, Rick and Stark. Shit, that's a hard one. I say Rick and dies. I think Rick and dies. Uh, I don't the, think Rick and's going to die, but I, I do think that. Uh, P- Podrick and Br- Brienne are in their last season. Oh, I shit. think they're both done. Damn, really? Yeah, I think they're done. Um, I, I, that would be rough if that's true. Uh, Sansa is next. She lives. Uh, then Small John Umber. I say that. Uh, I, I, say, I say Small John dies. Why not? Um, and then uh, Tormund's got to live. One one's probably gonna die, right? Because like he's the last of his kind below the wall anyway, and he's come down so far. I think one one might give his life. I'm gonna say he's he's dead too. So that's one one the of, giant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's gonna have to die because it would know, almost be equally sad if he lived. I only know about two thirds of these people. I only care about one third of them. Um, I, I I'm guess, a huge one one fan. Yeah, I, actually, well, I think one one's gonna die because I feel like he leads this. Dry, I'm I'm almost positive. The next episode is going to have a lot devoted to this battle of like Ramsey versus Sansa, and in that one, one's going to die. Uh, yeah, most of people won't of people even with most of people won't even be in the show, so that's a thing. And uh, most of the people like Rickon Stark, like we've barely seen him in the last eight years. So, but he's in the castle. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's in play. I'll admit that. But I these are all the people who are in play. These are the ones who will be there. Like, like you know, by the way the show is set. Is set. Uh, you think they're all in play? I guess so. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. a spoiler to say that. They just are. They're, those are the ones you're who right. Play. Like Arya is not on this list because she's not part of this battle. Yeah, all right. I, I agree with what you're saying here. I, I don't even know though. Like I, that's that's my issue with this thing. Like maybe I'm the only one who feels this way, but I'm like, ah. you don't like Davos Seaworth? You know the guy who's missing the fingers? Yeah, sure, He's been... sure. I I, I really Do I like, like him. I I like him a lot. I feel like he's got a lot of character. Um, I liked I don't him know two years is... ago. I feel like this year he's had thirty lines. Davis good is one of the few year. good people in the show who, mm-hmm. like, no matter what happens, he always seems to be the guy to be like, "Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, my lord, but everything seems to be gone to shit." And so this is the <laughs> last time it didn't work out, and so I apologize, but I, I have to say it. And everyone's like, "Oh, you didn't, you fucker." Fuck hey, you, what Dad. about what about Steve Love being on that episode? That you was didn't even good. notice that. Yeah, I did not notice that. Uh, I didn't either. They they showed it to me. Like I forget if it was the subreddit or my Twitter. But so that's... Steve Love, who we had on the show um, a couple years ago, I had found his impressions and I really loved him. Uh, he does Game of Thrones impressions and other impressions too. He's got a pretty good Joe Pesci, but he does all the Game of Thrones characters really well. And uh, I'm sure through that. <laughs> Uh, through that, he he got into last night's episode or last week's episode. Uh, He's he the one the- where they stuck. They checked his oil, right? They like stuck yeah. a thumb up his butt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, his mom yeah, must be proud. A very great small, episode. Um, that made me a little bit like kind of excited at first to see him, and then like immediately after, sad. Where I was like, hey, that guy was on PKA, and I'm like, oh, now he's on Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna be on Game of Thrones. I can't. I can't imitate, you know, sad poor people from a fictional world like that guy can. I bet you could. But... <laughs> 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 I might just do horrible old people voices. Just... <laughs> right. It's like, why does that Game of Thrones character sound like Bane and carry a coffee cup around? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> it's just his thing. He, he only does one impression. Take the Lord of Light. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just one impression. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just it's just Bane. Uh, Bane and the Joker duking it out for King's Landing. <laughs> uh, so if I were to do on that list, I know I, I took it off the screen. Uh, I guess one one dies and um, fuck Rickon maybe. Do you know the actor who plays one one is eleven feet tall? <laughs> Eleven, you say? <laughs> what a stretch that they made of like eleven and a half in the show. Well, they did it by it was angle play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Forced perspective. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a um, actually overt Flo's dad. Really? Well, you learned the amazing stuff from Taylor. They do a good job with that uh, with that giant. He looks very real. Um, uh, th- th- that, that special effect in particular, I think, is excellent. I wonder what he looks like in real life. Like, is I don't he... think he's there. I, I mean, he could. He's not there. He's not there in that form for sure. Is he a person in a green suit with ping pong balls all over him? Is he like? Is he? Is he actually totally look like that in front of a green screen? Then they just superimpose him in all the Game of Thrones stuff. Like, I wonder what it looks like in Raw. Never seen that actor, so. Um, I don't know. I'd like to know too how yeah, they're cheap. Like there was an actor that played Taylor. Help me. Who's the guy? My precious in Lord, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Gollum. Gollum. Uh, it, but it's Andy Serkis who plays him. Thank you. So like, you know, Andy Serkis of course doesn't look anything like Gollum, but he played him. He looks a little like him. He looks. Uh, he looks a little like Gollum. But I have uh, after watching the special features of Lord of the Rings. I mean, this was years and years ago. But I had so much more respect for acting with those fictional characters on screen because. Yeah. 
it, it's so real looking at he's Gollum splashing and around in the creek with that yeah. fish and like, yeah, it's so real like watching Frodo and Sam act with him that you don't even think until you watch the special features that this is a grown man writhing around in some New Zealand stream going oh Jesus Christ oh neat fishes and just going like that and, the, and Sam and Frodo have to sit there and look at him and be like oi show down there and it's like <laughs> that would be hard to not just laugh or feel so silly that you couldn't do it like that would that's I don't know, man. Him. He's selling it. He's spitting and drooling, and his eyes are so intense. He's Andy Serkis is amazing. I, I, I was I was glad that he kept getting work afterwards because it's such a you know him playing Smeagol is is like this sort of one off piece of brilliance that you could like you could Worf, be a one hit wonder. Right? You're huge, yeah, but you you're not have famous. A, yeah, you could have a Michael Dorn thing where you just war forever. But but instead, you know, Andy Serkis goes and like gets all this other voice work. And, you know, Peter Jackson's always looking out for him. It seems, and you know, it seems mm. like he's made a real nice career out of being yeah. very talented at that. He moved around like exactly the way you think Smeagol or Gollum would have moved around, like the weird kind of angular hand placements on things, almost like yeah. like just weird shit like that. Very off kilter, a little off out. balance. Uh, when when you see the clip of him. I don't remember what scene it was, believe it or not. But when Gollum turns around and does like that, ah, like scream shit in the last movie, like freaking out on him. Yeah. Watching the scene of Andy Serkis doing that is like, that, that guy's really fucking playing Gollum. Like, yeah. that's his voice doing that. Like, they really didn't add anything to his voice in that movie. Like, he is Gollum. Yeah, but, totally. Like it's not like they're they're not adding much. It's not like a huge like auto-tuned like like modulated thing. It's he's 85 90% of that voice all on his own. He's really good. Yeah. I miss those movies. Yeah, I hear they're remaking Lord of the Rings with all women. Ooh. The mm-hmm. dwarvettes. The dwarvettes. <laughs> <laughs> How horrible would that be? If well, you watched I... a, a Lord of the Rings movie with all They would be they would like be split up into three groups by the time they left Rivendell, like kind of shit talking each other. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't work out. But I wouldn't watch that. That would make a good porno though. It's, it's got to be out there. You got Little midgets in there. You got elf cosplay. You got magic. All kind of staves that you can use for various. You got things. Andy Circus. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's some I... interesting positions i gotta be honest i'm not even interested in the vr porn like that doesn't interest me very much because like i can i can fuck other normal women so like that are like real and i don't think you can beat those graphics like the graphics of rl i just don't think i'd be into that like like what's it even gonna look like like she's blowing my dick but it's not my dick it's like some other dude's penis that i'm watching like her go down on and like i'm like wait a minute my thighs aren't this big around and tanned and shaved. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I don't have a belly my... tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, like, I'm watching Dolph Lundgren get blown. It's not like I'm watching me get blown. And it, it's, it, I don't know if I'm into that. I, I'm, I'm super into like the the idea of doing the Star Trek uh, 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 missions and all that stuff, and actually com- commanding the ship. I don't think it, it's something I would go and do every afternoon or anything, but. I'd spend a few hours exploring that and, and, and playing with it. And I think that's what all the games will be like. It's like an experience more than something I'm going to go back to and do a lot. I, I don't know. I, I, and I really want to show my dad. That's one thing. Because I, I remember he always made fun of my video games growing up. And I want to show him like the most cutting edge of video games. And, and that's got to be it. Like that badass PC pushing a, a Vive or Vive, however you pronounce it. Oh, the Xbox One. I, I kept trying to get it out, when, but Boogie kept interrupting me. It was, it was nonsense. 
But the, the new Xbox One uh, is the cheapest 4K player on the market, I think. I think it, I think that's going to be the deal with that. 4K Blu-ray player. That's interesting. That was a thing that Sony did smartly in the PS2. Three. I promise. Two. Yeah, um, yeah back when DVD players cost a Oh, ton. DVD. I thought oh. you... But Blu-ray yeah. was PS3. Right. Yeah, I guess they did it twice. But uh, yeah, on the PS2, one of the reasons I bought that was that all the DVD players were like $200 at the time. And then that thing was $200, but it was a DVD player slash gaming machine. Yep. And uh, a lot of people bought the PS2 for that reason. And then, like you said, the 3 had the right Blu-ray. There was Blu-ray and then Xbox HD had the... HD DVD. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that one turned out not to really take off. So, so now Microsoft actually is on the board of Blu-ray, and they are part owners of Blu-ray along with Sony. So that's not like... For a long time, I thought that, that was some sort of Sony proprietary technology, or maybe Sony had purchased Blu-ray outright and had a commanding uh, grasp on that. But no longer. Although I've noticed in Microsoft's advertising, they don't come out and call it Blu-ray. They don't B-L-U-Ray. You know, I think that's, that's the... They, they just say it's a 4K player. Um, but I'm going to get one, I guess. Get rid of my, my, my current Xbox One. I was looking at putting a Blu-ray drive in my PC, but it just seems like there aren't any 4K onboard Blu-ray players uh, for my PC. And I'm never going to watch anything there anyway. So I think I'll just get an Xbox One. Get a new one. Okay. Yeah, I, I only have one 4K player in the house. It's a TV we got for the guest room because my mother-in-law was supposed to stay with us, so that didn't work out. Um, I'd like a 4K player for the living room, but last time I looked, which is two months ago, they were like eight grand, and that just seems like a lot for the upgrade. For the player? Just the... Uh, no, this is the projector. Oh. Yeah, the projector would be about eight grand, and I'm like, yeah, no, no. Like, you know, I, it just seems like... I feel like in a year, they'll be two grand. So it's like, will you pay six grand to use it this year? No, I don't think so. You know, yeah. like it's too much for a year. I wouldn't pay six grand a year for it. So like, let's just That's going to be amazing though, because with 4K resolution and the ability to blow it up on a big wall, like all of a sudden, like who needs the movies anymore? Like mm -hmm. you've got the best show in town with your like, custom sized uh, you know 4k resolution with your snacks your chair your wife you know and and none of those other people yeah but, and the audio is probably better than the theater yeah you've got great audio yeah it uh yeah it's just you're always in the right spot it's in the right places and it's you know it's the right volume and the theater of course has good audio but it, it, i don't know surround in the theater doesn't work quite like surround at home the butterflies don't zip across your head like it's it's almost surprising not butterflies it, there's a scene bullets. in harry potter bullets too but there's a scene in harry potter where like these i don't know they're like flying spoons or something go around you and uh like I don't know. It was one of the first surround sound experiences I had where I was like, oh my, like stereo. Yeah. It just did so big. And every now and then like a band of brothers bullet will like, and you're like, like I heard a door knock that like, like I was like one of the dogs, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like I've definitely done that before too. I've been fooled into thinking the pizza guy was here. Yeah. Like, 15 minutes after ordering before when I'm like, this was fucking quick. And it's like, oh, you bastard. No, it's, you just knocked in the movie. Like, if Yeah. If you have surround sound in a living room like that, it's, it's, and it's not all the time. Like I, I almost wish it was more than it is like, but yeah, every now and then they like really get you with one and it's cool. 
Let me uh, let me take a moment here and tell everyone about Casper mattresses. Please. Casper mattresses are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA. Listen, you spend about one-third of your life in bed sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies uh, for better night's sleep and, a, and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam combined into one bed, so they've got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. They'll deliver it straight to you. You can try it for 100 days. If you're not happy, they'll pick it right back up. At the store, maybe you'll get a minute, a minute or two to try out a mattress, but with Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on the thing. It's $500 for a twin-size mattress. It's $950 for a king-size mattress, which is what I got, and I absolutely love it. I, I really, really like my mattress, i got to say. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. So to get $50 towards any of their mattresses, uh, go to casper.com slash PKA and use code PKA. Um, I don't know why I'd never gotten a king-size ma- uh, bed. There's really no reason for it. Um, but, but I'm so happy with this king-size bed. It's, there's so much extra space. Like, there's just, like, like, two people are in it, and then, like, there's an, there's an extra this much room on either side of us on the edge where, like, you could just roll over and flop. It's and, almost like you get to choose throughout the night whether you're sleeping by yourself or with someone else on the fly. You know, it's big enough that it's, like, two full-size beds or something. That is probably not. And if you want to snuggle up close, you're with her. If you want to go apart, you get that, too. And it's, yeah, King is, is cool. Yeah, I'm very happy with it, and I like um, it's it's a little softer than than I thought I would have liked, but I, I'm I'm into it now. I sleep really well in the thing, and it's it sounds silly to say, but it really is a better quality sleep. I think, um, like when I wake up, I, I feel more rested than I used to on my old lumpy coil spring mattress. Very cool. Yeah, I think Richard Ryan got one too, and he was really happy. Yeah, he did. So, um, I'm trying to think of topics. I've got one here where. I guess Trump said U.S. troops stole millions in Iraq, and the guy came back on Twitter with a big rant. Did you guys see that? Stole what? No. So here's the deal. There were some American soldiers whose job it was to hand out cash to victims of America, like, like um, collateral damage, right? So every so often a flare would like land in some guy's yard and set the house on fire or hurt somebody. And something in my hair anyway uh something bad would happen and there were soldiers who were entrusted with giving out like literal cash to iraqis and um they're both right so this guy goes on a twitter rant that you know got big like it's on the front page of yahoo and it got some attention where he says i did this job and it was hard and it was an important bridge between america and and the victims of our military accidents and i hope i'm saying that in a way that doesn't offend anyone and um right i guess everything oh so we're accidents now that's what you call us <laughs> so uh um but yeah the, the like, sunni people will not be put down like this way <laughs> we are coming after you uh, bring it. all sunnis band together <laughs> yeah right so uh um this guy's apparently he was literally a guy who handed out cash took it really responsibly yeah i said it right and um uh, he says he was like a super target, like because he had access to this cash. There were tons of people who were after him, you know, trying to either threaten him or scare him or just kill him and take the cash from him. So for Trump to like disparage the name of people in his role was really bad 
On the other hand, Trump is right. And there were at least four or five guys convicted of stealing it. And what Trump said was, I rock, crooked as hell. How about bringing baskets of money, millions and millions of dollars, and handing it out? And uh, shit, the rest of this quote is something like, I'm pretty sure those guys are living in high style now or something. And the truth is, there were four or five guys who were found to be guilty of just that. Like, they bought their houses with cash or something. I'm sure I have details wrong. But they stole some of the money. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's right. Like, that's a lot of pressure and stress to put on someone. They're already in a high-stress situation. And it's like, hey, here's a fuck ton of money. We're trusting you with it. Like, of course, some of them are going to do the right thing and they'll tweet Mm -hmm. about it and everything. But even that guy has to know that he was like the cream of the crop of morality there. He had to know other people were doing shit. This is a perfect example of Trump tweeting out something that's true and it offending people. This is this, yeah. that's literally what this is. He's telling you the truth, what happened, and why it happened, and he's 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 framing it with the with Iraq as a whole as as just one part of what was a crooked, messed up endeavor where lots of people profited, and the people who who paid the most were the the poorest people, the soldiers that we sent over there, and the people that they killed, and vice versa. He's saying, look at this. Here's just one little facet of this crooked thing that Hillary Clinton was part of, and it's true. Can and I of interrupt? Course people are offended by it. Yeah. I had a stat wrong. Um, 115 people have been convicted of stealing this money, and it adds up to $52 million. Okay. So, yeah, he was just telling the truth then yeah. and getting flack for it. Mm. But he's going to get flack for everything he says because he's, he's running a presidential president. candidate. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there's a certain, like, how dare you accuse a military person of something, you know, wrong. Like, it, every one of them are heroes and infallible. And it's like, no, it's a cross-section of the population, just like every other cross-section that has some infallible heroes and apparently at least 115 convicted criminals. Yeah. I mean, they, there's a reason they have their own, their own like, courts and mm-hmm. military police and all that stuff, you know. They're, they're, these aren't Boy Scouts, they're the Marines. You know, shit goes wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, shit, if you give me $50 million and you tell me it's my job to give it to these assholes out here... I'm, I, it's gonna yeah. be real easy for me to rationalize in my brain and There's say 48 million getting to them, them. <laughs> i'm keeping this this is american money i'm american my buddy died yesterday fighting over here for that asshole i don't care if a flare burnt up his poppy field fuck him I'm 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 pocketing this money. I would have probably stolen that money. Plus, too. yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people. I would have stolen some. Trying to some. There's a, a good it, bit. Part of what would corrupt you is all the corrupted yeah. people trying to get it. <laughs> it's like casino. You know, like so. If I come to you and be like, "Dude, my grass burnt down. My goats died. Give me some cash." My grass burnt down. That's yeah. your nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> 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 That's came from me. <laughs> so. Uh, um, because apparently flares are one of the things that cause this damage. And, yeah. uh, and then you look into it and you realize, like, this guy's damages aren't nearly what they said or maybe it's just completely false. And you get enough of those and you're like, why are we handing out cash to these shitheads? I, I, you know, it'd be better in my pocket because that guy's a thief anyway. At least I'm an yeah. American thief. Hell, I'm going to pay taxes on this shit. Fuck it. I'm taking this back home. Yeah, I can see how that happens. Yeah, I, 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 I can definitely... Empathize with uh, with those hundred and fifty something brave Americans who stole those Iraqis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them! They don't those need brave nothing. Americans. <laughs> hey, you know, hey! It was those cowards who just threw those. Those who was just yeah, take it, take it. Those are the real cowards. The, this guy the on real Twitter. Patriots brought that money home. I, yep. 
You know, if I had creators. to vote right now, I'd probably vote for Hillary. And I don't like either of them, but I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth. So for you guys that, like, quote me and be like, remember this? Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, next week I'll say Trump. I, I, I'm having a hard time landing this, this term. But uh, the most attractive thing about Trump is this, like, concept of America first. You know? Yeah. Like, I... I of all the shit he does and all the lies he tells and the wrong side of so many things that he's on, I think he's going to be crooked too. But I do think he'll put America, like he's America first. All this Rock time. flag, <laughs> eagle, Charlie. Rock flag, eagle. <laughs> and everybody else, like, I feel like there's this general idea that the American president is at least somewhat kind of sort of a world president, right? Like his actions impact a lot more than just America. He's and the one that get on the phone if the aliens came. Yeah, yeah, right? I remember Hank Green, you know, he was on here saying things like, well, you know, Ethiopians need jobs too. And uh, I'm misquoting him, but it was something, ah, like, was something like that. It was some sort Hank of Green. world yeah. fucking uh, He was, he was, was a Green guest. Was... I think so. He, he, um, he does crash course stuff. He's... Uh, He's, he's writing a book, popular YouTuber. Anyway, I really enjoy his content, and, and he's a good man. But we like, That's just a silly thing he said. Yeah, but, um, uh, you know, he's, he's really far to the left, and he's kind of pro-humanity as opposed Global. to pro... Yeah, he's... Yeah. So he's a feelings over facts kind of guy. I don't know if I'd phrase it like that. But, you know, if you said, look, like this American lost his job and this Ethiopian got one, he would be like, oh, well, that's a, a, you know, a net even. And I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm kind of America first. That's just where I stand on this thing. And I mean, it, if I thought that 100 a hundred Americans net. would get their job, get jobs, I'm okay with all of Ethiopia burning tomorrow. <laughs> aren't we all? Who here is not? Like, like, let me ask you this question, Taylor. And it just, if you and I had a private little conversation, and I'm a jinn in this, in this, uh, a genie, if you will, in this scenario, and I say, look, Taylor, here's the deal. I'm gonna destroy Ethiopia tomorrow. I'm gonna burn it to the fucking ground if you give me the go ahead. And if you do. I'll give you $300 cash. <laughs> 300 Yeah. Well, yeah. hold on. Let's, let's weigh out the pros and cons. Hold on. 20s or 100s? <laughs> Three brand new 100s. Ooh. Ooh. With the, with the gold lettering? Or number? <laughs> like yes. this matters. Okay, well, hold on. This, this adds a whole other... I've got at least five shirts I like from there, so I wouldn't want to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Calvin Klein's doing something right. You know, <laughs> I, I I said Ethiopia, not Honduras. Like, like no, I don't know. Seriously, I don't know no, I don't value them that little. But I, I do put America first. No one values them that little. Like that's silly. But like, if it was, if you were to say, uh, an Ethiopian oh, got a job and an American lost his job, that's a net even for the world. It's like, I guess technically that's a net even for the world, assuming the same exact job. But if that happened as a result of an American policy then it's not a net gain. That's a net loss because we should be looking out for our own country before we start dabbling. I feel like there's people in Norway, Sweden, Czech Republic, and England listening to this saying like, no, the American president needs to be sort of a globalist, a champion of the whole planet, this and that. But you don't expect your Icelandic president to do Ah, the same, right? Why can't the Americans just treat their country as though there are three million white people living there? (laughs) <laughs> like, and, and, and we have a wealth of natural resources mm? and our policies. We have very strict immigration in Sweden. Mm? 
You can't just come in and leech off the teeth of welfare. Now I do not know where I'm from. I'm from France now. <laughs> no, but I think that's funny when like you get that weird delusion of people who are like, oh, it should just be like Sweden and Norway, and it's like, no, that you have no understanding of how have the world to get rid of all the because I don't like that. I. I got a little lost in the context of this conversation. No, no, but, no. I was saying that it, like, I was saying that three million white people for Sweden to like draw a comparison that that's a homogenous country with yeah. issues that are so far removed from what we experience in the U.S. economically, militaristically, in every way, they're so different from us. But it's convenient to compare com apples and oranges, and it's just it's silly. It's mm. silly to pretend like those social structures and social programs would work here. Well, I, I was just grabbing nations that I thought we might have listeners in, but the, yeah. the, uh, the you know, speak English and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I feel like the rest of the world expects America to be kind of a global police affair or whatever, but they don't expect that from their own nation. And this is the first president I can remember who's really running on like a fuck them all. Let's focus on me for a bit. And I'm like, ah, that's super attractive. I think I'd still vote for Hillary today. I'll probably change my mind. Uh, if I, I don't think I'm going to vote. But then I was thinking the other day, like, everybody keeps saying, oh, if you don't vote at all, it's just a vote for Hillary. And it's like, how true is that? Like, is it, I'm thinking about, I don't really want to vote for either of them, to be I'm gonna honest. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for Trump. Um, the gun control thing alone. Like, 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 you could, you could, like, like, do this. Put them both behind a, a white sheet and just look at the policies. And, like, like some, not, not every, you know, a candidate might have 50 policies. They've got a stance on everything right. from... From like uh, genetically modified crops to to whether or not we should use imported leather to make furniture, they all have a stance on something. But some certain stances mean more to both you as the voter and to the politician. Trump's stance stance on imported leather probably doesn't give two shits about. He, he's going to go with whatever is best for America. But I he would, has certain imagine. things that are priorities, not just policies. That's yes. the difference. And so one of Hillary's priorities seems to be this gun control thing. And she's so ignorant about it to begin with that she's just, you want to talk about a loose cannon, it's her on gun control. I, and I can't, I can't abide that in, in any way. So if, if the alternative... That's true. Of, in, no, regard, I can't think of an alternative that I, I, would, I would not go with over Hillary Clinton. I would vote for... I would vote for any. I can't think of the person that I would not vote for before Hillary Clinton. I really can't. Like name I'd a vote person. For Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. Oh, I, I would campaign for Sanders. I would. I would. I would. I would. I would do. I would give him money. Like, Adolf you know? Hitler. <laughs> now, wow. are we talking about in what iteration did we like clone an Adolf Hitler? Did we time travel him here? Like, yeah, how do we, have we just took all. You know, there he is, middle of World War II, busy as can oh, be. Oh shit! This is nineteen forty-four Hitler. Yeah, now, is he all pumped up from the heroin yet, or is he still full of gusto from, you know, the early days of the uh, Blitzkrieg? Or call it 43 Hitler. How, right? how, about, we get, how about we get a, a 33 Hitler, and we get, like, a full month of changing his mind on stuff? Like, hmm. we can be like, hey, you were really doing a good job getting that economy going, huh? Like, that's a good job. Yes. All the, the answer, stuff yes. with I would the go with a 1933 and Hitler. the homosexuals. You're going to have to, we're not doing that. Like, we're not going to do that part. And I we're not going to do the whole this. war. And he's going to be like, but I, that is the whole point of me being here. As <laughs> long as he wouldn't... promised not to, to like do any genocide and to abide by the two-term limit, I would vote for Hitler before uh, Hillary. He, no genocide. <laughs> In my okay, world, well, that's, here's that's the thing. Silly. I, would not do, I would not vote for it. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> a lot of people that are very strongly pro-Trump. I know a lot of people that are very strongly anti-Trump. 
I don't really know any, and I know some anti-Hillarys, but there are no strong pro-Hillarys. It just seems like most of the pro-Hillarys, in my world anyway, are really just anti-Trumps. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. anti-Trumps, and Hillary's going to clean up with women, mm -hmm. and that's going to be enough to win her the election. Yeah, I, I talked before I've been saying that Trump's going to win the election. I'm flip-flopping on that. Today, I think Hillary will. I've, I've said the whole time Hillary's winning. Well, I flip-flop a lot. Trump. It's all about Trump. Uh, what you're gonna see, you're gonna see, you're gonna see like one or two more terror attacks. They'll continue uh -huh. to prove Trump right. They'll 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 call him wrong so much that people start showing up to see why everybody's calling him wrong, and those people will start seeing that he's right on certain things. It's it, there'll be a Barbara Streisand effect where they're like, stop looking at what Trump's doing. Just delete your Twitter. Just delete it. Stop saying things. Somehow, and they're just gonna drive more and more faces. Dude, to there it. was a terror attack. Trump's reply was look i'm right i'm right i'm right look at me i was right all along and i feel like this terror attack was a net loss for him like in my observation no. suddenly the other republicans have like unendorsed him uh it, everything is about all his gaffes like all the airtime his disapproval ratings are higher than ever like it, the reaction to his reaction was pretty negative like he just didn't it play has been right. this time around yeah it's odd yeah so i i I but, but, thought that this terror attack was going to be all a big thing that would help him, and it didn't. I really to did too, and it still may. So what we might be hearing is like the people who hated him to begin with are just are just uh, hoorahing. They're saying, "Ah, oh, look at this! Look at that! Look at this! Can you believe he said the gays?" Because he said something like, "Go ask the gays; they'll tell you that this happens and that happens, and it becomes a whole gaff or whatever." Um, the media is so deep in for Hillary and so anti-Trump on every level that it's almost like I don't even know what to believe because like if you don't look at anything Trump has said or anything he, any of his actual speeches and you just go off what the media says about him you would think that he was up there having a Michael Richards level racist rant all over the country like that's what you would assume mm -hmm. you know but it's it when you actually look at it it's like yeah he said some incendiary stuff but it's not nearly like that like it, yeah, that, I don't know. that's been my observation, too. I, I swear, Trump can be like, you know, I told you guys that, you know, if we kept, if we blocked Muslims at the door, this would be a smart thing. It was a, no one wants to admit that this terrorist was Muslim. And everyone goes on and they're like, oh, my God, can you believe that he, he's the next Hitler who wants to kill all Muslims? And you're like, whoa, that's not, that's just not accurate. Kyle, can you toggle your camera? It's not coming back for me. Yeah, I'll do it again. The thing with, like, like the whole, I actually, like, for the longest time, I actually thought he did do the whole, like, oh, I don't want any Muslims coming in anymore. And I'm like, well, that is very That's not extreme. what he did? And then you look at it, and it's like, okay, so he wants to slow down immigration. Uh, I think that immigration should just be slowed down as a whole. Like, not don't, don't pull the Muslims out and go, ah, you know, this is like airport security now, where if your name's Ulf Samuelson or something, and you're from Sweden, you just waltz on in. But if your name's Muhammad something from you know syria you don't like it should be the same set of standards you need to be able to prove who you are you need to be able to show relevant documentation and then you can come here but the whole like different set of standards for different people i don't i don't really like that it's unenforceable that's the problem with the muslim thing that, that gets well he's changed it he's he's changed it to he he said he changed from muslim to people from country uh he said something about it, it he's changed it to locations now countries that okay. he basically i don't remember his language but he was like Countries that don't like us is basically what he said. Is that so and crazy? That does, that does no, make it's not sense. crazy at all. It that, makes so that, much that, sense. 
When you so wait a minute. There's some guys up there who don't like us. Should we just let them in? Just to turn them loose, or maybe we should talk to them just a little bit first. You want to yeah. talk? Nobody wants to talk to them. Oh, that'd that's be offensive. incredibly racist, Kyle. <sighs> incredibly racist. Because but I don't here, care about their race. It's just where they're from that most of those people don't like us there. You know, it's like their national hobby. Then it's xenophobic. Oh my god. Like, yeah, why is xenophobic bad? I, I, this is going to get me plenty of attention, but they're like, oh, you're xenophobic. And I look up what the word actually means, and it means like having pride in your own country. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I feel like everyone else gets to be xenophobic. I watch a lot of UFC, and all the Brazilian fans cheer for the Brazilian fighters. All the English fans cheer for the English fighter. Michael Bisping, Bisping. Bisping comes out and they sure. God save the oh, queen. Yeah, exactly. Like Conor McGregor comes out. Oh, the Irish guys are so pro Conor McGregor. It, they're just outrageous super fans. Even a Korean it's, guy it's comes out there. Brag. It's got his group. Yeah, it's but, rude to brag flags. about being the best. If you're like, hey, I like this American guy because he's no Americans like look at every nationality and they're all like no one gets a head start with the fan base. Me personally, I like guys that speak English. I just have an easier time being a fan of someone where I can. Yeah, because you can understand them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like Conor McGregor a lot, but if he was Brazilian and didn't learn the language, I probably wouldn't be on board as much. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. But um, I like how I called it the language, right? Like, if he didn't learn the one, you know, the, the, the language that matters. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. It's, it's Well, one of the two languages that are integral to business worldwide English and Mandarin. Like,. I hear you. So, so anyway, I really like it when my fighters speak English, but I don't give a big head start to them being American. I don't know why. I don't know why, like, xenophobic is so terrible. Like, it seems like every other nation in the world gets to be xenophobic on every topic, but you're American, and suddenly it's like you're a bad person for it's having... It's more of this, like, uh, cultural relativism that's being pushed at every level of education where it's, like, Im improper and uh, a faux pas. You have to say that all cultures are equally valid and they're all equal and that they all contribute their own little bit to the to the global salad, you know? And you have to pretend that they're all the same and, and any differentiation where you're like, hey, you know that part of Swedish culture where they're, you know, really respectful of privacy and personal space? That's great. You know, that, that's, that's better than what we do here in fucking Tanzania mm. or whatever. Like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't. Tanzania. You have to pretend to that play. all fucking cultures are equal <laughs> and it's Dwight. nonsense. And everyone knows it's false. I, I'm impressed that you knew that that's a Dwight quote. But we do need a new play. That's in the wedding episode when they're walking in, they're shuffling. We need a new play. <laughs> I, I feel that way often, though. I would like a new plague. Something real nasty. I'm hoping that Zika virus is it because it's both like mosquitoes and an STD and it has so many symptoms. And seems like this. Uh, oh, I, I keep meaning to talk about the Olympics. I know we're at the four hour mark and we'll close out pretty soon. But the, these, I think the Brazilian Olympics are going to be an absolute global fucking disaster on a health standpoint i predict at least one or two ter uh, terror attacks some bad shit is going to happen and i and it's like it seems so evident to me i can see it so clearly and it seems like no one else does and maybe i'm just be uh, i have my own prediction I, I, let me let me finish mine okay. i think there's going to be disease i think the facilities are going to be embarrassing i think that olympic athletes are going to be assaulted I think that people are going to get Zika virus and it's going to spread globally. I don't think it's going to be a pandemic or anything, but the, the Zika virus will spread globally much more than it has before. It'll be long-lasting and, long, and, and far-reaching. And I think, as a whole, it'll be an absolute failure of an Olympics. I think the facilities will be terrible and unfinished because that happens in like two-thirds of Olympics, winter and summer. When they're not in America. Yeah. Or in a country with a lot of pride. China fucking got their shit in order. They did anyway um 
there will be a few athletes that get sick, but it's not going to spread to the rest of the world like some sort of zombie plague that you see in a movie. Like, oh, this guy got sick, then he got on a plane, and then it just you know really went. It's crazy. an STD. I mean. Uh, I hear you. Oh, I, and those I, Olympians are fucking the shit out of each other the whole time. There's and it's free not condoms just, in the village. Nobody uses condoms anymore. And, and and the other thing is like it's not. I'm kidding. That can't be true. Condoms are horrible. Why would you um, use so, so it's to prevent STDs? It's present STD, and not only is it um, it's not just about those birth defects where the babies have the one third size normal heads. There's a whole list of things that it that'll that'll do to a healthy adult male. Like, like it was like cerebral palsy effects. It, it, they got you're losing all muscle control, bedridden, ruined, all kind of nerve uh, uh, issues. It, it sounds awful. I, like I said, don't think it's gonna be a pandemic or anything. Right, Those, right. Those Olympics are gonna be a real failure though. And and it seems like such a ripe target for for terrorists, right? Yeah. Like you're in a country where like I don't know what their what their security's like down there, but it's a South American country. It's it's a very big country. Like Brazil's an, an enormous like like uh, as far I as even area. Want yeah. the Olympics? Did, I used to want to want the Olympics, and you'd just be like, oh yeah, like LA's bidding on it. I hope that we get it. Let somebody else pay for that shit. Yeah, now it's like, dude, they're all losses. They're at loss. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know, they sometimes good. Like they they up the infrastructure in an area, and then sometimes that has a lasting it's nice positive in effect. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I bet Atlanta still has some benefits from it. I've heard um, Salt Lake City does too. Is am I? That's the western yeah. one, Salt right? Salt Lake City was uh, yeah. 2002. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I've heard that that has like some major highways and stuff that have helped like ski resorts and things over the long term. Sure. But uh, but by and large, like these companies just seem to be ruined by it. Like it's part, I'm told, of why Greece is in the trouble it is. Like they just ah. you know, beat themselves up with it. And yeah, yeah, they should they should let some superpowers shoulder the the brunt of that. Like, like I I was shocked that Brazil. Got, I was like Brazil. It's a white like, elephant. Give it to China every year. Fuck them. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think is, who is it that's got it? I think Japan has Beijing it. Beijing again. <laughs> 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 I'd be okay with that. I, I saw. I think it's Japan that's doing the man-made uh, meteor shower for the for like the 2020 Olympics or something like that. Sounds more dangerous than or the 20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 18 or whatever it is. Yeah, they're doing a man-made meteor shower. Damn. Let me do my. Uh, well, I guess. I, do you want to close the show out? Because I got a post roll. I just want to time that cr- uh, appropriately. I think it's. I think that was the time. All right. Let's see. This is uh, some closing words about Blue Apron. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less with ten dollars uh, at less than ten dollars per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Uh, additional. Um, they, they have a, lots of different varieties. The new recipes are created every week with, uh, by Blue Apron's culinary team and are not repeated within the year. Uh, I think you can go on there and customize that a little bit, though, because Chiz was saying that he picked the things that he wanted ahead of time or at least uh, had some options. Uh, they're flexible. Uh, they customize your recipes each week based on your preference. Uh, you can choose delivery options to fit your needs. There's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Uh, and each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-read uh, recipe card with pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So uh, check out this week's menu and get your first two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com painkiller. That's blueapron.com painkiller. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Blue Apron, awesome. a better way to go. All right. Check them out. 
So that was Painkiller Ready, episode 287. Uh, thank you to Boogie, who's gone, and our sponsors. And uh, until next week. <laughs>